and I'm doing nice. a little research on this guy named uh, Twelve Davis. He's uh, what he was was that he was he worked he was a surveyor. He worked at the uh, land office down in California, and I guess he discovered um, that there was like twelve foot of land between these two really lucrative gold claims. And he went in there and he swooped up the land and mined it out. And lo and behold, he made Jeez. his fortune. He brought his gold back up here to Canada and he started a, a trading post on the Mighty River. Now, he always had this policy where he never locked his doors, but he knew oh my God, how much money he had. He used to bury his, he used to bury his gold out uh, and, and just keep it safe out in the, out in the bush. And so apparently... He died without ever digging up his gold for his family, and it was lost to them for years. Okay. Anyways, I was doing some surveying around the property there, and I was looking for a monument, and I, I was buzzing, and I picked up a buzz, started digging with my shovel, and sure as shit, there was a little bit of gold. But then the landowner started coming over towards me, hmm. so I kicked kicked over the I kicked the dirt over with uh, with right. my foot and just walked towards him and just started bullshitting with him. But like, we gotta sneak back there in the middle of the night and get that gold, man. We can do it. We can get a distraction going. You know what I mean? We can get uh, I don't know. We can get some cows well, or something. Make, make some cows. Even and, a couple uh, cars. The truck or whatever. Or, just yeah, a couple cars collide in the road or right. in the front of the house. You know that should be. Oh, that's dangerous, man. Last time we did that, the airbags didn't go off. We had to pay those people. Away. That is. Extra. That yeah. was yeah. That was a little um, unfortunate. We can. Uh, we can. Uh, we still have a little bit of dynamite. We could blow up a truck or something. You know, like uh, that could you still work. have that shitty old beater truck, like that old Ford that barely that one from the that one from that job with the uh, with the truck. That's the one. Uh, oh, my uh, God. We could blow yeah. up, like the back of that. Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be like Michael Bay. So you know, funny. I kind of hated that truck from when it stalled. Him, I did too, got man. me caught in the in- intersection there. Fuck, I did, bad. too. Dude, that was yeah. that was almost we almost freaking. Uh, I you know what? We're talking about heat. We're talking Dude. about my favorite, Sounds favorite good. action movie. It's a uh, heat with uh robert de niro and some other people michael madsen awesome movie they were right in the neck of it uh bullet shots all kinds of stuff great movie timing uh, metallurgy metallurgy you know what i mean yes. but also a love story very very touching love story uh doesn't end super well honestly but uh very touching love story you know what i mean robert de niro is not just a lover of fine metals he's also a lover of i guess fine relationships anyway ladies and gentlemen i don't know what you're talking about we're talking about uh, cannabis this is a cannabis show Folks that are over the age of 21, some of you know the drill. If you don't know the drill, welcome, folks. Welcome. Sit back, relax. So you got a couple seconds here because we've got to talk to the children for a moment. So if you're new to the show, you know, maybe you're just tuning in. Take a second. Uh, check your ice cube situation. Check your your beer can opener situation. You know, perhaps you don't want to break a nail. I don't know. Maybe you just got a manicure or something. That's fancy, by the way. You know, props to you. Uh, use a but key. Uh, yeah. yeah, use a key. Use a key or something. Or a can opener. Something. You know what I mean? They have those two. A Leatherman. You have a couple minutes to, to figure that out. You know, you, if you have a long list of options, you have a couple minutes to sort that out. Maybe pros and cons. I don't know. Figure it out. You know what I mean? It's a good good problem solving exercise. Until then, meantime, Uncle Wes is a nurse. He's a nurse that's it. That's it. We have, a, Come on. we have a story to tell. We have a story to tell for all the children that are listening. Anyone, and by children, we mean really children who are also big at heart. Like anyone who's under the age of 21 will Basically, really appreciate yes. this. Yes, 100%. 100%. Mm. Yes, yes. <clears throat> uh, I don't know where. Where should I go with this? Uh, the bunny rabbits dumpty. in the field. Yeah, Ooh, the or bunny the dumpty. That's a good one. Yeah, that's Humpty that's Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Mm. Get out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You, if you don't want to end up like Humpty Dumpty. 
get the fuck out. If you are yeah, under the age of 21, I mean, have we advanced the threats now? I don't know. Get They're asking out. themselves. I don't know. I don't know. I, we're not going to clarify that because this show's not for you. Boys get and out. girls, get out. That's it. Get out. Get West out. Engine, any stragglers, they might think like, oh, man, I, I can pass for 21. Like, what about you two? Get out. That's it. That's Come it. back when you're 21 plus a day. That's it. Plus, even maybe just to be safe, 15 like minutes. two days. 15 minutes. Yeah. We usually say 15 minutes, but I don't know. What if it's like international dateline stuff or I don't know the, now with like the Elon Musk right. Internet and stuff like, I don't know, man, you know, like maybe like two days, days, right? Two days. Just like yeah. two days to be safe. You know, what if they re- rescind it or something? Who the, who the frick knows? So 21 plus two days. You're welcome to come back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't even open the chat. That's how uh, apparently good of a host I am. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Well, I assume there are people here, so I'm just going to say hello to you virtually. I can't pick up all the people that I'm in the chat. That said, all those people that are here, big ups. You guys are awesome. Uh, uh, many of you have names. Uh, here we go. Pop out chat. Some of those names include Mr. Marduber. Welcome, Mr. Marduber. Greeny Houdini already in the chat. Welcome. Claude in the chat. What's going on? Chuck Rose. What's going on, my friend? That came out stupidly. What's going on, my friend? Grow Ohms. Cheers, bud. Atomic Spoon already in the house. That's a freaking legend right there. Cannabis. Welcome, my friends. Uh, if you uh, have forgotten, by the way, because Smash isn't here yet to tell you, uh, change your chat to live chat for a superior chatting performance uh, uh, experience, I guess, maybe. Anyway, what am I trying to say? Uh, I still haven't had time. I just, it's it's whatever. I guess that's not a very good excuse to post a flyer, but please, this is the verbal reminder of the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society's photo contest. It's actually uh, Fumi's photo contest, but we posted over on uh, Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Go take a look, my friends. Go uh, post something if you'd like. You don't have to. You can go vote on your favorite uh, posts. You can vote on all your favorite posts. You don't have to just pick one. A lot of times people, that's the most common question. Oh, can I only pick one? You can literally vote on all of the photos that you like literally every single one uh, obviously because it's instagram you can only vote one time so you can either unvote or not vote on it uh but basically go vote for all your favorites and the one that has the most votes is going to win people's choice it's literally as simple as it gets there's no special judges no special rules no special shenanigans nobody buys votes or anything else literally you see it happen uh and, you know obviously it's a it's a fairly simple contest we don't get to smoke the weed or anything else but we get to see pretty pictures you know what i mean so uh, folks if you'd like to participate you're absolutely welcome to participate you still have a chance until the end of the month uh i swear i am going to put, put a flyer out but i I, just, I haven't had a chance sorry bad folks but uh like i say uh go follow portland cannabis tasting society uh post a new post folks uh, a, a photo or a reel you know instagram now says that they're not even a photo sharing site anymore so post a reel last month's winner was actually a, like a reel or a video I can't remember actually what the difference is between them, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, go post one of those. Chances are it'll get actually better votes because Instagram freaking prioritizes that stuff. Isn't that lame? But whatever. It is what it is. Use strategy, I guess, my friends. Uh, you know, like uh, one of the things that I did when I was kind of, oh, I, guess I shouldn't say this in the middle of my freaking announcement. I was going to say like, one of the ways to potentially become a winner, you know what I mean? When you look from the sidelines, kind of like I did with some of Subcool's photo contests was like, oh, I wonder how they won. Like, how did they do what they did? And I started to not copy them, but I tried to figure out the nuts and bolts of how they did things. You know what I mean? So, for example, some of the nuts and bolts of how the last winner uh, last winner won. That's a terrible sentence. Uh, and that was Stonerhaven. Stonershaven.ca. I should show up as T.O. in the chat here in a little bit. Uh, T.O. did a fantastic job. And posted a reel, you know, use the the uh, Instagram algorithm to uh, his benefit. So, folks, uh, your mileage may vary. Do whatever you'd like. Be creative. Honestly, be creative. Do something fun. 
the whole point of the contest is, you know, first of all, to pat somebody on the back, but also for everybody to honestly have fun. You know, like everybody that participates, this is not one of those things where you, everyone gets a participate, participation trophy or something like that. But I think that everybody that participates is really putting themselves out there and deserves honestly props and, you know, positive feedback and everything else. If you guys, honestly, now that I think about it, I forgot to remi- remember to say this. Yeah, cheers, D. Uh, go post a positive comment. You know what I mean? If you like those photos, vote on them, post something positive because those people, they, they put themselves out there you know, they, they wonder, oh, is this photo good enough? You know, they see lots of people on Instagram, professional photographers, professional growers with 100,000 following Instagrams. You know, they wonder, is my photo good enough to put out there? Or are people going to laugh at it? You know what I mean? So make sure that they know that you're not laughing. Make sure that you know, because nobody laughs at those photos, right? So make sure when you enjoy them and you, you, you pass by and you're, you're scrolling through and you're, I don't know, you're taking a smoke break or whatever, and you're passing the time, you're looking at pretty bud pics, you know, go and say something positive to those folks because they, I think they deserve it. So uh, that goes for uh, all of you guys. Good day, Ned Kelly. Good day for Plan Say. Cheers, guys. Uh, like I said, you still have chance to a chance to uh, uh, join the photo contest. There's going to be some special seeds. Uh, I actually just got a care package from, and I don't know. This is the embarrassing part. I don't know. I know the person's name because we've had some dealings, you know. But I don't. I don't know the the person's Instagram handle. I'm going to turn off the freaking beep there. Uh, so I can't thank them yet, but, uh, that person knows who he is. Anyway, thanks to that person. We have actually a couple of interesting packs of seeds. So I think I might throw a couple of those into the, uh, uh, especially one, what, what we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Cause, uh, uh, honestly, you know, I have some other stuff too. So, uh, folks, there's going to be, there's always, a what are we talking prize about? Pack. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I want to say yet. Some interesting, oh, it's something feminized from somebody who hasn't ever been on the show or anything else, but people talk about. So like a different breeder, but it's a breeder who I know is legit. Basically, I've heard really great things about it. And honestly, it's something that I would grow, frankly. When I looked, I was like, oh, shit, that's nice. Uh, but I thought, fuck, that would be great for a freaking contest uh, entry. So, folks, we might throw something in. Captain uh, Terp, you have absolutely permission for a bong rep, my friend. Uh, let's see here. I forgot to post a link to join us. You guys are welcome to join us, by the way. Uh, the yes, rule is uh, absolutely West Engine. Uh, you know what? We Don't should be move a on dick. to the that's it. Okay. Why are, yeah, my notes? why are my notes not opening? West Engine, by the way, what's going on with you? My notes are frozen for some reason. Uh, what's the story, my friend? Welcome. Well, uh have a little uh, crappy internet service tonight, so we'll see how it goes with me here. Um, yeah, no, having a good having a good day. Just got back from work and whatnot. And ready to smoke <laughs> some ganja, have a few drinks with the boys. Nice, nice. Man. How about you, D? What's going on? We're, we're talking to me now. Sorry, the cats. Yeah, man. Doing... Cat just scared the shit out of us over here. Crash, smash. Damn cat. Uh, just, just chilling. I'm actually trimming up some GMO tonight. I have some GMO. I'm trimming as I need it. Smoke uh, for tonight. And I also got some Gorilla Gas left. I love my Gorilla Gas. I haven't seen my... I have to go see my medical guy tomorrow. To get some more shatter and flower. I was up early enough, which was pretty cool. But on, but I got to catch the Michigan Bro Grow Show this morning. The really early shit that was really cool. Then I got to catch Tara, and I was on her for a while. Nice. Her her show for an hour or so live, and now I'm here, chilling awesome. with everybody. This is so cool. Tuesday. So I yeah. Uh, cheers, big up to everybody listening in Russia, Germany, maybe Argentina, maybe right. Italian. Hey, Italia. <laughs> it's amore. 
Uh, I wonder if they're pissed off at us always saying it's amore. Like now I have ice cubes frozen in my glass. That's kind of an annoying first world problem. Look at that. Now I gotta. I poured them into the cooler and accidentally put some in here, and it's so cold that it actually froze. All right. Just stop complaining. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, bearing with us uh, for a second here while we figure out the uh, the timing and everything else. Folks, I have an interesting, actually, only two beers this, this week, but I think they're going to be enough because one is uh, gigantic. The other one's fairly strong. This one is uh, Petrus. Actually, this is from a couple, or actually from last week. I didn't have a chance to drink it. This is supposedly, according to them, they're like, oh, we're the fucking Belgians. We know and uh, we know the muscles and the fucking, uh, that's a terrible accent, but whatever. Uh, we're going to pretend that it was good. This is Petrus, aged pale. I guess I can show you the freaking, uh, there you go. They call themselves the measure of sour or something. It was so cocky. Uh, I, I basically bought the bottle because I was like, all right, we'll fucking see. Uh, they say, for years, it has been the reference for sour beers, period. That's the sentence. I'll be the judge of that. That's it. I'm like, they didn't qualify that at all. They didn't qualify that like <laughs> for us or for low. They're like, we are the reference for years now. I'm like, all right, we'll see. They say they're five out of five on a sour scale. We'll see about that, too. Uh, they're 100% fitter beer. So whatever fitter beer is, it's got to be true, right? Fitter, fitter beer. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we shouldn't make fun of the Belgians. Uh, They make fun of themselves plenty. Actually, that didn't make any sense. Uh, Should think about those jokes a little bit better. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't know what I mean because you're you're probably trying to actually uh, enjoy yourselves. Folks, uh, go check a look. I, I don't know. Jokes are terrible today already. Uh, go take a look. Instead of telling jokes, we're just going to go over to my website. Go take a look at uh, fumidoro.com. Uh, I don't want to infomercialize the beginning of the show, but I wouldn't mind it if you guys went and take a look. Uh, and of course, if you wouldn't mind uh, buying a pack of seeds, that wouldn't be too shabby either. Come on, please share already. There we go. Uh, fumidoro.com, fumesofgold.com or fumidoro seed code com they all go to the same place you can go to the shopping link here uh of course the ever popular west engine swindle is uh actually the first discount that we put up here it's three packs of any combo of basically anything but uh, uh morgana pretty much for 75 bucks a piece uh those all come with uh Silago the bad you can get uh, i see a witch morgana and her two friends basically a pack of morgana and two of her friends the you guys figured. And then, of course, there are individual packs of basically everything except for Silago the Bat. The only way to get Silago the Bat is as a freebie with uh, another 10 pack or more. So basically every 10 pack comes with uh, at least five beans of Silago the Bat, sometimes quite a bit more. Uh, and uh, I like this, this Silago the Bat quite a bit, but uh, there's enough. In fact, you can see that was hilarious. That's right there. I can't. I think that might be a gnat that died and dried out in the plant, but I'm not sure. I have to look at the old photo. Anyway, you can see one of these actually has a little tiny nanner right there. Basically, see that right there? It has enough instability that you'll get like 10 seeds, 15 seeds, something like that, which is not bad, but I mean, there's better out there. So you'll get wonderful, wonderful terps if you basically grow these, but it's not worth it to, uh, uh, how do I put it? I don't know. It was worth it to, to put it out as a freebie. You know what I mean? I think it's plenty. I'm fucking telling this terribly. Uh, I thought it would be a lot better to put, give it out to people so that they could enjoy it and just grow it at their convenience and not really worry about it uh, as opposed to, you know, breeding it further. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back out of this story because now it just sounds terrible. Uh, I like Silago the Bat. I'm going to be growing Silago the Bat quite a bit more. Uh, I still have that mom, by the way. I think the instability might have come from the dad as opposed to the mom. Just a combination, basically, between the two of them, but 
I don't know. We'll see. There's, there's not enough time to run everything in this life. So even though I still have that mom, who knows? We, we never may. We may never see her again. We may. Time will tell. Uh, Black Prince Ruby. Oh, that's a photograph, by the way. You guys can go take a look at uh, photographs, too. Of course, they're printed and sold from uh, what? Shipped from New York. Do I need to find a better way to explain that? I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll find a better way to explain that somehow. They're like drop shipped from New York. But anyway, this is a tester photo of Lime River Rose. I'll freaking stop the infomercial here. But uh, this has been a popular one, folks. Uh, the, the terps on this apparently are as lovely as I thought they would be, which is, uh, well, that sounds super cocky. I'm not going to say that. The terps are better. No, I guess I need to say that I'm pleasantly surprised because uh, folks have been uh, describing some really nice plants. They're, they're really pretty and uh, they're coming out really, really uh, uh, flavorful, too. I still haven't updated the photos uh, from uh, this week, but basically this test right here has been freaking killing it with uh, two plants out here, Morgana on the left and Lime River Rose on the right. And they both look uh, really freaking great. Like, honestly, really nice. Uh, the Morgana, I think, is going to be... Uh, like an early finishing cherry. So I, I, I'm really excited to see that one. So we'll see some of the very first outdoor. Uh, 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 well, except for this one was really nice. That one's from, oh, wait, that was Morgana. Wait a second. Okay, here it is right there. That one uh, finished a while ago from allegedly uh, the old world. Can't say for sure, but uh, somewhere in the old world, that grower knows who they are uh anyway uh what was i gonna say the turps were banging on that one apparently and that particular grower evidently it puts them to sleep so that's the nighttime weed it's kind of funny because uh er just everybody's different right like a lot of people consider this to be like daytime weed or i don't know uh go out to lunch weed or something and some people go to sleep but same thing with mac you know like when i smoke mac i'm just like eh, next but some people it puts them to sleep so it's just it's hilarious anyway this is another tester uh folks that uh, thus endeth the infomercial hope you guys will go and uh, check it out and enjoy it uh tell me what you think about the website uh if you have any positive contributions or con con what's the word i'm trying to say I'm trying to combine the word contra contribution and i can't even remember anymore criticism whatever maybe you know perhaps you know a better word and you can contribute that as a as a positive uh contribution thank you for your contribution that's it. The suggestions, something Your like suggest that. Suggestions are welcome. That's it. Uh, D, go ahead, buddy. Oh, you're gonna say you're fucking honest, banging man. Oh, thank Love you, it. buddy. Uh, grower sent me some in the mail. I think it was four plants A. Right. And I, his that he grew of yours, and it was friggin' right on, man. Was and it? now, and lately, I've been smelling a couple of the Morganas here that I'm growing, and I'm getting that sour cherry. Awesome. Well, it's, oh, I can't wait. Uh, one of my favorite, cheers, D, thanks for the uh, good report. Uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, phenotypes is honestly that sour cherry. And uh, it's it's not like, it's not subtle. It's not like, oh, I wonder if that's some, no, it's, it's, it's obviously sour cherries. And the thing that I like about it too is that it's not at all that, um, that like CBD, what is it again? Um, the NyQuil cherry, you know, like the medicinal cherry. That's just, oh, I don't know. Uh, some people love that flavor. That's cool. You know, no, no disrespect if you love that flavor, but uh, I, I kind of, that was played out. There's a lot of CBD and stuff out here. So if you, if you smoked any CBD for a while, like you'd get kind of sick of that flavor, but anyway, so I'm glad it's none of that. Anyway, folks, I'm going to pop this beer open. Uh, hop on folks. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be a slow evening this night or what, but uh, you guys are welcome to hop on and shoot the bull with us. Uh, we don't bite. We don't, uh, I don't know. Not we're not here to uh, what laugh at them, 
the do, do we laugh at people too much or what is it do we uh I don't know. do we uh maybe we laugh at people's gardens or something maybe we make fun i don't think we made fun of anyone's garden but... I love I know, we could make fun of their garden if they wanted to like i don't know i might have sure. been a little hard on my buddy tommy tricone for how he popped seeds last week but i mean Poor he, he tommy, knows i'm man. just playing he knows i'm just playing Somehow I thought this was going to explode, but nothing happened. All right, never mind. Uh, cheers, folks. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. My freaking glass is already sweating. So this is supposed to be the standard, now the reference by which all sour ales are measured. So again, we'll see. And the next one, by the way, is going to be a really nice uh, aged uh, Imperial Porter from Crux, I think. I haven't had anything from Crux for a while. And it was aged in uh, bourbon barrels for, I think, six months. Looked freaking great. I just bought it today at Costco. I was like, fucking yes, thank you. So anyway, uh, where am I going to put that? I'm going to put that right there. So once again, if you guys like to hop on, and uh, Marduber is saying uh, he's going to finish eating. Sounds good, buddy. Uh, Marduber was, uh, by the way, West Engine, you are the defending, the reigning champion. Man, I can't believe these guys haven't figured this game out yet. Like, it is as important not to get them wrong as it is to get them right. (laughs) So, like, cherry, there's nothing wrong with cherry picking. So, like, you don't pick anything over 300 unless it's unless you, like, already know the the question. I mean, come on, people. But I figured out how we can put my questions in, Fumi, and get it to work. I got a plan on that if you want. Well, I was thinking we just, like, you just throw them in. And then if I if I hit one of them, you just shift me to another column, the same number. Fuck! At least for me, you cut out for a second. What was that? Oh, uh, I I was saying that like we could do it again. That like if I hit one of my questions in the when I when I'm pulling it, then we just okay. Well, then you'll take oh, the you'll same. Snap. Got it. I'll just move over to the next uh, okay. the, another another column or whatever the same value. And that's an easy one. You'll remember which ones you did. You can just honestly yeah. move on to the next one. We could do that. And we could do that on the honor system. Like uh, I can print the answer key. Like I just have to remember to do it. I, uh, I'll have to edit the uh, the questions and answers better because trivia maker, they just, they don't allow you to do it very well, but whatever, that's just my problem. So if I do that, I'll be able to send the, the, the answer key more easily instead of copying and pasting it. Like I did last time for smash. So I'm just thinking to myself, like the judge, you want to wait, no, well, I'm just thinking to myself, it'll be like an honor system, you know, because uh, probably a few people would, would totally submit some questions if if they can participate and submit questions both. Because a few people have said, like Tommy, I think, said so. Kud, I think, said. You did. Who else? A couple other people. Marduber as well. So, yeah, that's a nice idea, frankly. Like, whenever a question that you wrote comes up, you just move on to the next one. You just uh, yep. you get a free pass on that one. You move on. Freaking get out of jail yeah, free. Take again. Right? Yeah. By the way, this is a sour beer, but it's not like a lemon ate a lime and uh then spent 20 years in the gulag or something it's not that sour i don't know but it's, it's sour whatever cannabis welcome man uh i was expecting like five out of five sour and the reference by which all other beers are re- i was i was expecting like a punch to the face or something i don't know what do you think well, cheers guys uh please don't kill me cheers, bud. <laughs> cheers what please don't kill don't me. kill me please don't kill you we're, tr- we're gonna try not to kill kenny again Kenny. not on this show we try not to kill you on this show what's going on kenny no nah, man pretty chill day how's the how's growing with you guys uh not quite growing uh 
still funds are kind of short. It was picking up slowly. You know, I got, I do have a five by five tent. Uh, just need to build my soil. Basically I'm building from scratch. Going to be composting, uh, getting all I need from there. Um, so I'm just kind of going to like coot route, you know, just straight up build my soil compost, get some uh, pumice or lava rock and build it from there. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, cheers everybody in the chat. I've been forgetting to say hello to folks. Uh, Jeff in the, ch- in the chat. What's up, my friend? Uh, Robert, cheers everybody. Uh, Tara Lee live in the house. Welcome. Uh, noob in the house. What? Welcome. What's going on? He said, I don't think you do uh what else coffee pot in the house welcome bud hey, i was gonna say something about the freaking uh, amendments and i completely forgot oh whatever doesn't really matter that much uh this is a nice beer by the way don't get me don't let me convince you that this is like garbage or something it's nice but i don't know i don't know if it's the absolute standard by which all other beers are, are... well that they didn't even actually say that that was what i found actually so cocky because it just says for years it has been the reference for sour beers they don't say for our sour beers or for some sour beers they just say for sour beers you know what i mean like if we said such and such strain has been the reference for all sativas or for sativas (laughs) sour beer see they 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 just they market themselves as a sour beer company then they can just say whatever they want about having the most sour beer or maybe they're just, yeah, maybe they're just like they're just the butthurt beer company. And so there's mm. the way you say butthurt in that country. Like there's, they're the butthurt people. I don't know. Yes. What would butthurt beer be like? Bitter? It would Probably. be better. Yeah, it'd be better and painful. Hmm. Hmm. People are asking. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no, please. Uh, People were asking, someone was asking you chat for the uh, address for the way to get in touch with you for the questions for the thing. Right on. Cheers, Marduber. By the way, it looks like Mr. Uh, Greenfingers, I think you were accidentally hidden and then unhidden, so please don't uh, uh, run away. I think it was a butt ban. Uh, The address is actually simple, folks. Uh, Trivia at chronictable.com. The the address for, I forgot to say this earlier, by the way, Uh, if you guys would like to listen to this show, I have to burp every single time that I start talking. If you guys would like to listen to this show instead of watching it on YouTube, for example, if you'd like to listen to it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever other podcasts, go look up Chronic Table. So the name of the podcast is actually uh, Chronic Table. Why do I keep adding podcast? Like I keep adding R's and stuff. Anyway, go look up on the podcasting platform. Broadcast. The broadcast. Yeah, that's it's not where a you Catholic get, cast. It's stuck a with That's it. The, the whip cast would be later <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> Freaking masochistic cast or some shit. I don't know. None of those things. We're probably not on those places folks uh, look up chronic table on places like itunes spotify places like that uh go like share subscribe tell your friends that's the best way to uh, uh, spread the word you know uh, and by the way thanks folks uh, sincerely thanks to the bulgarians and the freaking we have uh, south africans listening australians uh new zealanders a bunch of people around the world so thanks folks uh, uh cheers to around the world i obviously if this you know some people around the world might be like oh my god how does he know and like i don't actually know anything about you i just see like you know, oh, it's two listens from freaking Kuala Lumpur or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's all you really see. Basically. You don't even see that. You just see, like, Indonesia, Tibet. Nobody from Tibet. I guess that'd be cool. But uh, I guess they'd be in China. That's kind of sad. 
But anyway, uh, folks, uh, focus on the fun, the fun parts like, uh, I don't know, smokers from Swaziland or something listening to us. So cheers. Uh, Marduber, what's going on, man? Uh, you you're vying, honestly, for Tara's going to come on here. She has, I think, almost inarguably the best live action set because, you know, most of us have like fake sets. Uh, oh. You you're a strong candidate for maybe second place. I don't know. Like Captain 420 was arguably tied for the lead because he had like the tropical version. You know what I mean? He had mm, palm trees. Yeah, was, I mean, he was, was he was winning. That. I Hold mean, and peacocks are wonderful, but palm trees in nature. That was that was like Zeus and Athena or something. You know what I mean? It was top level. But now Tara, come check I'm just out saying, like I do my lives on Monday. I got, I think, five or six cameras in here. I got angles uh, on angles on angles, bro. Well, I don't know. Tara, what do you think? I, you have the best set, I would say. But this guy, it looks like he's coming. He's gunning for you. I don't know. We're, we're going to see. How are you doing, Tara? Welcome. I'm good. Thanks for the warm welcome. How are you all doing tonight? This one's from my house in Antigua. <laughs> that's that that's cool i, See, I she's got it so she can reach her dab so that's cool yeah oh my I, God, I have to go right into the here. fridge ready and, to go um, let's do this let's do this let's go let's do it yeah. speaking of which i gotta roll a joint uh what's the word tara what's going on ah how about some cookies and cream how about how about that's the word how about there there we go Ooh, i'll match that and i'm ready for this uh this rain to go away <laughs> already the that? whole summer we'll be like oh where's the rain and now two days yeah. and I'll go away already we don't normally get this uh, this rain like y'all get over there oh you got some too nice well cheers to that mark what's going on that mark mr mark mr mark i got mark, the, mark. i got the cookies and cream nice but mine was in the fridge is that what you so i guess you were able to get down to the name no no this is i keep a stash i haven't no. been to the dispo today Though until I get my next harvest down, D, that's my that's my jam, unfortunately. I make my week, weekly trip to the dispensary. Made <laughs> yeah. it today. For now, till my growth's done. A couple more weeks. I've been out of the game for like two years. It's no fun. Oh wow! Not by choice. So by this point, yeah, you probably have like no old stashed flower. Like almost every grower has some like old emergency flower, like. Do not break glass until basically emergency hits, you know, like it's some old swag from like the worst grill you ever had or something. But like everybody has at least one. By now, you've already smoked that jar. And if there's a jar behind that jar, you smoke that jar, too. Right. That's rough. Oh, for sure. Um, the Rick and Morty jar has been empty for a minute now. This is my my old standard head stash jar. The old, the old Rick and Morty peace among worlds. But it's all right. <laughs> Luckily, Southern California is a good place to not be a grower. I got a half dozen dispensaries within driving distance. So, and, you know, prices aren't terrible. Are you in San Diego? Uh, Inland Empire area. But yeah, I get down to Diego pretty often. My clone guy's down there. Dude, this, the best dispensary when I was there was this hole in the wall, dude. Really good. They change over pretty often out here, actually. Yeah, yeah, but the laws, yeah, yeah. That's what they were telling me when I was over there. It, you'll see, like, little houses, and they have, like, little green plus sign. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a while there, it was pretty uh, Wild West. 
it's gotten a little more under control in the last couple of years, but it's still, yeah, it's different. What are the, well, I heard somebody saying today on a podcast, I don't remember what I was watching, Dude Grows or something. They said that out of every, uh, for every dollar spent in the white market, $5 gets spent in the black. <laughs> I've heard that. It just, it doesn't sound real somehow, but I guess, I don't know, it must, it, it must it can be true. <laughs> I mean, for years and years and years, they said the biggest agricultural export of Oregon and Oregon exports a fuckload of agriculture was actually weed. So it was obviously uh, illegal weed, but, you know, for, for years and years and years, more than trees, more than wheat, more than grass seed, more than anything, more than hazelnuts. It was freaking weed. And I can imagine California was probably the same situation. So I don't know. Maybe there is that much. No. Weed coming out. There's a lot of stuff growing in California. Unfortunately, people don't think about it as a bread basket, but yeah, there's the Central Valley is nothing but props. Everybody has kind of this misconception of California as uh, Disneyland and the surrounding areas, you know, and I'm like, mm, no, not really. I live in California is the deep biggest in Trump country. Yeah, it's it's weird out here, man. It's not always the friendliest place for cannabis people. Despite people what you may have heard on TV. <laughs> people right. think those uh, those checkpoints are, you know, for drugs and shit, but that's that's for agriculture. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Most a lot of time. times they don't give a shit if you have joints in your car or freaking three jars of weed. They're like, oh, you got tangerines? Pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, show us papers. <laughs> that have papers for those almonds. You know, I don't want to ruin the whole industry. No, the funny thing is, though, they'll let you eat the fruits. Like when I was a kid, like my mom would always forget. We'd bring like, I don't know, oranges or tangerine because it's always been season or something in the summer. And so we're just chowing down on freaking fruits. And like we get to the border like, oh, you got to you got to throw these away. And my mom's like, all right, we're just going to eat them. And so we pull over and we have to eat like 15 tangerines each. It was, yeah. It, and then you get the trots on the way them. to the next rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> pull over now. Gotta go. Oh, mom, I got shit. <laughs> well, you didn't need vitamin C forever. Smash, what's going on, man? Welcome. What's up, man? I just got back from uh, the Freedom Rally. Charlie just all dropped right, me off. All right, that was today. Right on, man. How was it? Tell us about it. Dude, there was way more people than I thought would be there. It was it was packed. It was fucking packed. It was exciting to see like life on the streets of Boston. People playing the fucking drums. It was fun. Were you able to hand out all your packages you had there? I saw that video of yours. Hmm. Yeah, I gave out. I think I ended up with one left. Uh, I gave out so much weed and I, I mean i brought my max with me and i probably only have a little i only have a little bit left but i was like the weed fairy i just didn't care people were trying to sell junkie pre-rolls and i would walk in and just hand up hand the person weed that they were trying to sell it to <laughs> good for you that made you a really popular guy me and charlie's farm just kind of chilled and I had people like friends there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Extract was there. So I was chilling with Boom for a little bit and stuff. My buddy works for Boom. Um, so yeah, I had a couple people there too. So we were at a couple booths and stuff. Most of the day, we kind of just vibed out. Immortal Technique played at night. So it was pretty good. Oh, shit. All the weed was trash, though, I can tell you that. I was literally just going to ask you how the weed was. Trash. Trash. I only smoked my stuff. Well, tell us about it. What was trash about it? 
Oh, it was all the generic stuff that we get. It was all the fucking shitty black market weed. Like, it all looks the same, all kind of smells the same. All the crap Cali and Oregon couldn't sell shipped east. Yeah, the stuff that got rejected from your metrics. So little, I mean, when you're talking about that, you're talking about like uh, little nugs. First of all, they're not that sticky, right? Like when you pick them up, you can kind of run your hands through them. Nothing really happens. Uh, You kind of have to squeeze them to get any stickiness, right? And then a lot of times it'll be what, like smalls or was it uh, not just smalls, but maybe also bigger nugs? Yeah, they were a little like it wasn't the worst, like sizable, like they weren't crazy big nugs, probably the size like that big. But I mean, it was all rock hard nugs, like like you squeezed them, not no smell, mm. you cracked it, no real smell. And all rounded off, right? Like all kind of yeah. said rock hard and all rounded off, basically Machine from just like, sitting in the bag and balancing off. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Machine and from, like from PGR dispensaries and stuff too, or go ahead, Marty. Oh, I was just saying machine trend and PGR enhanced rock hard. Right, yeah. Frickin nothing on the outside. Is That's it. basically the equivalent of steroid weed. Yeah. Right. Uh, except I guess steroids ironically would do something good. But yeah, in this case, it's just like uh, garbage. Oh, I've been loving oh. that phospho load page on FIG lately. I don't know if y'all caught that, but that guy's fucking on fire. He's hilarious. No, I don't know it. Does he oh, make got, fun of like yeah, a, he, companies or what? Meme, meme page. He pretends to be Is the phospho load company. He like accuses Jungle Boys of phospho loading everything. It's that's funny. Well, I mean, don't they? I mean, for that kind of performance, like <laughs> it's all synthetic and stuff. Like, don't they? They don't want to say that. <laughs> There's this whole thing about using just enough to not like fail the PGR test. Can uh, clear your stage threes by only using, you know, one milliliter per gallon. <laughs> that's like uh vin diesel you know sometimes we joke about the fast and furious like vin diesel posted a picture somebody posted a picture of him kind of all schlubby like a normal man basically but because you know he's like 57 years old or something and he was pretty schlubby in the picture to be honest and he's like oh this is me between uh getting cut for movies or something and people like oh isn't that amazing that he can post that but of course people forget like in between movies that he gets basically back on the steroids and and he's cut back you know and he still has, has to do the work but I don't know what my point with that is, but uh, I was trying to find a freaking way to make fun of Jungle Boys without making fun of them. Fine, Apparently, but... they sent all their 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 fat and curious weed back back to the freaking Freedom Rally. Dude, it's ridiculous. Like uh, uh, everybody talks about how uh, if you can get like uh, old Ziplocs, like even used ones from like Jungle Boys, like people have opened them and like there's a hole in it because they like fucking pulled it open. You put random weed in there, seal <laughs> it back up, and you can sell it to people on the East Coast for like a hundred dollars. Like, yeah. how That's, fucking ridiculous. So funny story, if nobody minds. This is kind of why I got out of the game was literally that was where the Cali markets were headed. If you didn't have like big corporate money behind you or weren't one of the big players uh, around the yeah, end of 2018, their packs were going like they are right now for four or $500. And if it was great indoor, you might be able to get 15. And I'm like, yo, it costs us 1100 to grow it. <laughs> You know, we need to get two grand a year for this shit. It's just is what it is. And the only place you can get is back east. And I didn't want to meet Yeti guys from Texas at rest stops in the middle of nowhere out by the border and swap U-Hauls and stuff. I mean, that's not what cannabis means to me. (laughs) What does cannabis mean to you? We almost never ask people that. Like, what does it mean to you? Cannabis means the freedom from a government completely government regulated or regulable system of intoxicants that people can choose to medicate themselves for their daily 
whatever their needs are, you know, and I, I kind of bugs me when people get all like, you know, philosophical about how cannabis is a miracle thing. And it is, but it's also an intoxicant. So let's not forget that, you know, it's just like drinking a beer or anything else. It's, it's a way to get your heel even without having to get a prescription. And it's one of the best. It doesn't require any brewing or alchemy or any kind of magic. You can plant it in the dirt and it grows. And if you do it half-ass right, you'll get something worthwhile out of it. By the way, just out of uh, giggling curiosity, I'm, I'm uh, putting a poll here. Green weed is better than purple, yes or no? And the other option is going to be, oh, my God, a penguin. The other option would be a penguin? Uh, yeah, we usually on this bro. on this channel we usually include <laughs> random fucking nonsense like me bashing on my microphone, uh, just to keep it fresh. You know what I mean? That's that's how I that's how I sell it to the tax accountants. You know the the the, the whole extensive team that we have, well, basically got, the you, producers you got, and everything you else. Got my vote. And it looks like a lot of other people's. As well. Speaking of producers, by the way, we're gonna actually have a, now that I think about it, we're gonna have a really good uh, show on Tuesday, folks. If you guys don't have uh, Tuesday planned. And you didn't know about the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society's freaking chronic table on Tuesday. Holy shit. That's basically our, our show on Tuesday. It's pretty much as this, but a little bit fancier. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a guest. Uh, we Oftentimes on, on Tuesdays, we have a guest, a breeder, or some other kind of cannabis figure. Not every single week, but a lot of times we do. And sure enough, Potent Ponics got us a great guest again. Uh, uh, Jordan from the Growcast is going to be on here. It's going to be a weird one because we're going to be uh, uh, interviewing a podcaster, basically. So he essentially is a podcaster who interviews growers and breeders and all kinds of different people. And uh, so we're going to be interviewing him. That's kind of fun. So folks, uh, come and uh, hang out, come and watch us, uh, you know, come and watch a, a fun show and don't forget to subscribe to him too. It's a great podcast, the Growcast, over on uh, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Did you like that segue? Wasn't that freaking seamless? Wasn't that just like perfect? It's like speak of the devil. Holy cow. Smash. Uh, tell us, was the, was the weed like, was that from dispensaries or what was the story? Was that just weed that people were walking around with or what was the story? You know everyone's story. It got mailed in from the dispo, bro. Hmm. So hardly anybody went there basically like with their own grow or what? I don't know. No, yeah. I bet you I was probably one of the only ones walking around smoking my own shit. How interesting. Charlie, too. Charlie was hmm. with us. So he had some of his stuff. I mean, this is a, we got to fight for our freaking grow rights. You know what I mean? Like growers are in a massive, massive, like, how do I put this? Not massive. It's the opposite of that. They're in a tiny minority, basically, of any kind of cannabis use. And it's really easy for all these states to just come and step on us. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, uh, how do I put this? I guess without being specific, there's a lot of folks who used to live in states who now they've shut down their medical programs, shut down their grow programs. We like to think that maybe. This is like a one-way street where you only get like expanded rights, but they take away your fucking rights all the time in this country. You know what I mean? So like they could very easily take away our grow rights or, or curtail them massively. They're fighting That's with that in Michigan right now, right? Like with the medical growers, they're getting yeah. their numbers cut dramatically, not even just like by 10% or something, but by like 65, 85%, more than that maybe. It's ridiculous. So I don't know. We, we always have to just remember we have to stand out in a good way. You know what I mean? But I was well, watching that's why, the, go ahead, dude. That's why I went there and I gave out seeds. Like, I didn't just give out flour. I gave out five packs of seeds. Maybe so. Tommy might have put in a couple extra here and there. But, like, mainly five packs of seeds just so people could just start growing their own. Because, like, 
I would literally be like, do you want to learn to grow weed? And everyone says yes. You know, they're like, yeah, I really would love to learn, but it doesn't seem like anyone wants to put in the time. And well, it's so easy to go to the dispensary. Yeah, and it's so, it's so cool to have the cookies or the runs like Mylar bag. It, it's just a different game. Uh, and that, that is it, you know, like dispensaries are way easier, you know, and that's what the not everybody's going to be a grower, though, you know, yeah, I mean, there's just true. and, not, and it, yes, it's easy to grow weed, but it's not easy to grow good weed. Exactly. Or quality weed. I would argue the opposite. I would argue that it is fairly easy, but I know it. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? It's the same thing it's as a tomato. Easy to OK, grow to grow and cure and cure process. it is a different story. I'm talking yeah. cure and process at the yeah. end. I like my quality solventless hash. I'm pretty picky. I grew some fire that I ruined for sure. Mm. Yeah, like but if you had someone cure. on the street to, or you had let's not say on the street, if you had some a friend that had just a good quality, you would rather go to them, though. Definitely, but not everybody's too cheap. They're all doing BHO. <laughs> hmm. All the homies in Michigan, that's all they mess with is rosin and hash. I haven't even flowered yet, like finished a flower run. I'm like three weeks into flower and literally the day I flipped a flower and I told somebody, my hash washing guy was like, can I have it? I want to make bubble out of that. In the end, if you're going to want any of these long grown cultivars or strains, however you want to put it, you're going to have to grow them yourself because no one else out there is going to do it because it's it's oh, it, they're going for profit. I mean, it's a business. Let's just face it. Yield yeah. is number unless one you, unless you have a perfect outdoors, unless you have a perfect outdoor situation down by the equator where you can he freeze on it if you have yeah there goes that bad internet they got him yes they freaking got him man i think nico is taking off for the evening what's up or uh cheers nico have a good night buddy uh oh man wesson we can kind of hear you but yeah man you cut in and out they don't want you to tell us the truth, man. They want they they want to sit they they want to censor the reality. They want to exactly, man. No, it's uh, it's like some Scully and Mulder shit, man. It's it's, it's that bad. It's like aliens, probably. That got it a little bit. Now I think about it, like Transformers. When, when, when X Files got super alieny, I was like, this is a little over the top. Like these people are wearing skin suits over lizard suits over skin suits. I was like, that's a little bit much in the plot department. But I don't know. It's been a while. Maybe if I watched it again. I'll even bring this closer, like personal, like my, my younger sibling, I've tried to get grow to grow forever. If you mean forever, I've literally said, I will set the whole thing up. You don't have to do anything other than water this fucker, but they're so busy that they can't do it. It's insane. Sorry. I'm really stoned. I smoked all day and that just came to Uh, on this show. We say you're welcome. You're welcome. You're I built that welcome. grow room you're looking at today. That was an empty spot in the floor. Tell us about it, Marduber. That's fun. Oh, I had to get that freaking HLG hung. Like, the, I got that last uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday. This Monday. 
I got yeah. the new HLG Scorpion Diablo V2 650. <laughs> the, the, the best fucking light on the and Scorpion so, Diablo. Well, because it's a Diablo, uh, it, the the uh, work cam's kind of shitty quality. But obviously, the the like wooden accents and stuff. I did like a Diablo, the video game themed grow room with like brick stuff and you know wooden accents see what i mean they name the shit the best everyone's thinking like i have a satan light oh yeah oh dude it it is bro you it's it is like satan i have it on the lowest burns like the fires of hell watch this everyone's growers like i weighed three of them i praise (laughs) thee lucifer (laughs) it's like the sun in there on steroids it's nuts that's kind of what it's supposed to be, right? No, Basically dude, the sun. Th- this thing is, yeah, this is probably the, I, I would say the brightest light I've ever worked with. And I've, I've played with a few, even some made by, like, I, I used to have one that was made straight by Cree. Right on. <sighs> and this is, this is something else, man. Next uh, level. I'm like, dude, LED you never hear people t- trash talking LEDs anymore. I, I, I've noticed that like maybe six months or a year ago, like I never hear anybody trash talking LEDs anymore. It's kind of funny because they used to <laughs> just endlessly, endlessly. Like if anybody remembers grow to brown table, like, every time LEDs would come and they would come up every time because grow mouse was one of the co-hosts, right? Every fucking time LEDs are garbage. LEDs are garbage. LEDs. And there's this whole discussion in the chat. Like, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. Nobody ever trash talks LEDs now. It's, it's fun. And I wonder when the transition was, you know, like when the last troll like could no longer justify spending their time on when they broke two micromoles per jewel. You think that's what when, it was when, when LED started pushing over two micromoles and like all of a sudden, like and there's almost like, every LED. Like, out wait there a second. Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't just yeah. one. Oh, right. wait, wait, where's where's Chuck? Oh, oh, shit. You're on spotlight. Sorry. So I have 10. 88 on my HLG of the, of the Samsung or the the 301s. So there's the, over a thousand LEDs on my little my little 600 port. Dude, it's crazy to think of uh, modern technology. You know, like modern cameras can be like 20, 30, 40 megapixels. So you have like 40 million active pixel things that do shit on your freaking camera sensor. It just it blows my freaking mind that that works. Like 40 million of anything in a row. How does that actually work? Let's all just no, I think old man stares at clouds for a moment here. Like, God yeah. damn that shit. <laughs> uh, Marduber, why is it that you are a synthetic grower? Can we, uh, can we, what's the word I'm looking for? Can we interrogate you now? Oh, why is it you have not seen the light of the superior, uh, under the the superior methodology and the uh, well, superior weedology and what else? Uh, West Engine, the uh, just everything better, right? Women, Mark like Duber, more, I, I used funnier. to be, I used to walk your path, but I gave it up for the organic road. I, I, I wonder why a grower of your caliber hasn't done the same. Well, who says I haven't? I just don't in my indoor grow. I think indoor grows are for indoor stuff. And that's a personal opinion. Um, I actually come from a long line of uh, horticultural people. I'm a fourth you generation. Your indoor rancher. voice when you're with your indoor garden. Do I? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do, yeah. I, I only use my indoor voice. Um, as far as like using synthetics, I use, 
probably some of the softer synthetics that are out there. I mean, Canna is one of the a softer kind mm, of synthetic. Yeah, I, I'm not out there putting jacks Simpler. on stuff. I mean, like I watch. Hey, Green Jeans, perfect example there. Green Jeans, who's freaking a can killer. we hollow out teddy bears and fill them with synthetic nutrients? It would be a softer. Gentler. You mean the you mean the fake Green Jeans, the one who's impersonating right? the real? That's the one. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's gone sell out now. I mean, I go and I open up my feed, and everybody's story talking about is how that... they're not growing cannabis; they're growing medicinal herbs, and they're trying to very softly like beat around the bush of how they're not weed tubers anymore they're they're just generic gardening tubers and that happen to grow some weed sometimes you know but let's not talk about that very much or if well, that's you are when you care about your fucking youtube thing, monetization yeah. like yeah fuck that youtube doesn't like doesn't like care about us weed people i didn't grow my pot for money i don't fucking yeah make videos for money i'm here to share knowledge and i always have been and i i will never knock people for growing organically. I, like I said, I'm a fourth generation rancher. My ranch is all organic. Um, we, I have like acres and acres of organic plants, uh, not pot plants. So there, take that, you not cannabis growing horticultural tubers. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's you, where my background comes from. So. Uh, uh, apples mainly, pears. I run a nice garden, tomatoes and all the you know, normal stuff too, peppers and cucumbers and corn. For, for our table garden as well as i got like uh 19 acres of apples and then a couple oh. acres of pears and some squash and stuff blackberries Dude, it blew my Take mind apple I... grow. what was that sorry what type of apples do you grow? Uh, we got about 72 varieties 62 varieties holy cow Wow. And I lost a bunch of trees in the big fires. We had those gender reveal ones. So I'm a, I'm a few trees down on my counts this year. <laughs> it's been Is there any overlap between the, the, I mean, very different tree gardening and, and cannabis gardening? Well, it gives you a more comprehensive understanding, I think, of how plants work as a whole. And this is why, I mean, it's, we're going to circle back around to the salts thing because this is where you're at. There are many ways to skin a cat. As long as you understand what you're doing and do it well, no one's going to ask about the end result. That, I mean, if you give the plants what they need and you give them the proper environment proper balance of nutrients and you're not fucking pounding them with fox farms or jacks or something and hammering the crap. I mean, I see some of the stuff on freaking Instagram, the burnt smashed hammered mm. tips. People are proud of that shit. Look at my dope ass bro. And I'm like, Oh my God, that shit is cooked, bro. What's your RH in there? 30. <laughs> oh God. No, you don't understand. PD, do you? I used to I always mean, laugh like... at that when I was synthetic and people would be like, yeah, just pushing it. Just pushing it, bro. Off the load. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, man, you gotta, you, you're going to be flushing that out at the end. That's what I love about Canna is it's so soft. Like the hardest thing in there is their PK 13, 14 that you run for one week. And it's literally like 11, 15 or something. I mean, I see guys putting 50, 50, you know, zero 50, 50. What's your EC during uh, your top EC? Top EC the- I push is like two, two, one, two, okay. two. Um, but I run the full candle line, just the basic stuff. Um, I amend with, I add uh, micro binoculants. So that's not completely synthetic. I mean, adding a micro binoculant, it's not real growers recharge or anything, but something in that kind of same bag with, you know, bacillus and trichoderma and, and, uh, streptomyces and all the you know good cultures in there to keep 
a healthy balance in your soil. You know, you got you got to have life in your soil, even if you're growing. And I grow in cocoa, so it's essentially people always make that mistake when they look at cocoa that they think it's dirt. I say cocoa is not dirt. Cocoa is like opposite in, of dirt. It's yeah, it's dirt like growing in rock wool yeah. or something, but it's organic rock wool. It's a Basically, rock wool yeah. from a yeah. sustainable, reusable source. We're not murdering peat bogs for this stuff. We're not spinning synthetic fibers in a machine. It's just crushed up coconuts. I mean, I've seen how the stuff is made, and it's pretty low tech. Um, as long as you're washing it, you're good. Well, I use can of everything, like even their bags, so you don't have to really rinse theirs too much unless you use the bricks their bags are all ph balanced and everything you spend a nickel more on them but i always like the results yeah i always like to wash them anyway just to know you know what what comes out the end yeah just to know be on a safe side i'm actually switching away i was always a uh ebb flow you know, a flood and drain guy. And I'm kind of switching away from that and moving towards top feed, drain to waste, just because. Way to go. Uh, you know, it, it's more consistent. You get less swing, less issues. My dog's out there barking coyotes or something. The only reason I wanted to go organic is the ease, you know, of just letting the plant grow. Just the way, you know, when Coot talks, man, he can really sell it. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you're you're using a comprehensive organic approach where you're making all of your own amendments and stuff, I just honestly I'm a I have a full time kind of job job that I have to do. I've got a mess of kids. Uh, synthetics are easier for me as a hobby grower. Um, I'm planning on putting an outdoor patch together next year, twelve monsters, and it, like I said, I may be in California, but it it is not a cannabis friendly place. Like my county has a total moratorium; there is no commercial mm. cannabis activity allowed. Medical is capped at twelve plants. Period. Wow. Not you can't multiply it per, by how many twenty one and up people you have in your you know house or whatever as some counties allow you to do that up to like 36 plants mm. or 99 plants or whatever no my san bernardino county being the largest county in the nation is one of the most redneck backlash words freaking just oh my god you wonder man like we're the, we're like one of the few counties that almost unseated the governor mm. it was like 47 to 52 or something it was real damn close in my county and it makes me hang my head in shame with the like half of the people that I live with, I'm just like, oh, what are these people thinking? But yeah, they're the same kind of people who don't want to see that kind of stuff at all. They left it to the cities. A few did, most didn't. There's like a blanket ban out here, and 12 plants is all you pretty much get away with unless you got it under covers. Right. Yeah, it's got to be all indoors there, right? Well, you can have outdoor plants if they're in an area where nobody can access them. Like I have enough land that I could put a 12 plant outdoor garden in. The choppers are going to come swoop me. They're going to come count the plants and they're going to go, well, there's 12 and he's in the back 40. Fuck it. Leave him alone. Dude, that's You're crazy. not actually joking around, are you? Like a couple of years no. ago, uh, there was a big old uh, like a full on black helicopter bust where the dudes fell from like they fell from the sky on ropes oh, and shit. And they it. came like chop people's uh, and it was literally people's medical grows that had like some, plants. some of them are it was the most got, over the top. Yeah, shit. some of them are like that. We do have the problems over here, though, with a lot of the uh, more criminal aspect of people setting up big illegal grows and diverting water out of creeks. And maybe I'm talking about Northern California because it was it was literally like, they do uh, both. I mean, they'll, they'll, that's what I'm that's why I'm staying at 12 is because if I had 16 or 20, yeah, you don't want to play they, they'd it. hit me. 
they'd come by and freaking hit me because they, they'd see I was over count. But if I can if obviously be 12 monsters, they'll look at them and go, well, they're monsters. Mm, well, there's only 12. Carry mm-hmm. on. You might get a knock on the door. You might not, but they're not going to come raid you. Seems like such a strange policy. You know what I mean? I guess in that case, the, the, the cops are just really not in favor. And so if you're just if you're over the letter of the law, they're going to freaking pound you. I think it's so ass backwards, you know, like it seems to me that the, the limit should be there to kind of enforce some sense of reasonability. You know what I mean? Like, OK, we, we don't want to allow you guys to grow like a freaking field of weed, but you can grow your 12 plants. And so if someone were growing 13 or 14 plants, you don't think anybody would give a shit. You know what I mean? But we know that a lot of times they really do. Can't, really the deal is they don't even want you to be doing it in the first place. So they're mm-hmm. going to look for any excuse to mm-hmm. shut you down. And if you look like you're stepping over the line, they're going to kick you right back, drag you right back over it without a mm-hmm. heartbeat's hesitation. There's counties that are legal that you can't grow outside. Mm-hmm. Like at all. I'm not supposed to, but if you're in a remote enough location or in an inaccessible the deal is it cannot be visible by anybody else's like property and it cannot be accessible by anybody else's property. So you can't grow in your backyard in the city because the neighbors could see it over their fence and the next door neighbor kids could jump the fence and come steal your plants. And now it's turned into a criminal thing and they don't want to, that's their reasoning behind it in these cameras. I had a fence in my yard and garden and block it from the road Again, they treat it, you know, like when you look at it, when you step back for a second, maybe you haven't thought of it, but they're treating it like it's this, this wild animal that would inflame your passions and the passions of everyone around you to like wild animal levels. Like literally having a cannabis plant in your backyard will enrage and force children, little, yeah, reefer madness, little kids will, will get like reefer madness and they'll fucking jump your fence, like rabid dogs to come and do unspecified things. Murder you. Something, yeah, like your plants, yeah. You you have to fence it in. So it's not like they're just gonna steal it like they would a tomato. <laughs> no, they they're gonna do terrible things. Terrible, terrible. Don't forget, oh, I didn't Reefer see Madness said that one window box you could grow enough to make an entire city stark raving mad. Huh? Jesus fucking. God. Uh, where can I get that with you? <laughs> right? Can we yeah. find that? that? Sounds great. <laughs> What's that string? I fucking know. I mean, Jesus Christ, the shit that those people say. Uh, Coot and a couple of friends sent me, ironically, the same story from CNN the other day about, oh, I guess this is this is like a real thing, so maybe it's worth talking about, but the story was fucking terrible. Um, almost 420. If y'all is it almost 420? Dang it, I don't have a freaking uh, joint rolled. Uh, but uh, thanks for reminding us. Go, uh, go, 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 one minute. <laughs> in fact, Tara, you could uh, ring us in to the 420. How's your Weed stash bin. Are we doing it? Dab time? Let's do it. Warm it up. In a second. Dang it, now I gotta find a stupid message. Uh the annoying thing here it is. The annoying thing is this uh uncontrollable here. I'm gonna freaking share it with my freaking things. There we go. From CNN.com, your mileage may vary because uh CNN they're live. Buddy. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. It's taking forever to share this. Uh, Here we go. Uncontrollable fucking vomiting. That sounds bad. Uh, Uncontrollable vomiting due to marijuana use on the rise. Study finds. Uh, and this is actually just recently from September 17th, 2021. Notice there's they have to even say a man smokes a marijuana cigarette so that you know. 
An unusual after illness four hours eyes, binge say. drinking. That's right. After uh, and also beating his wife and eating like uh, 10,000 calories and cheesed meats, uh, an unusual illness is on the rise in the United States. We, we seem to know a lot about that, man. You know, uh, we're telepathic, especially in states that have legalized marijuana. They say dun, dun, dun. habitual users of cannabis, including teenagers. Oh, my fucking God. Teenagers, the innocent little teenagers are showing up in emergency rooms complaining of severe intestinal distress. They're writhing, holding their stomach complaining of really bad abdominal pain and nausea, said Dr. Sam Wang. Doesn't have a funny name at all in any way. I don't know what you guys are laughing at. A pediatric emergency medicine specialist and toxicologist at Children's Hospital of Colorado who treats adolescents with a condition. They vomit and then just continue to vomit whatever they have in their stomach, which can go on for hours. That doesn't well, I don't know. Anyway, said Wang, they often say they took a scalding hot shower before they came to the ER, but it didn't help. That's when we know we have a cat. It may have a case of cannabis hyperemesis syndrome or CHS. That's uh, a huge discovery, Wang. Right. A huge, <laughs> huge idea. Wang has great ideas. Huge ideas. Uh, cannabis He's hyperemesis all syndrome. He's all in, man. He's deep into it. It uh, burst upon the medical scene deeply. In 2004, <laughs> Wang was really up into it, up into his elbows. Uh, a group of Australian researchers wrote about 19 chronic marijuana users who had repeated episodes of abdominal pain and retching. The researchers followed nine of the patients over time and found symptoms went away when, when cannabis use was stopped, but returned when it was restarted. Oddly, over half of the 19 reported it using extremely hot baths or showers to self-treat. Da, 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 da. Patients say, you know, it's always in the evening when I get the nausea, vomiting. Wang said, so they tell me I go take a hot shower. It gets better. Then it happens again the next day. So you're telling me that they took a shower, hot shower after talking to Wang. I wonder. Uh, It's pretty (laughs) universal for these patients to say they need a really, really hot shower or a really hot bath to improve their symptoms, said Dr. Wang. Uh, why not? That's not entirely clear. We probably shouldn't make fun of Wang, who's probably a totally normal guy. Yeah, he's probably he's a really, a he's a huge nice guy. He's right? probably a hugely nice guy. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like really, really big guy. Uh, really headstrong, uh, headstrong, uh, good head on his shoulders. Good head, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, likes to wear hats, you know. He's, Texas. he's an upstanding uh, member, all of hat, society. no cattle, though. Yeah, he's, he's he's a doctor, though. So he's all hat, no cattle. Uh, so they say here, one of the things that annoyed me about this article was, um, where is it in here? Not all heavy use. Oh, they actually modify. They, they changed this fucking article because when I sent it to Art to Coot, it said not all weed users are affected by CHS. Now it says not all heavy users of weed. They changed the freaking wording. All right. Well, yeah, I was laughing. I'll they tell said, you like, right not now, all any users. study with a N of less than like a thousand people is garbage. Like you can't trust those numbers. They I, wait. You telling me they grabbed nineteen people for the study and studied nine of them, and these were their results? Nine. Well, Imagine if you were a breeder and you ran out freaking. You're like, well, I ran nineteen of them. Nine were pretty good. We're gonna release thousand them. is a lot, though. I think for like <laughs> exotic conditions. I don't know. I'm still pretty skeptical about this because, like, uh, I don't know. They also didn't actually specify heavy use. Where how much is heavy use? Or these heavy? They didn't specify really anything. Yeah. Very, very little. Yeah, yeah they didn't like quantify any of their study. data. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, any, How many why I, I automatically dismiss anything that has low, low numbers like that, where they're like, the number of people in this study were 10. Now, I do, I do <laughs> think it is happening because my wife, my wife, when she smokes, she gets sick. She could take one puff and just like five minutes later puke. So she, and just she had any alcohol. Puff. 
she doesn't drink at all. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, people have had that too. That's like one of the only things that is like the the sign of marijuana overdose is literally vomiting, um, and it like may have something. Out? Well, like, yeah, people throwing up. I mean, that's what people, what yeah. happens when people are like have either a real high sensitivity to it or absolutely too too much. Come on, who wasn't fifteen and took a gravity bong rip down to the, you know, and just oh, absolutely just lost their yeah, you know, and lost their cookies, just coughed so hard or whatever. You just everything came up and you felt awful and your stomach was all topsy turvy, nausea, it, like heavy consumption. It's probably due to you know what were they using? Were they were they dabbing? Yeah, like this is even worse. It was I was yeah, I always felt because I was reading it. That's what I fucking <laughs> think it is. It's like fucking pesticides. Let's be honest. There's a lot it of shit growers out there. And black market weed has a lot of crap on it. Yeah, uh, it got I'll rejected. Live, uh, it got rejected for some reason. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah, I live in a red second. I live in a red state, so very may could have, you know what I mean? So I mean, that's what I heard about that. Well, I don't know. Uh, wherever the specific studies of these cannabis hyperemesis people, and maybe it is now in legal states, but a lot of times I think it was when we heard about it, it was stuff like Illinois before it was legal. You know, a lot of those people were getting the Cali packs. I can't remember Even exactly. I remember Houghton was talking about it on his show. And little by little, as you would dig into it, it was basically illegal boof weed. Basically, a lot of it was cartridges. The cartridges themselves are fucking boof Chinese cartridges. The lowest of the low quality that you could possibly get off the back of a boat. Uh, the, the cannabis, I'm sure, matched the quality, you know, perfectly. So, like, you're almost surprised they don't get freaking lung AIDS or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm actually honestly more surprised people don't get in trouble from from uh, vaporizing molds or something yeah straight up some crazy shit i mean luckily i think most most mold spores die in the vaporizer otherwise i think everybody would be messed up prevalent so this is the thing this is apparently i think as far as i can tell this was actually the study they're talking about because that article was basically written by somebody who doesn't like weed or at least the edited in in such a way uh now I, I'd, I'd just like to get into this and I'm, I'm baffled why they even made that conclusion prevalence of cannabis use has significantly increased in patients with cyclic vomiting syndrome that's literally it right? their prevalence of cannabis use has significantly increased in people who have this cyclic <laughs> vomiting syndrome so now then they're smoking because of yeah, they're smoking because they're so fucking puking all the time. They're the like, oh my god, like, I need oh, help! So oh my fucking god, puke, man, it must be. Wait a second, you're taking reefer madness? Oh my god, we will kill you! Oh. Uh, cyclic vomiting syndrome is a function. Well, maybe I'm misunderstanding this. So here's the abstract: uh, cyclic vomiting syndrome (CVS) is a functional gastrointestinal disorder which leads to multiple hospitalizations and causes significant impairment of quality of life. Cannabis use is common in patients with CVS, and there are limited data on the national trends and the prevalence of its use in the United States. Methods. We use the net. Na- Maybe I don't need to read all of this. Da-da-da-da, primary rejected. Okay. Um, here. Sum up. Conclusion. Our analysis of the national database suggests that nearly one in five CVS, again, that's uh, a cyclic vomiting syndrome. So one in five cyclic vom- vomiting syndrome hospitalizations have concurrent cannabis use. This prevalence is significantly rising over the last decade, perhaps due to changing legislation and increased utilization of cannabis. Aged younger than 35, male gender, African-American and Native American race, personal history of alcohol were some of the strongest predictors of cannabis use. Yeah, also, I'm saying if you're a male under 35 and of African American, and now American, weed is legal, of course you're fucking smoking weed. One in five of those people smoke weed anyway. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, am I being my high? I feel like I understood that correctly, and this is just like, how can we find a new way to make money on study? I don't know. 
like who is this like fucking neurogastrointestinology monthly i don't know whatever i love white papers yeah, but they don't even really state that it's caused by cannabis. They just state well, this is the danger of white papers. Use. You know, when people say show me all the white papers, you got to be careful what you're fucking reading because the white papers will say everything and its opposite. You know what I mean? And unless it's ever verified and on and on, it's fucking nonsense. So like a white paper could say, those. I hey, think Humidor, bring up seven tens link. I have it's not seen seven tens link, but I will it bring it up. And Ethan Russo believes in it. Um, there's some there's a lot of studies coming out. I don't know. With what? I heard of it uh, being like this cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome survey. So we're looking at LiebertPub.com. I guess I forgot to do this share individual part. So anyway, if you guys are watching, I guess turn your phone sideways yeah. or something. Uh, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome survey and genomic investigation by Ethan Russo. Chris Spooner, Len May et al. Uh, background. Cannabinoid hyperobesis syndrome is a diagnosis of exclusion with intractable nausea, cyclic vomiting, abdominal pain, and hot bathing behavior again, associated with ongoing tetrahydrocannabinol exposure. Increasing cannabis use may elevate CHS prevalence, exacerbating a public health issue with attendant costs and morbidity. Uh, 585 respondents, 205 qualified as the CHS pool and 54 as controls. Reduced poll of 28 patients and 12 controls ultimately completed the genomic testing. So not all that many, honestly. But anyway, uh, patients and controls were, were the results. Patients and controls were high-frequency users of cannabis flower or concentrates, 93%, use multiple grams a day of THC-predominant material. Excuse me. Among patients, 15.6 carried diagnoses of cannabis dependency or addiction. That's interesting. Cannabis depend. I've never heard of an actual diagnosis. So that's an interesting one we should talk about in a second. And 56.6% experience withdrawal symptoms. About withdrawal symptoms. What would be even? I'm honestly curious. That's a big part of what they uh, classify dependence as, too, is if you exhibit signs of withdrawal, like irritability or loss of sleep or appetite. So, I mean, we know all of us here know a lot of people who smoke just hero and we're not fucking around heroic amounts of weed or take it in edible form or anything else like we're not actually fucking talking about beginners right now like i know the guy that founded the i might know this surveyor that other places, smokes like, in the morning evening night how often do you take a tolerance break if you're not taking tolerance breaks and you're using that tough you might be an addict stop and see if you feel edgy i don't care <laughs> that's what i said that's what i was trying to say earlier when we were having the 48 hours about 48 hours said, later let's and... not forget that the primary function of cannabis is an intoxicant you know it is a, a social medicine whatever you want to call sure, it. like sure. you know, i like that i like that social medicine i like that mm-hmm. i honestly think what this study is it's more of them having this problem and trying to use cannabis to solve it and it doesn't seem like they're solving it with it it's not working as good as like it does with other things and they're trying to blame it oh you know what smash this is actually different this the other one i agree with you 100 percent. this is now uh ethan russo uh where do we know him again yeah, these, from? oh he's were, been on a few different podcasts cool, he's yeah. this doctor yeah he's cool genomic uh, testing like uh, at the end of it they actually did genomic testing to make sure that these people all had the same gene, gene marker Hmm. right 
that's what I'm, I'm reading I there about so. the, the receptors and also when they were though, found. And, you know, I can't answer that yet, but let's see here. Conclusion. This is the largest patient cohort of CHS uh, cannabis hypermesis uh, syndrome studied uh, examined to date and first to note associated mutations in genes affecting neurotransmitters, the endocannabinoid system and the cytochrome P450 complex associated with cannab cannabinoid metabolism. Although the sample size was smaller than desired, these preliminary findings were uh, may contribute to the growing body of knowledge. So yes, you were right, Marduber. Basically, like there was a a genetic specific component, maybe to the susceptibility of their uh, endocannabinoid systems. I mean, Very I guess in the probable. same way that some people don't get high from cannabis, we've all met somebody who just will not ever get high from cannabis. Chances are there are people who get dangerously far too high from even the tiniest amount. Now, maybe one thing that I think is super important about this article that you just clicked off of though. Note, did you notice the date of publication? You see these potent ones? It, it was, was published in July 5th, 2021. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, yeah. So this yeah. is less than 90 days old. This is new, like really new. I mean, what are your thoughts, Marduber? What are your thoughts too on? Um, I would, I would say that uh, it, obviously, like this study said, they need more testing, but it probably has a uh, Occam's razor to me would suggest more people are comfortable uh, admitting their cannabis use. It's a less frightening place to like and that go in. First and say, one, that was my you know, thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and they uh, go, you know what? Yeah, I use cannabis. I use a lot of cannabis. I use several grams a day. And now you can go in and tell your doctor that, and you don't have to fear like the FBI come knocking on your door. So yeah, right. Now they're doing these studies and going, you know what? We found a gene marker, and it turns out that these people have been trying to self-medicate for it, and it's not really working. And every once in a while, they'll self-medicate to the point they just make themselves sicker. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of doctors here in Oregon, the ones that are kind of chill, at least. And there's more and more of those, evidently. Uh, they don't want to risk there because apparently there's there's way too much risk involved in, in saying even the word cannabis, honestly, in many cases for a doctor. But a lot of times they're not against it. And they're like, hey, you should look into that. Basically, like any of those, those kind of treatments that they find are potentially valuable, like mushrooms or, or cannabis or I don't know, probably any other thing, but that they can't actually advocate. They're like, oh, hey, well, you, should, talk, you should look into that. Talk to a weed doctor. I'm not a weed doctor. Weed doctors are different, but yeah, like, no, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, there's not really any weed doctors yet. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. It's yeah, a well, weed doctor. Do. My weed doctor, uh, weed doctor would be Zoom. honestly a doctor that can also talk about weed, frankly. You know what I mean? I don't I don't really I have to be honest. I don't really believe in a lot of the alternative medicine. You know, I know that that's not going to be a super uh, popular thing here. But if it is good enough to be medicine, it'll become medicine. That there's tons of exceptions to that, tons and tons of exceptions. But a lot of times, like the medical community is super open to stuff and it'll eventually get there. I love I mean, the obviously guy, like Bruce Bugby. That's the like straightest shooting cannabis doctor I've ever met. He's like a straight doctor. Dude, and I don't know. I don't the the other thing is too, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to stay here, like go and listen to your fucking doctor because they make mistakes up the ass. Uh, they'll amputate the wrong limb and all kinds of random shit, right? But I don't know. Folks that have spent 15, 20 years learning about something like you shouldn't brush aside their their suggestions so easily. You know, and like cannabis people, we're, we're pretty bad at that. You know, we brush aside like just like expert opinion because like, oh, I read it off the back of a freaking High Times magazine one time. And I think I know better. I don't know. Maybe I'm asking too much. What do you think? High Times was the shit back at, over on the East Coast because we didn't have legalization until five years ago. So that was like the one thing we could get over here to look at pictures. Like, damn, that's what that's what you also have an internet connection or something? Was Reddit not a thing five years ago? <laughs> Instagram, like, 
<laughs> saying when it wasn't a thing, like like social media. Oh, like fifteen years when ago, internet, before it was, when internet yeah. was still like this. Yeah. I love AOL Discard. Dude, even still, things change uh, so quickly. What's up, Tulip Noir? Cheers, buddy. Um, things change so quickly, and we, we forget how kind of spoiled we are on the West Coast, right? Like, all the West Coast is basically legal, right? Like, all of it, including Hawaii, Alaska, everything. You know, you have to go inland, basically, to have any problems. Whereas the East Coast, like, they're just starting, you know? And uh, they've had Michigan as kind of like an enclave over there, but, I mean, like, the entire West Coast, which is a huge geographic region. So for us, culturally, like, Oh yeah, man, we're heading to the beach. We're gonna smoke some joints. We're going skiing. We're gonna smoke some joints. We're gonna go somewhere else. We're gonna smoke some joints or bowls, whatever. Because I guess I smoke joints all the time, right? But you're gonna dab or smoke a bowl or something. But on the East Coast, that's not nearly as normal yet. It was drinking. Like we didn't like. Oh, let's let's go to the beach and have a drink, or let's go to the right. quarries and have a drink. Like now it's, or if we were gonna smoke, we would have to hide and like go behind the building or into an alley and. It just it was it just sucks and it sucks to have to hide like spray cologne or smoke yeah, cigarettes or stupid shit. I remember when I smoked cigarettes to cover the smell of weed. I mean, that's <laughs> on cigarettes was that like I had to have something to like cover the smell of the weed that I smoked back in the pre legalization days. You know, before you're going into high school. Yeah, <laughs> cover it up. Smoke it. Oh, the cop pulled me over. Let's you know. <laughs> I, I gotta ask close out and shit. Red state folks, like what happens if you be real loud somewhere? Because like I'm a smoker and I know sometimes I go places and I'm loud and I like go to my worst store and people would be like, oh, something like who's burning, you know, like. Do y'all get that? Is Is that a problem? You have to like Kelowna. Nobody ever gives a shit. No, I I might know somebody who might have gone to Home Depot today and smoked a joint literally in the parking lot right ahead of time and just walked in and nobody said a fucking word and, and nobody looked the other way because now granted of course Maloma County is all like masked up and stuff but even still like hardly anyone really cares yeah I like put it out in the parking lot no lie usually those Talk people are my friends when I see them I'm like oh shit what you got <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That, that shows busy. that like most people really don't care so if you go out and people are just like yeah whatever you're loud so what People are focused on their own shit, man. Most people, honestly, are pretty selfish and self-centered. You know what I mean? It's just the nature of animals. You know what I mean? Like, we just kind of focus on our own shit. So most people don't give a shit what you're doing. You know, you you honestly, like, that's, I've started to. It's kind of a small town. Dude, I've started to. But that's, that's my point, (laughs) actually, almost exactly. Like, I've started to notice the people who do give a shit about what you're doing. Those people are the problem. Like, there's something wrong with them. You know what I mean? Like most people shouldn't give a shit. That's the natural state of being is like to no, not people really don't mind, but they notice. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not saying people are like, they're like, yeah, sure. But I mean, like a bike rides by you, you don't, you don't save it in your, you know, memory banks or something, but you're like, oh, okay. You notice the bike rider or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I take it you as don't a give personal a point a of rider. pride because I was a cannabis prisoner. Like I did time multiple mm-hmm. times for cannabis crime for growing. My first cultivation charge was like 21 years ago. I got busted. I went to jail at 18. It ruined like the rest of my life. I couldn't go to college. I couldn't like, I mean, like it wouldn't have meant anything. Like it didn't matter. There was no point. I'm a felon at 18 for, for, for growing three plants. <laughs> Did you ever get that expunged or have uh, you got it? expunged? Not, not officially. And I've got another one later. Cause I really didn't give a crap. I got 
my 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 last bust in 2005 was coming across the Mexican border with 106 pounds, and that one's kind of a hard one to expunge. <laughs> yeah, so. look at that. Mila's in the chat. Welcome, Mila. Uh, Mila or Milus? Welcome, or both? Maybe both are in chat. Cheers, everybody. Um, and Potent's in chat too. He's pretty. He's pretty too. fired. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's not. He's not happy about that man, cannabis hyperemesis, dude. I, how do I put this? Gonna say hello. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the beaver. Oh, seven ten. We're already high, man. Welcome. I saw that beaver tail, and we what just up, everybody. You see what I mean? We we didn't even notice, man. We weren't. <laughs> I, actually, that would have been a really rude joke if I said we didn't give a shit. Of course, we give a shit about seven ten. So see, we don't notice you. That true. That too. Yeah. We got to see that. Epic yeah, you beard, just. Man. Yeah, we didn't see you. You showed that us sexy a beaver there. beard. Yeah. Come on. yeah that no, that beaver shot's not really working. Like. <laughs> <laughs> First time West Engines ever said that. There he is. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah Out of the haze. Also true. <laughs> Like, what is in those containers, man? He's, he's got a green screen. He's smoking so much, it's obscured. These are mushroom chocolates. Ooh. Oh, that's nice, Smash. Uh, uh, mushroom infused chocolates. That's banger. Wow. He did a good job. It's a homie of ours. I don't know if I, I'll ask if he wants to get shouted out. I don't want to do it right away, but it's a homie. So I have found out with any chocolates, you have to keep those in the freezer or they will start to get moldy right away. Mm. Watch out. Yep. So I prefer them just dried and the, the, like the best place to store them is inside you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but with chocolates, keep them in the freezer. I hate for them to get moldy on you on the you know and have them go bad. I've had hash actually do that to me once. Hash, gummy bears. There's all kinds of things. If you don't <laughs> store things at the right humidity, we should all know shit goes bad. Someone's going to try and eat it. I made some bubble the other day, and it actually came out pretty good. I mean, it oxidized a lot because I did a really fast dry on it. Uh, but it smokes really good. It gets me really high. It makes up like four or five different strains. That's fun. Dude, wait until you get in like the whole rabbit hole. Speaking of, you know, Mila in the in the chat, like when you get in the whole rabbit hole of doing like actual hash, like West Engine, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like West Engine actually does. He's done like the sift and everything. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. I watched. I, I mean, I pulled nine grams. What's going on, potent? Not bad. Off a couple like five and a half ounces of trim. Six. Uh, ounces how many of grams trim. did you say? Like eight or nine grams. Like nine grams. That's not nice. Not, a hash. not bad. A couple of poles. I got four poles off of it. I probably could have got another one. I just got lazy. Right on. That's cool. Welcome, Poten. What's going on, man? What's up? I know you guys are talking about hypermesis. I got drugged at a at an event I was at, and they before they realized I was G, I had GHB in my system, they blamed hypermesis for vomiting. And I was like, dude, I've dabbed like eight, like a dozen times more than than I did today. Like that is not it. So the, mm-hmm. like basically lazy doctors because they're they've been taught wrong. It's not the doctor's fault. 
doctors are being misinformed that anyone coming in above a certain nanogram automatically has hypermesis syndrome and it's pure bullshit. In fact, oh, nine times out of 10, these people have azadiractin poisoning because if you look at the symptoms of azadiractin poisoning, it's almost identical to hypermesis syndrome. So, so like lot, exactly not, like you were saying, those Cali packs with Azimax. Yes, there, <laughs> there, there absolutely is a very micro microscopic tiny percentage of people that does overdo it with cannabinoids and does have some type of cannabinoid toxicity where they're they're intaking too much but you need to be taking like <coughs> 2000 4000 5000 milligrams like crazy fucking high levels to where like well like like cancer patients Right. People dying of like some other thing that are taking just these massive painkiller quantities of cannabinoids. They are capable of, of achieving hypermesis syndrome. But your average stoner doing dabs in no fucking way, shape or form is remotely capable of achieving the level of nanogram uh, nanograms in the blood to achieve hypermesis. Uh, it, it's, it's just not possible. Your, your, your method of intake, unless you're using some linguals or edibles is simply not going to be high enough to, to achieve that nanogram level in your bloodstream to, to achieve those toxicity effects. So like it's just gallon gravity the math doesn't work, right? Like it's, this isn't even arguable. This is like stupid that people have to have this conversation because like you'd have to ingest the psychotic quantities or in a hyper concentrated form to even achieve those. Um, so it's just to give you an idea, like, again, because I was dabbing regularly and they took my blood before they realized I was G I had GHB in my system, they, they blamed hypermesis syndrome. It was fucking bullshit. Also, uh, there was some comment about Ethan Russo. Be careful working with him. He started a new company up with some of the formal Phylos people and I certainly don't trust them. I'll put it that way even if he is a member of the, the good team, uh, you know, coming from GW Pharma, he should be treated with a, you know, grain of salt. You like that? that? It counters out with, uh, with the hive and the dem crew. Come on. One to one equals a zero. Yeah. Because there's plenty of people that have come and gone. Um, I, I don't, again, I just, because someone is part of the club doesn't necessarily mean that everything they do is, for their greater good. And I've seen that man try to patent CBD and try to patent THC in the United States. So <laughs> oh, that's um, crazy. I'm not, I'm not down with that. You know, yeah. even if he just had a come to Jesus moment, um, uh, you know, why is he working on patenting new cultivars and, and working with some of the former Philos people, if he's had a come to Jesus moment, that's, that definitely puts into question whether or not he's actually, you know, changed his ways or not. A really close friend of mine uh, who runs a, a shop around here, one of the free market dispensaries, his partner, uh, well, ex-partner now, uh, after, uh, you know, same thing, like eight, 10 years of constant cannabis use, started having these symptoms uh, and went through a pretty vigorous uh, trial of just going through different products, making sure what they were sourcing wasn't going to have any sort of, you know, malicious things like neem, for example, or any of the, the azadaction poisons. And like for their specific case, they were, were able to isolate solid product, but were still running into the same situations for her specifically. So she wasn't really able to so, ingest cannabis in the same sense. What I've found in almost every single person that I run into that allegedly has hypermesis syndrome is they have a hypertoxicity to a specific terpene. Uh, every single time I run into someone that, that has this, they are hyper allergic to a certain Which, terpene group 
which that's, would that's make sense of just being allergic to a terpene is what like would make total sense and what, oh yeah and there's I, I, so I, I, many another, different another, terpenes in cannabis that you just never know which one's guys exactly have. so so, so people have sense. well people have well known and well established food allergies to specific terpene and flavonoid groups that they know their body is is hyper allergic to right so this is well documented across I mean, I don't even know how many different types of foods and other things, right? So it absolutely makes sense that a, a, a plant like cannabis that produces so many different diverse terpene groups would absolutely cause hyper-specific um, uh, allergies in certain people because, I mean, fuck, I used to have a client up in Tulsa who was deathly allergic. I'm talking anaphylactic shock level allergic to lemonine, right? So if he had a, a strain that was high in lemonine, he would literally have an anaphylactic reaction. Right. So imagine if this guy was uneducated and, and didn't own a cannabis business and, and 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 he smoked cannabis for the first time and he smoked lemon Jeffrey or something like that. Right. Or, or lemon balm or something like that. He'd go into anaphylactic shock and think he's deathly allergic to cannabis. Right. And he might get cancer. He might have a seizure disorder later on in life and suddenly need cannabis medicine to, as his only option because pharmaceuticals won't be up. But he's going to think that he's allergic to cannabis right? Because of that negative experience that he had. I think we need to do a better job as educators, as cannabis proponents and people trying to promote cannabis legalization and being like, look, people can be allergic to these compounds in cannabis, but it doesn't mean that cannabis is not right for them. It just means that they need to choose a different option. And I think that we, 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 we could do a lot to get ahead of this problem because we're going to be crucified on this in, in the media and, and eventually when the regulators, this is going to be one of the things they hold up to try and throw us under the bus. Right. But if we come out there and we're, and we're proper about this and we educate people on, Hey, look, you already know that you're allergic to this. You already can tell me that you have this food allergy. So we're going to make sure that as my, my as your bud tender or your care provider or whoever it is that supplies you with your cannabis medicine, I'm going to take that into account. Uh, as a properly educated salesperson and medical practitioner to improve your own uh, uh, experience with these types of things, we, we can do a lot to get rid of that problem and to help people that normally think that, you know, this type of medicine isn't even something that they could even gain benefit from better yet, something that could change their life for the better. So I think that well, um, it's definitely I got a question for you. Component of cannabis education. I got a question. By the way, you. welcome back, uh, 710, or welcome officially, or welcome. Anyway, yeah, cheers, welcome. everybody. Um, so, okay, if you think that a, a terpene, um, something that just interacts with, you know, our exterior system, uh, our, our, you know, smell receptors and whatnot, can, can cause allergic reactions, why wouldn't, a, why wouldn't there be a potential for, like, THC to cause these reactions? But so to answer that question, there is very much documented issues with THC. THC can cause tachycardia uh, 100% in people that even don't have any pre-existing issue. In fact, I did a whole podcast episode on THC tachycardia as a directly result of a third-party factor that I'm not going to mention just as a respect to, to Fumi. But there's, a, there's certain medications and other things that can cause um, uh, tachycardia in conjunction with THC, where even THC and CBN both, in, it, it just in their own isolated form, can cause tachycardia. Okay, so tachycardia being being specifically receptors in the heart being overexerted, right. being highly triggered. 
Right. So why wouldn't there, why would that it be an impossibility that something like um, cannabis sure. hypermesis syndrome? That's these, a great, these, that's these, a great question. So this let's, collection let's, let's of, um, of traits, specifically the, the uh, bathing trait, because this is the thing that I keep coming up with in every single paper that I read on this is that mm-hmm. people are constantly, uh, whenever they're smoking cannabis, they're constantly seeking out these, these hot, showers and they're spending long times in these hot showers uh it's it's one of these things that like if it was one or two i'd be like okay that's a little weird but this is this seems to be with almost everybody experiencing it it's it's the only thing that uh seems to calm their uh, their their central nervous system down enough to you know cure the 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 abdominal pain and the uh, the nausea and everything Sure. So, definitely so someone who also has um, Crohn's disease and has directly gluten issues, um, that issue completely overlaps. And what makes me um, uh, think that especially having had digestive tract issues myself and seeing how hot water helps both with that or with hypermesis syndrome um, is that there's definitely a digestive tract component and the CB1 receptors in the digestive tract certainly is some kind of some kind of factor into both of those if both of them overlap so heavily with 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 uh relief right with 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 feeling better for both of those types of of setups and this is and and it's the same reason why like um you have to look at where the cb1 and cb2 receptors are in the body and that's where you're going to end up with issues it's the same reason why you can't like overdose on cannabis and die right? Because you don't have enough CB1 and CB2 receptors in your brainstem to slow down breathing or heart rate enough to, or negatively impact uh, heart rate or breathing to, to die from it, to stop breathing or have your heart affected in a way that, you know, ultimately leads to your ending. Um, uh, that's what we need to focus on. And there hasn't been a lot of law, like wider studies on the body in terms of cannabis and where there are CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors throughout the body, right? There, there is not a lot of good research on the endocannabinoid system and where these receptors are found in high densities throughout the body. And I think as soon as we actually get a little bit better research into this particular topic, we're going to start to unravel a lot of the things like you just talked about on why the digestive tract seems to have so many more CB1 and CB2 receptors, why a lot of these different um, symptomatic things have a lot of overlap between digestive tract disorders and things like hypermesis and how the activation or non-activation of those receptors can play a role in those symptomatic type um, uh, occasions. So I think there's definitely something that we need a fuck ton of more research on. And I think that we don't have any of the answers on, and I would agree with you on that. I think uh, just, just the, like looking into the science is, is a great thing. I, I'm, I read Ethan Russo's paper. That's why I sent it to me. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And the thing about like cannabis is it's, it's been the research on this has been so suppressed that now we have the opportunity to look into these things. We have the opportunity to see if, if cannabis does, you know, affect, um, any, any point in, in growth and brain regulation, all of this shit. So I think, I think, you know, it's, it's a good thing to look into these things and it's a good thing to read these papers and take them for what they are. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just still like remember to have a grain of, you know, read it with a grain of like salt, right? See, yeah. The more science, the more science, I'd, the better. And quality I'd just like science. to see them. I would just like to see them peer reviewed by people that weren't also trying to patent a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think there's at least a little bit of a conflict of interest there. Yeah, there generally is. <laughs> Somebody's paying for the paper, right? Science is well, uh, yeah, there's, expensive. there's that part. And that's something, and it's a great point to bring up. Remember that if there's a white paper, someone paid for that research, right? So like mm -hmm. you need to look at what the conflicts of interest is um, in the white paper as well as who funded it directly and what their motivations were. You know, if, but, if it's a tobacco company and anyone that wants to learn more about this in a very entertaining way, go watch. Thank you for smoking. It's probably one of the best, most entertaining ways that you can learn about how the whole fucking system works. And a lot of it applies to cannabis about who does the research is who makes the regulatory decisions. And, and that's pretty much the whole synopsis of the whole movie, but it's also a very entertaining movie and a great movie yeah. in and of itself. But uh, I was actually talking with uh, with Drake and Tara about about the difficulties in reading these papers and how how convoluted it can be and and you need to have a, a pretty strong basis in in statistics uh, just just to you know fact check the paper that you're actually reading. Well, quickly, uh, what could you do if you're looking into a paper, Seven Pen? Well, if you're looking into a paper, number one, look where it's being published, like the journal. If it's if it's a high impact journal. Uh, if it's it's a reputable journal, it's uh, it's going to have good good ratings. Uh, you can find that pretty easily on the internet. Sure. Um, then you got to read the actual paper, right? <laughs> um, that's this this is the hard part. We're reading the paper and then uh, looking into their into their data. Usually, it's a supplementary file that you actually have to download and then look into it. Um, but one of the really good ways to to find out if if the paper is pretty quality is is to look who's 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 quoting it, who's using this as a part of their work um what you smoking on there Feeny? oh you're muted kaffir lime uh go ahead but uh, just kaffir lime i felt like some uh, nice lime jersey very nice yeah i think uh it's it's one of these things where uh, uh the average person just gets gets caught up in uh most of the time reading like an article. So there's a journalist that read like that kind of read a paper and kind of, you know, took their interpretation and then put that onto their, onto their website. And somebody's like quoting this article that's based on a paper that they haven't actually read. And it, it gets, it gets pretty, yeah, it gets pretty convoluted and, and deep, but taking the time to read a paper is, it really helps to understand the difference between quality and shit papers. Lots of the times we have paywalls that get in our way, right? We're that's yeah, that's a big problem too. Is <laughs> I mean, we 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 pay for a lot of these papers through our our universities, basically through our taxes, and uh, they get put behind a paywall. And you know, if if you don't have that access through a university or through some other means, you're you're looking at you know fifty to a hundred bucks paper. It can get pretty expensive. Uh, Coot was recommending Manderley, I think, and we actually didn't even talk about that. Then after he recommended it, we, like the show was over, and then we just forgot to talk about it again. Do you guys know anything about that at all? Mandalay? Yeah, that was the extent of all the research that I did on that subject. Was Coot brought that up, and then that was the yeah, I, I use it as a uh, like a like basically where I store all my papers. I can I can look them look them up in this. Uh, it, it's basically just like a. Uh, it's a tool for quoting citations, you know, so you can, you can load your, your PDF of your paper into the Mendeleev. I think it's Mendeleev or Mendeleev. 
I don't know. Anyway, you can load your paper into it and then uh, uh, select your, your citation format and then copy paste into your paper if you have to write a paper. Do uh, university libraries and stuff have uh, access to a lot of these papers still, or is that? Yeah, I mean, if you like, if you through my university, I I can sign on to almost almost any uh, journal site and download a paper. Uh, but yeah, that's just through the that's just because the university access. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, a lot limited. harder for the average person. Yeah, it's very mm -hmm. limiting. Yeah. Yeah, a question for potent. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, what what would you say treats that hyper immersive that that tra the syndrome you would call or allergy? Okay. So, so the only way that I'm aware of to diagnose as to whether or not you have hypermesis syndrome is that hot showers seem to be the only thing that help with symptoms, and I think that um, uh, DK. I'm sorry, not DK, 710 would, would agree with that. That yeah. seems to be the defining way to define whether or not you have it. What I was bringing up is that a lot of people with Crohn's disease find that that's the only thing that helps them with their symptoms as well. Mm -hmm. And I find it extremely curious as to why those symptomatic issues overlap so fucking heavily, considering that most people with Crohn's disease typically, uh, while they might eventually get to cannabis use later on, are, don't start off as cannabis users. So to, I find that, you know, the fact that those symptoms yeah. overlap so heavily and the relief of those symptoms overlap so heavily is very curious in terms of as to what's going on. There's a lot of connections between skin stuff and digestive tract issues. In fact, I mean, fuck, I'm, I'm a glutard myself. And if I eat gluten, I mean, you can see it in my face. Anyone that's watched my podcast can see if I've been contaminated, my face breaks out, right? I get anyone that's hung out with me knows my face gets red, right? I end up with the hives and shit on my face. So it's kind of, you know, it's a bit embarrassing or whatever in terms of, of just. But my wife gets that too. Um, but she has like psoriasis sometimes and she gets these uh, red marks right under her eyes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, a lot of it's gut diet. microbiome. Thank Jesus. Yeah, God. it's gut microbiome stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's diet related. If she, if she does a food journal, I guarantee you that she can figure out what her triggers are. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of yeah, genetic too. Her mom uh, has real bad psoriasis and all that. So, right. But you could absolutely inherit a food allergy. In fact, I exactly. I, I used to look like shit before I had my diet under control. Talking with pot people is the perfect place for this because, like, when we talk about plants, we talk about how genetics can cause all kinds of issues. Nobody likes to talk about that when it comes to people because it's an awkward subject, but it's a real thing. Like, your I genes. don't think it's an awkward subject. It's something we should talk about. But the thing is, a lot of it does kind of fall apart under scrutiny. I have to be honest. I'm not trying to be over, I'm not trying to be one of these like uh, overly skeptical people or something. You know what I mean? I'm not like uh, pro big tobacco or some shit, but I'm just like, Fuck, dude, if, if hyperemesis was a thing, Willie would have it all the fucking time. Snoop would have it like nonstop, like all day, every day. 
Those guys well, don't yeah. ever well, talk about that kind of stuff. They but it's like unless you have the have genetics vomit. for it yeah, exposed, it's... just like a plant throwing Hermes. It's not that plants don't throw Hermes. They all do it if they're left right. It's the ones that are doing it early that cause us trouble as growers. You know what yeah, I mean? But so I mean, for, is this, a, is this like a solution my... in search of a problem? Because I mean, like three quarters or two thirds or something of Asians are lactose intolerant. Like the very few are like Mongolians that can even consume milk. And so, it right, like they basically conquered the fucking world because they could drink their horse's milk this like is the rest exactly of Asia what i'm talking native around. africans but the thing native is it's africans not a scandal like milk is milk. not a but well, let me finish this thought for a second like this is almost like a solution in search of a problem because in, in in asia they just don't give a shit they're like oh yeah we can't drink milk so let's not even talk about it because who gives a fuck we can't drink milk but now it's like oh my god cannabis is a whole story so we're going to make a whole thing about the one percent of people potentially who are genetic well, yeah, but, but let's remember know. that cannabis has 410 documented terpenes so far 412 something crazy Way more than that so like yeah. Like, like, think about all the different plants that have five, six, seven, eight, twelve, a dozen terpenes. We're talking about a plant that has four hundred and some different possible combinations of individual terpenes alone, not combinations, but individual terpenes, right? So we have a plant that has it, it, its potential to be an allergen is much higher than almost any other plant is because it produces more compounds. It's why we love it so much, right? And because strain and phenotypic expression well. have the potential to take those certain terpenes to the nth degree, to exactly. things that you would never see in other places in nature. Exactly. So, so my point is, is that we're talking about a plant that is capable of being a stronger allergen than almost any other plant is chemically, and then wondering why people are having weird reactions. What was that uh, other terpene on of a quiz, silly quiz conversation. the other day that was like, you know, the, awesome the terpene was from, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, awesomeine from, from uh, uh, turpentine. Uh, Mercine. Oh, no. Was it Mercine that was Mercine from is cold, uh, uh, synthesized. Yes, yeah, synthesized from like uh, uh, turpentine, turpenoid, some shit. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's the thing. So you'd never find that in nature. You'd have to synthesize it from some kind of hydrocarbon to like make that happen. And so, of course, you know, I was looking for my Snoopy deck of cards. I don't know if this is a valid argument, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I wish I'd found the Snoop. Now I've got to find it because, I mean, who doesn't want to have a Snoopy deck of cards? Right. Anyway, but I was going to point out that uh, just if everyone knows what a deck of cards look like. It looks like it's got 52 cards. Right. Uh, there's more combinations in that deck of cards than there are stars in the entire known universe which is a fucking ridiculous fact. Like it's when you think about it, it gets more ridiculous the longer you think about it, but it's true. Every single combination is like, uh, how do I put this 52 cards in a, uh, I can't even explain it. It's fucking blowing my mind right now. Um, I'm not even going to get freaking bothered. I'm going to look it up. It'll be easier if I freaking show people the visualization of it. But I was thinking to myself, in this context, that's actually the best reason for me to move on from this story, uh, that there are potentially all these different combinations of terpenes we don't really think about those terpenes in terms of like a combination, like a deck of cards or a, a, a poker hand or something, right? But maybe they are, right? Like a lot of medicines are basically a specific combination of chemicals. Maybe the individual combinations add up to something that could be bad for some people. And I guess I'll stop babbling right uh, now. So you're, you're talking about monomolecular pharmacology. So traditionally, most of, of Western medicine is based around monomolecular pharmacology, where one molecule is tested for a specific result, okay? That doesn't work for most of fucking medicine. Most of medicine to date, up until maybe the 1970s, was a combination of different compounds that we got from herbs 
or plants or you know some other mushrooms uh, yeah. bacteria, whatever, right? It wasn't a singular molecule. And many diseases and many symptomatic issues do not respond to single molecule uh, solutions, right? It's just, it's not how that's going to work. Uh, one of the interesting things I wanted to bring up is Zimbani, uh, which is traditionally in Africa called lemon tea or lemon bush. Or, um, but uh, it's one of the few plants that actually produces full-on cannabinoids similar to cannabis. And how I was going to bring up how, how few plants actually produce cannabinoids uh, and, and how impactful they are on the human body. But um, uh, Zimbani has been used for medicine for fuck at least 60,000 years in Southern Africa. And it produces a wide range of cannabinoids and terpenes, a, you know, a, a, a comparable, comparable to cannabis. Wait, wait, uh, you forgot about cannabis's first cousin about. and the other reason what we're supposed to like, it's in the title of tonight's show, brews and buds, hops, man. Hops is one of the most like cannabis and terpene rich things next to like cannabis. And we use it to brew beers to make tasty, delicious flavors and complex, you know, that, that that's the whole deal behind like a good brew is the, the balance of proper hopping and malts, you know, which are also kind of the same sugars to, yeah, it's the same kind of ratios we're playing with when growing cannabis. Is well, and the hops true. genome is encompassed within the cannabis genome. Yeah, you can. In fact, they've even put the CBD gene into hops. Yeah. Barley hops as well. Super cool. Have you guys ever researched or like read up on like how some of the compounds work in the hops trichomes? Some of the hops trichomes actually increase. They change the pheromone production of the caterpillars that feed upon the hops and make them attract the predator. They basically convert their uh, pheromones into the sex pheromones of the predatory wasps that kill the caterpillars. Like, think about that for a second. Mm. Think about a plant that evolved the ability to change the smell (coughs) of a predator to attract its predator. Just like just like the amazing thing is that it was blood and dumb chance. They have terpenes. They They have have trichomes. Why do you think that that (laughs) cannabis that we've selectively bred to have these heavy trichomes? The reason why they grew those heavy trichomes was because they were trying to defend themselves. It's defense against UV rays and pests and wind and damage. You know, microclimate. Do you think if I smoke a blunt while I'm like an African safari? That I'm gonna like attract lions to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> you got that gas. They always as long as it's that, that Bobway uh, deer. In November, November, <laughs> December, we'll have to test this theory. I'll be back in SA. We'll go try it. You, you, you gotta smoke the green cookies. Oh, I fully plan. I actually, I'm with a, a different group this time. We're going to back to South Africa here in November, and uh, I, we haven't announced some stuff, but. If you're in South Africa or Southern Africa, we will be teaching some ball-and-ass classes with some super cool speakers that we haven't announced publicly yet, and that's all I'm going to say right now. So I can't wait. I've been watching your uh, last year's conference, man. That shit's amazing. Oh, yeah. We have the, the virtual aquaponic cannabis conference come up second week in November. We have over 30 speakers and 26 hours of content. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be awesome. Nice. Sounds awesome. Well, y'all, it's way past my bedtime, so y'all have a fantastic night. Cheers, Sarah. Thanks for stopping by. How can people find you?
Oh, it's nice to hang out with the boys. Right on. Peace. Cheers. We need more women on here. Come on, women. You're right. Next time. You're all welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tara, you do a great job. More often. Try to represent. <laughs> Cheers, Tara. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I guess this is a perfectly good time time to uh, share this screen. Let me see here. Do I have it up? Uh, I keep saying that all the time. According to Knowledge Nuts, maximum learning with minimum reading, so you know that they're accurate. Uh, the amazing truth of about a deck of cards written by admin. So this is this is the peak of journalism, as you know here. They say here in a nutshell, uh, there are more possible arrangements in a deck of cards than there are stars in the known universe. The full number is 52 factorial, which is very roughly an eight, followed by 67 zeros. So just a fucking pile of numbers. It's a lot. Yeah. Is that like all stars ever or the stars that we can observe? Because we're all the known observe, universe like, right now. Yeah, just still a go. bunch of fucking stars. That's a huge. Yeah, because if you ever look at like, if you ever look at like the part of the universe that we will ever possibly be able to see as humans versus the whole universe, it's kind of depressing. Uh, it could be, but. Uh... There are more ways or more ways to arrange a deck of cards than there are atoms on the earth. And this is according to McGill.ca. So, you know, they're not totally making it up because they're from the frozen north. Consider how many card games must have taken place across the world since the beginning of humankind. No one has and will likely never hold the exact same arrangements of those 52 cards you did during that game. Just think about that. Crazy. No, says Cassandra Lee. Anyway, it's freaking nuts, eh? I don't know if that was a good uh, example because, like I said, the um, you know maybe cannabis terpenes don't don't combine in quite the same way. But I was thinking that you know, like we always talk about, oh, such and such has twenty five percent this and five percent this and three percent that or whatever. The numbers are freaking way off. But you know what I mean? Like when you look at those number reports, there's a certain constituency. What if those numbers were in different arrangements? Do you feel a completely different uh, feel from that? I mean, I think anecdotally, yes. Like people will say, oh, this gave me more relief, or I got a little bit higher, or whatever else. Like I feel like the actual combination of those terpenes actually is significant too not just the the specific order you know what i mean that, that's Absolutely. one of the things that concerns me so much about commercial cannabis coming to so many places near everyone is that distillate is the like number one means of delivery for so many people and it's so not comprehensive there's no entourage there's no terpenes any terpenes that are in there re-added you know, all those carts, like you were talking about those Chinese carts, you know, that are filled with just 98% pure distillate. Nothing. Is there really Chinese carts? Well, I mean, that's who oh, 99% of them, I think, are in China. Yeah. And then, you know, there are some that are okay, and then there's some that are sold off the back of a bus. China's Not just carts, everything. China's producing bulk CBD and they're converting it to THC. Those Mylar bags yeah, that those mylar bags that everybody likes to pay so much for back east say cookies or jungle boys or whatever on them but I mean, you can order those from fucking alibaba i thought china had a real strict laws against cannabis yeah but not against printing freaking counterfeit knockoff whatever and they're also against the resin production remember the the black market for synthetic chemicals in china uh -huh. is bigger than ever uh -huh. so you can get delta yeah. 9 delta 8 delta 10 Delta, whatever you can get. Where do you think all that Delta eight that. that's flooding the markets in the U.S. right now? Because freaking a lot of the, the THC, 
A lot of THCO is coming into China right now as well. In fact, I had somebody offer me a cart in fucking Dallas, Tech or Dallas, Texas, Oklahoma City the other day at THCO. And I was like, are you fucking serious right now? I've made that shit. I know how they make it. I don't trust you to make it right. Come on. For some guy at the smoke shop. Good. Just it's wow. What's that? I wouldn't mind Hello, DK. I don't think we said hello to you. No, we haven't. What up, Drake? Hey, hi ho. And I said, Dr. Atomic it? knows what's good. What's going on, DK? Just hey, chilling, dabbing up, having a good night. Hope everyone else is as well. Here's him. Glad to see you. What's your thoughts on this kind of? We've been talking about it, you know, dance around it a little bit now, but we've been talking about that uh, cannabis hyperemesis, like. Any thoughts in terms of, I don't know, light smokers, heavy smokers, any kind of opinion? Oh, just have seeing it closer to firsthand or something similar. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, thinking it's 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 uh, 100% legit or not um, with, with seeing some of the, the stuff that's coming up in the, you know, the recent years. Because this has been a hot topic for, for five or so years now, at least that, it, you know, it's kind of been passing through different um forums and groups uh, pertaining to the cannabis community. So seeing it closer to first hand, uh, you know, I'd be more inclined to, to think that something is is likely happening as opposed to not, uh, be it something to do with the, the terpenes more specifically or, or, or something um, a little bit more individual, I can't comment on. Uh, I would obviously be happy to see it not be the case and it be something, uh, you know, like the, I was definitely on board with the whole azadactrin uh, poisoning uh, up front, just, you know, in the, in the earlier years, looking into it. But as we know, with just such a diverse um, plant with so many different things, you know, I would, I would be silly to think that nothing could come up kind of as 710 was saying before. So just sit back and watch with it. But, uh, you know, it depends. It's going to be all very uh, specific to each and individual, you know, each and every individual person. We're all different super chemicals. So we never really know how it's going to work. That last, that last note is really what, what I think about. We, we all have uh, this, this enzyme in our liver, cytochrome P450. Um, it's, it's this enzyme that turns THC that's in our blood into the 11 hydroxy THC and then uh, back into the, oh, what is it, methyl hydroxy? No, no it goes into uh, like 11 nor hydroxy. Uh, yeah, COOH, whatever that is. But anyway, the uh, that breaks it, basically makes it water soluble and then you can excrete it through your urine, right? But like that combination there where it goes from THC to the highly more psychedelic 11 hydroxy there, that can be varied in different people. Some people's uh, enzyme, liver enzymes are way faster at working. Um, for instance, my uh, pharmacology teacher, he, he can't take um, morphine, not morphine, sorry. Uh, what's, what's that stuff you can, codeine, okay. So codeine is a prodrug. It, in your liver, it turns into morphine using the same, same enzyme, cytochrome P450. Um, and that, that conversion rate, it's different in every person, but in him, it's so fast that if he takes a little bit of codeine, it turns into morphine instantly and he can overdose. So his, his, and he has, so that was, that's how we found out about it basically. So that, that, that one thing, that liver enzyme and its ability, its rate of changing over, um, over these, these chemicals into 
the more <laughs> psychedelic and then into the uh, uh, excretory uh, form formula. It's just, it, there's, there's so much room there for individuals to react differently. And it's, I mean, it's something to be aware of, right? It's not, I'm not saying it's going to happen to everybody. I'm not saying it's going to, you know, in five years, it's going to happen to you. It's just be aware of it. You know, maybe somebody, you hear somebody has similar symptoms and you're like, oh, this might be that. Check it out. Yeah, it There's, sucks. That's a, that's a great point too on the, the, you know, how the body converts it and how taxing that can be yeah. on individual portions of the, you know, various systems in the body as, as well. And that, who knows, maybe that'll end up being the, the source of hypermesis. I, I, the, the, I think the real answer is, is that we simply haven't had enough time to research this type of stuff in the right settings. Exactly. And that's, and, and that's why I'm, I'm so pro let's look at the science about this. It's, I mean, cannabis is a powerful, powerful drug, right? It's we've, we've all felt some crazy, if you've taken a heavy edible, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it, it can be very, very powerful. Uh, and in a rookie's hands, you know, it might just hit way too hard. Yeah, that's that's certainly right. I've uh, been dipping into some large amounts of edibles the last two days. I've been in an extraordinary amount of pain from doing a whole bunch of cover crop shenanigans. Uh, and it was definitely a pretty heavy hit. More like a bus came along, gave me a smack, but I've been enjoying it. And just because it was bugging me because I mispronounced it, the uh, Delta 9, it goes into 11-hydroxy-THC, as most of us know, but then it next goes into 11-nor-9-carboxy-THC. Carboxy, yeah. So carboxy. Like C-O-O-H is carboxy. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's lots of conversions going on. So that's why we just got to keep, you know, looking into the science and see what we're, we're learning and also looking into anecdotal because that's, uh, you know, very beneficial, especially when we're in a industry in which we've been, you know, snubbed for so long and not uh, allowed to participate. Yeah, exactly. Restricted totally. And so like with these, with these syndromes, it's, it's not like cannabis, it's cut and dry. Cannabis is doing this, but it's a, uh, it's a common thread around this common thing that these common symptoms happen. And as humans, we want to pathologize absolutely everything we see. So we've labeled it as cannabis hypermesia syndrome. It might be actually terpenes. It might be something else, but we need but to figure it out. My question happen. is, did anyone ever hear of this syndrome at all? I'm talking at all, period, before concentrates hit the scene. Because I never heard about this before concentrates hit the scene. Mm -hmm. So is it that people aren't purging their concentrates right? Is it butane or alcohol um, residuals interacting mm -hmm. with it? Like, like is there an, a, a synergistic component from some of the hydrocarbon extraction methods that's creating a secondary compound that is causing this because, and, and if anyone has heard of this before, when we're talking, you know, pre-concentrate era uh, or from non-hash users, um, then please, by all means, like tar and feather me. But I don't ever remember hearing of a single shred of, right. of this before concentrates. Zero. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just the concentrates, yeah. but the method of concentrate use this extreme heat. The thing that you would never experience. Like there's no way people heat their bangers up or their e-nails to like crazy ass temperatures yeah. and then sizzle the crap out of concentrated. You know, and I go, I, I dab. 
I like my, my dab rig is set at 555 degrees. You know what I mean? Low, 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 just enough to melt. That's yeah. all you need. Well, isn't, it, shit, like serpent, yeah, isn't it like 650 or 680 that you start? Uh... Yeah, there's, I mean, you could look it up online. I can't tell you the exact, but there's, there's a paper. Uh, they talk about how terpenes will break down into actually benzene and yeah. uh, methyl yeah. methylcrolein methylcrolein and, and, and these are carcinogens at the, and... at the at the temperature of your name 710 that's a lot yeah. of pre <laughs> dab rigs are like preset to 710 it's like a thing. i think i think a lot of this is going to end up coming down to i think a lot of the people that have the first off quite a few people i know are people that were doing a ton of the vape pens mm -hmm. and i think that there was a lot of cheap garbage coming out of china that were heavy in zinc heavy in lead, heavy in chromium, heavy in other, the, the heat coils. And, and then remember, what are we putting on these, these volatile heavy metals? We're putting terpenes, which are functionally a solvent, right? So, and, and some concentrates are 20% terpenes, right? So we're, what are we doing? We're putting a solvent onto heavy metals and then heating it and vaporizing the, and, and breathing. And like you gas, said about residuals. Right? So like, if you um, like you said about residuals, context, I used to that, have a that's big insanity, oven. right? So uh, like, we would throw commercial bought dabs in a uh, <laughs> pressure oven, and they don't even have to like come up to temp. They start bubbling as soon as you pull vacuum, and you're like, "Yo, that wasn't purged, and that was commercial. That was bought at a freaking place that said it was sealed and factory sampled, and somebody dabs or somebody signed off on this." <laughs> Not only that, if you and anyone that's done extraction knows this, if you take quote unquote medical grade, I don't give a fuck what solvent we're talking about. I take that, I put it through my machine and I distill it three times. I'm going to get a residual three fucking times at least before that shit comes out clean. What the fuck? I've gotten up to 12 grams off of a 25 pound tank of fucking what I assume is motor oil from a quote unquote medical grade solvent yep. that was approved for medical use. What the flying fuck is that shit? Like, remember I, I think there's other stuff that is in people, especially anyone that's open blasting or doing any of the really old school methods. You're putting all kinds of fucking oil and shit into your concentrate that you have no idea what it is. Well, and there's right, so LHO, and, and after he, he figured out how to refine it, and then he'd have that just that barrel of just red, red stuff beside the other limonene. I was like, oh, that. Uh oh, and like I think we were guilty right. of having some of that original LHO. So I was like, "What the fuck did we dab?" Like, well, you know what? We all we all learn in the beginning, and we we made mistakes, and then we we learned from our mistakes and realized what we were doing wrong, and that's okay, right? Like, if as long as you change your behavior once you know better, <laughs> and that, that's the important for, part <laughs> for customers. If you're if you're if you're a patient and you're serious and this is for your health, like if you're purchasing from any large facility, make sure you have a COA, a certificate of analysis, and then it's kind of like the studies. You now have to unfortunately do some more research and find out what lab did the testing because we're finding yeah. that it's like, you know, mm -hmm. probably more than five out of 10 are fudging numbers and fucking around and no. not doing proper testing. And they no, they're, no, no, labs they're overburdened. There's been too much business and there's not enough labs. And so in order to do it, they do the same shit freaking Leafly does. And they're like, look, it's a similar picture of a strain like the one you asked for. It's a bigger, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. This is the real problem. Let, let's just be honest. This is the heart of the problem. 
The heart of the problem is we don't have federal legalization and we don't have a federal standardization board that can issue samples so that they can calibrate their machines so that 28% in Colorado is 28% in California is 28% in Washington, right? Because right now they're all based on how they calibrate that machine, which has fucking no consistency. I can send a a sample off to to five different labs and get five different THC percentages, okay? And it it has nothing to do with them trying to do me dirty at all. Or trying to- a lot, a, a lot of it has to do with how the machines are calibrated and the fact there is no fucking universal standard. Yeah, for the state standards, state or by state standards. California requires a tolerance of plus or minus 10%. Yeah, so, right, but that's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, like we don't tolerate, like, 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 if you call a fucking crime lab <laughs> and have them do some shit, 10% is not going to fly, right? No. Like, that, that is, like, I'm ridiculous. guilty. So the same thing if I need to test tobacco products and I need to test within the safety ranges or whatever their restrictions are, okay? That's not going to fucking fly, right? So the the fact that we don't have federal legalization is hurting us in the fact that we can't even get apples to apples testing on our product. And I think that's it's part of the problem that we need to talk about. And when we're talking about why we need legalization is because I want to guarantee that if my grandma is in, in fucking pain, that I can actually get her the right medicine and have the fucking box be what the fuck it says so that she gets the relief she needs to get through her cancer treatment, right? Like, I think we can all get behind that. Or if I'm going to buy something because my daughter has a fucking seizure disorder, right? I want to make sure that that, that fucking three milligrams and 12 milligrams or whatever the fuck is going to be what she needs if I go here or we go on vacation to the East Coast, right? See, that's the it thing is I think that up. to be on that, it's the right to responsible it, it, production to be able to like make your own medicine. Right. But, and but enough of it to satisfy everyone, grandma and mom oh. and everybody if need be. And the government shouldn't be able to tell you you can have four plants or six plants or 12 plants or fucking how many plants that should be to, you know, maintain right. whatever status quo. Fuck all the profits. Be. Fuck all the profits for a minute. <laughs> If I'm a medical patient, I want to be able to at least get the same medicine regardless of where I go, as long as the box says it is what the fuck it's supposed to be. And we don't even have that right now. And that's not fair to medical patients. Like, like, fuck the whole rest of the system. That's not fair to medical patients. It's just kind of, we got to fix this shit. And even the labs, though, we got to remember, uh, their their hands are a little bit tied too because they've got all these different large scale commercial businesses that are what are, provides their income that are shopping labs that are getting testing from multiple different labs that are and every time flooding them with the fifty fucking well. requests at a time. So it's like the labs that are that are actually showing integrity that are a little smaller and trying to come up. They're losing all their clients because they're not giving out these inflated numbers. So it's like it's really tough on their side of it too. So I don't want to just throw shade and say all oh, these labs are bastards and they're all lying and stuff. But it's like the ones that are actually working hard to, you know, keep uh, a, a some level of integrity and actually work with the proper standards are kind of getting glanced over by the growers because it's all. You know, then it comes down to the to the dispensary. It's not the growers' fault they're shopping these labs, but if they don't have the highest level product well then there's the dispensaries won't buy it and then the patients won't buy it from the store and it's just shenanigans that's all coming from misinformation well, for sure. all, but if the- we had a federal standardization board that was holding these people to account the same way that we have weights and measures for the scales that they're weighing the fucking butt on which well every fucking state makes every dispensary abide by like even if they were held to that same level of account it would solve all of this right so that that it's more or less all i'm asking for wow. and i so agree this, with you uh, 
this Ethan Russo paper does talk about the methods of uh, smoking, basically. So they say uh, out of the 585 people that responded to their survey, 205 of the people fit the full criteria. So they currently use cannabis. They have the period of nausea and vomiting, abdominal pain, which is alleviated by hot showers or baths, and a diagnosis of cannabis hypermesis syndrome uh, from their doctor, I guess. So 62% of those people were not on that cytochrome P450 inhibitor. Um, and a slight majority were female, uh, in all 85.7 were daily or greater than daily cannabis users, 91%, 97% smoked cannabis, 53% vaporized cannabis, uh, about 90%, 90% utilized flour primarily with smoking and 58%, uh, employed cannabis concentrates primarily. So roughly 50, 50. So there you go. So not everybody was was dabbing or was a, a, a heavy, heavy user all, constantly. At and that's the most too, because it's it's you know when we when we go if we're going back in time we're going to have a lot less uh, let's call it professional measures taken by the average grower even at the larger scale when it was gray market and and free market. Um, just based off of not being able to easily get information, not being able to easily source proper products and having to kind of weasel around so you don't get, uh, don't get pinched for what you're doing. So I would imagine there would be a lot uh, less favorable growing practices, a lot more miracle grown product uh, that would have been out there in say the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, as opposed to now where people are getting, you know, maybe a little better understanding of those basics and there's more access to product and, and basic information. So, you know, one could almost believe there would be uh, more issues pertaining to the flower in the past. And then with the, the conversation on the concentrates now, another thing that's not addressed is by, by doing, say, all this fresh frozen extracts, we're really experiencing a lot of these different uh, properties of the plant that we would never ever see uh, normally. So like, say generally you do a concentrate and you will just have a lot higher amount of the cannabinoids that you generally already experienced in the flower. But when we're doing things like our fresh frozen extracts and we're now preserving terpenes uh, in say a, a, a monoterpene profile as opposed to letting it uh, evolve or off gas, we're now experiencing things that maybe wouldn't even be around in a natural uh, plant. Uh, so it's, it's, there's just, there's more room for variables, of course. Yeah, plants are, they're expert biochemical engineers, right? They can make some crazy shit, so. What if we play we, devil's advocate for a second? What if we uh, play into the hands of the reefer fucking madness? Because, <laughs> oh, my God, there's weed that makes you fucking nuts, man, and fucking sick and makes you nonstop throw up forever. Uh, what if uh, what if them dirty hippies with the fucking car hurts? Uh, what if they and the tattoos? What if they uh, bred some crazy Looney Tunes weed that has a specific terpene or a cannabinoid that just makes you fucking wretch and just uh, bad things happen? People divorce you spontaneously. Like people have never met you. They divorce you already. Like, is yeah. there such a thing or, you know, I'm being facetious, of course, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have we bred potentially? I don't know. It's worth thinking about, you know, skeptically, at least uh, for a moment. Anyway, is it possible that we've bred some fucking madness terpene? Breeding's a big part of it. I mean, yeah, the I fact that we're breeding strains that have these capabilities is a big, big, a big part of it. I think. Yeah, plants are coming together that 
have never meant to be come together, you know, and then their offspring and then various different iterations. I'm not going to say that, you know, we're breeding <laughs> a deadly terpene or something like that. But, you know, I mean, not just, all yeah, when you know a little us. bit about weed, when you've been smoking it for a while, growing it for a while, looking at it for a while, it just all that stuff just sounds so fucking dumb. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is just us being jaded by experience, because, you know, there is that right. Like, uh, I don't know, imagine four cordon farmers in Colorado or, or Nebraska or something just laughing at all us hippies with our freaking dumb ideas. Right. Like they may not be right either just because they have experience. But at the same time, none of that sounds like the cannabis that we know, you know, like I, I have known some absolutely heavy smokers and none of them yeah. have ever reported nonstop vomiting or any of that kind of stuff. Whenever we've ever had some kind of a problem, when we looked into it, it was always a sign. A lot of times it came from, I hate, I hate to say it because it was more in the, like the backpack days. It was more from one of their customers. Hey, there's a problem or one of their friends, customers, I guess, rather uh, we have a problem. Somebody's getting sick off this weed. Where did the weed come from? They'd look into it. Yeah, it's a fucking pesticide or something mm -hmm. was actually done to that weed. And so it makes me wonder every single time I hear about this stuff, do people realize how easy it is to lie, fudge, fib about all that kind of stuff with pesticides? You know, like I've had these fucking spider mites now for eight months because I don't use any pesticides other than like horticultural oil, basically, for me is a nuclear weapon. You know, so I try to find all these other methods to deal with it, Bro. whereas I could have solved that problem like a light switch with any number of different pesticides and just not told no, anybody. No. You know Bro, what I mean? A proper oh, discovery paper decides. would take that into account too. They would they would produce the cannabis that the the individuals are going to be in intaking, and those they would all be tested. And you know, we'd know what terpenes are in the. It's I mean, but this is this is. Where, I will where stop you for a second, though. Seven ten. This is well. This is this is kind of the irony of being at the beginning of stuff. Like, how yeah. many times have we heard now that the testing laboratories are basically all garbage? for cannabis even yeah. the testing labs themselves will tell you the testing scene is complete garbage yeah, like, like just the most saying, recent hash no church standard the most recent hash church what was it i always forget their names but uh because there's there's a couple different laboratories and they compete with each other was it oh, sc labs or was it the other one yeah and um what was the dude that was on hash church he was the first one and he's not a fan of the other one and people in the chat probably know what i'm talking about i think anyway that dude, whoever he was, go look at it. It was a fun episode of Hash Church. I actually haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched it like on replay. Uh, the dude was talking about, you know, he's kind of salty about a lot of stuff. Not salty. He's, he's uh, brash, I guess is what I'm trying to say. He's brash about how he talks about stuff. Uh, justifiably, it looks like he's been in the scene for quite a long time and, and, and knows a lot of the players and everything else. And he basically said the testing scene is complete fucking garbage. Yeah. Like the labs lie Absolutely. about stuff and they people will just shop around for labs. The labs have every single incentive to lie about their product because the higher numbers they give you, the better your product sells. And of course, the yeah. more you'll go back to that person. On and on and on. Go ahead. Dean. We had a we had a really good um sorry to jump in there, but we had a really good episode with Eric Farmex on, mm. on the Fairly Live show where he nice. where we were just, just discussing that, discussing that and all the you know, just some of the different minor cannabinoids and so on and so forth. But yeah, and and he was doing a lot of um, I get him to stop saying it because it's so fucking inappropriate. He wants to do a podcast called Dabbing with Miners. We named we we did <laughs> he convinced Eric to fucking put it I'm like, no was, man, no. Oh, you're red so flag just though. for saying it. So and we had like cbt on that episode and he brought a little violet cbt so it's like come on dabbing with mine you got it you got to know far i'd like to uh mention to cheap, yeah. all listeners that this is a 21 and a podcast uh if you're not you need to get out of get here get the fuck out get the yeah. fuck out get oh, shit. i'm 18 <laughs> dang it get the fuck out
we'll have to kill you, Kenny. That's it. Yeah, they got lucky in this episode. Time. They had a long run. If you're around for long enough, you better get the hell out of here. Yo, Fumi. I interrupt. I don't know you. how you Go feel ahead. about this shit, but this will get rid of your mics, bro. SNS two and nine. SNS two and nine. I actually found a solution. Like the timing was uh, was wrong. Uh, I had been, I don't know. I had been approaching it in some fucking green ass. I don't know. La di da rabbits running through fields way or something. I don't know, man, whatever. Uh, but I was trying to. No, no. Um, SNS is like putting a condom on your plants. It's rosemary based. <laughs> it makes all the pests go away. It's for uh, spider mites, rip flies, pleasure. fungus gnats, thrips, root aphids, larvae. And it's uh, like is it one of those uh, is it an oil spray with like uh, rosemary and thyme and freaking no, all simon stuff systemic you put it in the fucking water interesting and you hmm. can only give it to them in veg you don't want to like really feed it to them in flour because then the flowers will taste like rosemary a little because it is literally 10 percent rosemary oil got it 10 percent hey, cool. you mean you don't use any imos or anything imo liquid or, or I haven't really gotten into the fermenting stuff, man. I got to be honest. I've been meaning to, and I just, I honestly haven't, you know, my version of IMO, uh, frankly, was uh, I used to use, uh, I'm a fan of that stuff. I'm going to get into it one of these days, but I just, I don't know. Life has been uh, an unusual situation. You didn't specify, I hate to ask, and nobody likes to use that freaking four-letter word, but like, are they Spideys or Russets? Spideys, for sure, Spideys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For real. I don't know. I almost work, too. Oh, for, for. <laughs> he's like, yeah i mean it's not he's not wrong they were pretty Don't infuriating so because uh uh whatever they they're basically uh, how do i put this um aggressive enough that they become resistant to essentially anything that i would throw at them at a very imperceptible timeline it's it's kind of hard to describe this i'm gonna have to still figure out how to describe this because you'll be completely sure i would be completely sure that they were gone like completely sure they were gone and they would come back several weeks later several weeks later with they come when your humidity drops um there's another thing besides sulfur burn that you can use that's actually completely harmless weirdly enough it works uh co2 you can murder them with like enough CO2 to like kill everything that's not a plant. And no, you'll you kill don't your be plants in... before you kill <laughs> No, so, you, you can kill spider, spider mites with CO2. Spider mites will just go down into the soil and they'll, and they'll just chill it. down there for a little bit. And then as soon as that uh, CO2 removed, gets removed from the room, they'll, they'll be back up on your plant. And they can lay eggs. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't kill eggs with fucking anything yeah. except, yeah, anything. But like yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I like the SNS. It's like a condom for your plants. It's uh, systemic and it's natural and it like you can just use it during as long as as long as your plants go into flower. So if it's safe, systemic, isn't it more like birth control? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so it gets those eggs and everything. Nothing wants to live in there. Nothing wants to touch Play it. B. Nothing wants to Play eat it. <laughs> but you I gotta stop once you tr- start trying to have babies. We just got it red flagged in what Texas or somewhere. I try to promote all the chitinase and, and chitin-degrading bacteria in my soil, so it's kind of like a natural pesticide. Like nothing really wants to live there because it, it's already, it's already like ready to break it down at like the whim. It's already has the. Uh, Talk about like frass. 
No, I well, I use lobster. I don't use frass, but I use lobster and crab. Same Still stuff. Same yeah, same shit. But like even Coot says it, 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 it helps a little bit. And it is kind of like a natural IMO. I wouldn't say IMO, but it's like a natural like repellent. Check to out have carbon protein things. as well. It's very, it works yeah, in the same way. Uh, they were talking about it over in the, uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, Northwest yeah, 47. Yeah, yeah, Northwest 47. Carbon protein. It's pretty interesting. I don't know about uh, use on cannabis yet, but uh, it seems to be, uh, seems to be very uh, safe. The harpin protein, I want to say that's been done out here. Uh, let me think here. It was the, what's the fucking brand from Massachusetts? They make uh, nutrients and they make, uh, it's like a green package. Am I thinking of the right thing? It's a little green box, uh, Harpin proteins, whatever. Makes your nugs rock ass hard. Like just no, like no. Viagra hard for months. <laughs> That's what he said. And then, no, and then they like unnaturally hard and they last forever and ever. I'm, isn't it hard? I might be thinking of the right <laughs> no, that. That's rock resonator, bro. And that thing's no, 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 no. I'm thinking of protein. Um, Sounds dangerous. Okay, thinking thinking of Viagra. You're thinking Viagra. Although, believe it or not, you can actually pour Viagra in like if you want to keep a plant uh, for like photography or photography, you can actually break up Viagra. Apparently, it's very expensive. So I haven't tried it, but I guess like uh, uh, aspirin works in a similar way. So I've done that. Do you have that link Uh, to that study still? I literally just closed it here now. Yeah. Yeah, I got it right here. Of course I got it. Of course I got it. Throw it into the chat there. Oh, I love white papers. I get they talk about Viagra. You give me some white papers. I don't need Viagra. <laughs> my fucking brain just everything fell out of my hey, search. I was, I was like, what was I going to search? And I forgot all about yeah, it. Yeah, the Harpin protein. It's it, Harpin it's, protein. Fuck off. It Viagra. works kind of like like, uh, like kinase, where it's it starts to activate the the plant's immunity, and uh, just gets it gets it pre ready for attack. So when attacks Axiom, do happen, that's the one. You guys think I'm freaking? You guys think I'm uh, bullshitting? Should stop thinking I'm blo- when Coot talk. Okay, I'm not going to sound as as legit as Coot, but Jesus Christ, Coot is pretty legit. But uh, RX Green Solutions, uh, Axiom Harpin Proteins. Uh, this was kind of a, a fad, maybe five years ago or something. Yeah. And uh, I was 1%. asking a good friend of mine, and he was like, "Well, do you want just fucking buds that are basically as hard as like Grandpa's Viagra wiener?" And I, we laughed, and I he was like, "No, literally. Do you want that? Do you want yeah, literally that?" And so we got to smoke like some. some Shit, bro. Uh, oh, yes. it That's doesn't cool. take much, dude. These are proteins. Like, how much? How much protein do you think there is in like this stuff? Is like produced, something. This stuff like, is honest. produced. Uh, it's 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 like a molecular trigger for plants. It's produced by bacteria when they're attacking the plant. I'm telling you, it's so literally this. Is like this. this is what I'm talking amounts. about. Like literally, yeah, this I is what I'm talking about. Carbon yeah. beta protein. Yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, because when you put that in your fucking flower, when you put them in your plants as they grow, they will grow like just fucking donkulous hard buds that, that basically don't spoil. That is literally the definition of a PGR. That is a plant growth regulator right there. I'm not arguing. Yeah, that, are we arguing again? Like I'm saying, it's fucking dog shit. Don't, don't use that. Yeah. How did they derive it? You know, because, you can get uh, the exact based? same Bacteria. results as Paxibutinol by uh, raising your night tension temperature 10 degrees hotter than your daytime temperature it will mm-hmm. cause your plant to grow way more compact interesting, interesting. i've heard that before nice tip all right folks i gotta jump out of here uh fantastic chat are you literally gonna jump i'm gonna literally jump off the chair jump but not until i can get me all hard and then bounce bro enjoy how we do it 
Yeah, that's what she All said. Right. And don't forget yeah. sulfur. All right, cheers, everybody. Peace. Later, seven ten. Sulfur. Don't do that, by the way. Don't burn sulfur. It's gross. You're gonna fuck up your entire grow. It's gonna be terrible. Mm. It's gonna fuck it up so long. It's gonna frag like fractally fuck it up, like for months and months and months and months. It's gonna be terrible. And don't forget, sulfur is bad for your LEDs. Mm. Be smart. Make the jam wettable sulfur so you can just use that it's 100 percent plant nutritional so after uh, a limited amount of days it is completely gone and it is it is much safer to rock with and no dirty ag sulfur hey i like my ag sulfur on my freaking trees bro i use that stuff for freaking fire blight mm, could just have it be a 99.9 percent plant nutrition ideally but i got acres and I got I got to get coverage. Oh, we're designed to deal with two acres or larger. Check out you down, and to make it as cheap as possible. Yeah, I'm going down. What got you guys into the? There. Yeah, what got you guys into the whole ferment thing? It seems to be just like this crazy rabbit hole that people are into. Like, oh my god, I got to ferment everything. Super rabbit yeah, because hole because it costs nothing to grow my plants. It costs me think- nothing to make my nutrients. All my problems. Well, to be honest, like from that there. perspective, yeah. it costs me virtually nothing to grow my fucking plants too. Like I spend the occasional twenty dollar bill on a hilarious amount of barley, and now granted the barley places around here, so you can get a sack of barley or whatever. I think this is the thing. I don't even barley. It's so cheap. I don't even bother getting the discount on like a fifty pound bag of barley because I'm like I don't want to risk having a mouse problem or something. So I just get like a smaller amount that I can put in like a like an old, like a five gallon bucket. I could probably honestly fit a 50 gallon bucket, but whatever. My point is like, I go like 20 bucks at a time and get barley. And then I still have like, dude, I don't know. Probably, at this rate, like a four year supply of uh, granular top dress that I got. It was like the, the one shot from nectar. I got like a 20 pound bag. It's literally lasted me now, like three years. I, I still have like half of it. Like you don't use hardly any of that shit. Honestly, like all those bottles they sell you, it's fucking madness. When you actually like when you take out the water and you pour the same amount of nutrients, you end up having hilarious amounts of freaking fertility from that stuff. It's just absolutely obscene. Anyway, like I spent maybe 40 bucks on that bag like a couple of years ago. And so now it's like $10 a bit, in, and it's going down in price every year as I go down in, in the future, like maybe 10 bucks a year for that. That's all of my freaking like NPK basically. And then what the freaking barley, I guess that's also NPK. Pardon, say it again. What do you use for soap for wedding agent? Currently nothing. Uh, well, every once in a while, I add a little bit of actual Dr. Bronner's, mm, but I do have off. soap nuts in the mail. So like uh, they, 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 for a liter of Dude, the, the point is like over a year's price my entire grow and i produce a fucking ample amount of excellent weed cost me maybe 30 40 bucks you know like it's just it's it's just so and the amount of time this is my logic to it the amount of time that it would take me to remember to ferment things ferment them correctly save aside places to ferment those things that are not occupied by i don't know anything else or empty space that stuff it just it's worth it to me to just spend like what did I say again? Like even round it up to 50 bucks, you know, fine. You know what I mean? I don't use fish emulsions anymore. I don't use basically any of that stuff really. You know, like once I started using barley and I saw the good results, like if I still have some fish, I'll pour a little bit on there. Like I still have a little bit, but I don't buy any, you know, like 
just it costs fucking nothing. I mean, even that, honestly, like a bottle of fish emulsion, or not fish emulsion, uh, fish hydrolysate costs like twenty six or twenty eight dollars or something. It concentrates that lasts you like honestly at least six months at the concentrations you're going to use it in a in a like a no till garden. Hey, oh. yeah, well, we we make the fish amino acid with just fish and equal amounts of sugar, and uh, you can put a little IMO in there too if you want, or a little leaf mold. And I that put a little sugar really- in my grow though. I do actually. Now that you mentioned that, but I mean even uh, that, like eight bucks for. A hey, take it, take it a step further, it. and don't use any of that sugar. I just sourced uh, two and uh, a and half, five gallon buckets of chum. You know what it is? Waste. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I use the sugar because when you make use the sugar, you can make that. You can make that shit in your bedroom, and your wife won't even fucking know. You'll Watch never smell you guys no nothing. Sick right now. But that, uh, but like if you make it, <laughs> if you make it the true Jadam way. Uh, rather than the KNF way, it does stink. It stinks to high heaven. I mean, I got 24 five gallon buckets and three 30 gallon buckets of fertilizer sitting right beside my window to the bedroom. As long as you have good, like a, a solid seal, but not completely sealed, as, as much as that's like an oxymoron. But you have it so, like, you know, on the five gallon, you can have the bucket, like the lid three quarters sealed. Leaf mold soil, you can add in a little bit of your wood ash or uh, char to help mitigate the smell a little bit. But yeah, they, when you open them up, they stink more for sure. And you're not eating or drinking these these inputs like you can do with all the, all the other. KNF, yeah. I think KNF is more like large scale or medium, like slightly, you know, if you got a couple of acres. No, man, you can take you can take KNF right down to any size. You can go right, you can take it right down to four plants. Yeah, whatever, I'm saying the right. cheaper route, like if you got a tent, no, I mean you could do it. But. Jadam is the one for the more larger scale because that costs nothing. Like yep. it was the whole reason, right? Like Young Sang decided he like it wasn't sustainable to be sourcing all the sugar and, and try to make all that work. And just with everything for the air pumps for for any of the teas, he said, "Why well, fucking do that when I can just?" I mean, I have to be honest when you when you talk about that kind of sustainability. This is one part where I kind of um, I don't disagree with the the regenerative crew because I, I agree in spirit with everything they're doing. I think everybody needs to be a lot more sustainable. I'm still one of those idiots that spends my time recycling and everything else. But I have to remind myself <clears throat> every time I do that, I sometimes have to remind myself like, no, this actually thing like this thing that I want to recycle right now, just throw it in the fucking trash. Because it's honestly in many cases, like in Portland, we still do recycle some of that stuff. But in many cases, they just throw that stuff in the dump anyway. All of that stuff basically is like a basically self-social signaling i don't even know what it is there's a there's a word for it i guess right now but you're kind of just convincing yourself that you're doing you're part of the solution instead of part of the problem like honestly the the sustainability of exxon is far more important or the sustainability of let's say the local uh port no, or some coal mine they nearby. can't ship it to china anymore they don't want to take it that's why they have to China stopped buying. No, China yeah. lost interest. They stopped buying the, the recycle. That was a whole. That, it was half political all, and half I had to financial. Take a by the way, whole load of cardboard to the dump the other day and it made me sick. Hmm. I make sure I take my kids with me every time I have to make a dump run. Hmm. I want them to understand where trash goes. Get you a shredder and compost it. Compost, dude. I had like a. a in the garden 1900 pounds of cardboard i I guess let me finish my thought real quick just uh, honestly i mean it it is a little bit of a how do i put this i i do teeter a little bit into this mentality frankly because as you see i'm not doing knf and so on but i in, in principle i would like to do that kind of stuff so i'm not this is a little bit of a devil's advocate position but i'm like let's say you spend all that time becoming sustainable to remove your carbon footprint right like a lot of people kind of talk that way 
Whereas your carbon footprint is essentially meaningless in the scheme of things compared to, like I said, the fucking cruise ship industry and on and on. What if you spent that time that you spent talking about or working on ferments or whatever else to make yourself sustainable, spend the $5 it concentrates again, bear with me for a moment. You know, you don't have to actually roll with this, but just as for devil's advocacy, what if you go to the store and buy the stuff or Safeway, whatever you go to fucking Kroger's and you buy the shit basically ready to go from a bottle, but it only costs you a few dollars. And then you spend the time saved time, maybe end money to say, well, I guess you're saving it cheaper. So you save the time that you would have spent on KNF and do that on something else. I don't know, rescuing puppies or something. Let's make it really absurd. You go and, uh, rescue nuns that are falling out of helicopters or something. You're the only one that can do it. Right. And, and you uh, have so much extra time now to save those nuns because nuns you're on the run. Enough. I don't know. Nuns on the run. That's it. Whoopi Goldberg fell out of a helicopter and dragged all the rest of them with her. Um, I mean, what of it, right? Like what is that? Is that a valid argument or not? Or do you, should you take advantage or should you remove your carbon footprint to the, like, like a native American, basically your, your footprints are not visible basically. On the path i think uh you should just i think it's kind of like spreading the good word you know i mean you start off small and then it's a chain reaction hey, yeah exactly if everybody does their good. little piece then all of a sudden it's, accumulatively, a it's a big it's a big movement right but like if nobody if nobody does anything then nothing's ever achieved so it really takes it really takes a smaller movement. All right, you guys are gonna tip me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking uh, you know I have not yet laid anything down for the footprint in this new build out. Sometimes it happens. And, you got maybe I should go organic. Out. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down blue mats and go organic. You're gonna get better weed. I'm just gonna be fucking honest with you. Honestly, listen, I've done it before and it just never indoors, and it always bugs me indoors. What bugs you? Everyone always talks about bugs and shit. The bugs don't go anywhere. They stay in the soil. <laughs> Dude, the tigers stay where the tiger food is. Seriously, the tigers don't go somewhere where the tiger food isn't. The tigers stick around where the fucking tiger food is. So they go where the gazelles are. The gazelles are, in this case, let's say the tigers, they're persimilus mites. And the, the little fuckers, oh. are the, maybe the spider mites. They stay where the spider mites are. And the spider mites stay where their food is, where the plants are. They don't go up to the fucking kitchen upstairs where the freaking kitchen door is. They don't care about that. They care about the plants. Fun fact, tigers also seek out gay methods. <laughs> right? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> or vice and, versa. Uh, Maybe. They might be the other way around. People named Carol Baskins who have uh, husbands who disappear. Something like that. But realistically, know. like... Tigers are endangered species. That man did a lot of good work for, for bringing back tigers. Five thousand bucks. Uh, <laughs> Robot chicken did a new thing. They did GI GI Joe and mushroom chat towards us. Yeah, it was fucking great. All right, got us. Yeah, I mean, especially the cardboard. That's especially it. Got it. Oh, sorry, Smash. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, especially if you're using a cover crop, and like you're giving your predator mites and stuff a place to go. They're not really going to want to leave. 
You're outdoor. That's number one. Right now, you can start for next season. Cover crop. Get it planted just before or just after you harvest your, your other plant uh, in your whole garden. If you're winter like myself here in, in BC, where we have like a, like a, you know, lots of freezing, tons of snow around now or a little sooner, you want to be planted. Get some winter rye, winter wheat, get some barley out there. This is hilarious. <laughs> <God>. No, no, no. <laughs> Crop, get yourself this limited edition <laughs> Joe Exotic, a real American hero action figure, limited quantity, supplies will run out. Oh my god, that's that's, that's awful. Cover crop though, plant cover crop, get that planted so it can grow prolific in the fall and in the spring, chop her down, plant into it shortly after chopping, good to go. And then once yep. you once you have your main plants growing, as as Smash said, get your companion plants, get those growing along with it, and pick ones that are uh, beneficial to to pollinators and other beneficials beneficial for the beneficials and ideally not ones that are harboring a ton of pests oh god what do we got now <laughs> oh, the actual one <laughs> oh that's you know, i i don't know i've noticed like all the hydro weed i've seen is kind of like all the same it's like all this like uh, pretty much all the stuff yeah, that we we see on Very this like, for it to stand out. yeah like i gave my weed to people and it was just like the gassy one it was just so loud when you open the jar people were like what the fuck hmm. it was odd to people you know what i mean when they would crack a nug open and it would start reeking yeah and like unusual and it didn't fall apart either that's Steve, that's are a, you looking right? at these to buy them i know he bought one of these too that little fuck down there he's like i need one <laughs> uh do they like uh how do i put this uh, a lot of the weed that you pulled out apart today uh probably fell apart right it probably crumbled like your weed probably doesn't crumble a lot of the i mean i guess if it goes out even then honestly when it's way too dry even then it doesn't kind of crumble apart like uh, hydro just structurally it seems to be different i mean honestly it just seems to be a different kind of construction it's hard yeah. to explain but maybe it's cultish when i say it that way but dude i don't know I've, i like to say that i smoke weed man and i'll smoke i'll smoke just about anyone's weed, man. I'll try it. I'll smoke your weed, man. I'll smoke your weed, oh, I, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Like I, sequence and uh, red, they use jacks and stuff, and like they jam. Like everyone says their weed's good when they smoke it. So I mean, everyone's I not lying. You still yeah, gotta hit it hard. Right? Well, I mean, you're also not gonna say that your buddy's weed isn't fucking amazing. You know, you're gonna you're gonna talk <laughs> up your buddy. You know, but eh, I tell the truth, kinda. Well, kind of. I would want someone to tell me. friends buy weed sucks. Come on. You're like, I would well, want someone to tell you, me. My buddy gave bad. me a fucking nugget. Well, you know, it's kind of trash. I would want someone to tell me. Good buddy. Holy Jesus. Very point. Yes. So he's like a tiger. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Goddess Green's taking off. Have a good one. Uh, she says, uh, till next Saturday. Uh, cheers, uh, Goddess Green. Great to see you. Yeah, no, I got uh, guys. You're taking off two more, Duber? Right yeah, on, I gotta go pick up my son from homecoming, my youngest boy. Sure. He's not in the court or anything, but like, you know, he, he went home. <laughs> Just dad things, you know. So thanks for having me. And sure, uh, yeah, yeah, anytime, shoot me a link to me, and I'll be right shooting on, you an email tomorrow. I got a couple of three categories filled out for you. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Right on. Uh, this have you guys, wait, wait. Have you guys already have a, 
have you guys already had a potpourri one like like they did on Jeopardy the Potpourri, you know, where it's all mishmash and not the same thing down the category? It's grab bag. Uh, no, what no. we've had is basically questions that I came up with, were, which were apparently sadistically, savagely too hard. So, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. Element too. Uh, I, you just need more editing. Potent, do you have the burner one? <laughs> If you got the burner nice. one, that's fucking that's gold. Oh, with 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 the uh, uh, burner from cookies, that's great. In my defense, there was supposed to be a whole trivia team, but it never came together. So we'll pull some shit together. I got those flashcards. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta. I don't know. My chicken scratch is pretty bad. I was just gonna take pictures of both sides and send them to you, but I think that's kind of like punishment. You'll be like, bro, what the fuck <laughs> you say? Like you're gonna have to type it out. So I might. Do that. I don't know, man. I kind of like the the train wreck. You know what I'm saying? Right on. There was a Wes Engine did a great job, right? Reigning champion. Yeah. All of these. I can't believe no one's come up with a strategy to win this thing but me. So that's like, (laughs) hey, I got thrown in at the last minute. I think I was already down to start when I walked in. Dude, you did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, but not this next round. This round, I'm putting this next round. I'm putting in questions. I'll be back the round after that. But I gotta say, I like the idea though. Uh, Maybe before you popped in, uh, I liked West Engine's idea. That basically, uh, I think you were here already. That uh, next time around, uh, if your question pops up, we'll just give you a pass. You'll move on to the next question. You just move to the one of the columns, same number. So I'll give you a couple of categories. You can throw one category in a week or something, and I'll just know to stay away from that category. Uh huh. That's it. Have a good one, man. All right, Cheers, peace. Man. Thanks for having me, everybody. I'm out. Cheers, Marduber. Dude, that's a dude who now knows how to make an entrance, man. He's like, uh, you need some trivia questions? I'll give you freaking trivia questions. If you guys would like to also offer some trivia questions, again, every time I talk, I have to freaking burp. Uh, email me at trivia at chronictable.com, and I'd be happy to uh, include them. If you can possibly include a source, that'd be awesome, because otherwise I might have to verify it, because it's like, Famous person who smoked weed on July 1st on Sunset and Vine. I don't know. Were you there? I don't know. I'd have to look. Your mama. Yeah, that's right. Your mama. You need my sources. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cookies wrap. <laughs> so it's not even on. Go get the most beat up shit box and put a cookies logo on it. Mm. Are you, the, you can totally do that. I'm not even lying. <laughs> Let's go get boys. some Hell, Hell's Angel OG right now. Right on. Some real Hell's yeah. Uh Hell's OG from uh, probably Charlie's Farm, maybe, right? How is it? Sorry. I bet that's the shit, eh? Super gassy. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this. It's a good cut for sure. Uh, Charlie's, you know, we were just making fun of the organic weed. Charlie's is basically mostly synthetic still, right? How does that he's stack ch- up? He's changing. Is he? He wants to. After I showed him some of my stuff, he's like, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm kind of like, I, I don't want to be cocky, but everyone I gave my weed to liked it and got high, really high. That's cool. Right on. That's, awesome. Dude, that's the other thing that we don't talk about. The organic weed oftentimes has a little bit more, even when you look at the test numbers, it has a little bit longer test list, a little bit more. Well, I don't know. I wonder what Steve thinks about this. He's probably had a lot more experience than I have, frankly, looking at the numbers. 
when I've looked at it, so I guess I'll, I'll freaking qualify that, Steve, my shit all over this. Uh, it seems like the, the organic weed has higher terpene results. So even if it has lower THC results, it'll have higher terpenes and it'll have more of the terpenes. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, because remember, the, the secondary metabolites have to be activated by microbial interactions. So the more microbes you have, the more secondary metabolites you have. So you have more terpenes in a microbially active environment than you would in one that doesn't. This is literally better weed, you know? Like, literally, like if it, the, the shit that makes you higher is more, like, it's there more. And I think if you're ever going to, if I would ever go to, like, a hydro setting, I would do something like Steve, because he... he he uses the fucking food soil web pretty much and and every major nutrient other than replacing a couple you said you have to put in a couple here and there but pretty much like he's using the same stuff we're using in our soil system just in an aquaponics and i and some of the growth rate steve says is, is insane for veg at least true Yeah, and aquaponics, you even get even more terpene, correct? Because of the biology? That's what Potent says. Yeah, so you want the competitive exclusion. So think of it this way, right? Like if you have a, um, a microbe or a plant or something and it's releasing a metabolite, so basically it's pooping, um, that poop is sitting around and it has to get broken down and convert it into something that's going to not be a pathogenic, right? Um, so that's that's often like what you see with, say, for like, a, a example, a hydroponic system, right? You have a hydroponic system and then you end up with a pathogen that enters the system and suddenly it has all of this, you know, awesome food to work with because nothing else is also feeding on that exudate from the plant roots that, you know, can be a great source of food for things like pythium, for example, a root rot it would be... Uh, uh, just as something that would be something that anyone can that has experience with hydros has experienced before. Um, uh, by having other microbes, you know, you have other things that are feeding on those root exudates instead of just the pythium, uh, so that something else is consuming them and converting it into plant food or food for some other microbe in the root in the the soil food web or aquatic food web, depending on what it is in, um, and then further breaking that down. So if you don't have those other microbes present, you kind of end up with a buildup of waste products that are going to then cause negative issues, you know, somewhere else in the chain, uh, I think is kind of the simplified way to do it. So um, I think of it like competitive exclusion, right? So if you have a bunch of different microbes that are all focused on, on feeding on that food source, there's never enough really around to start to putrefy and become a problem because everything's getting instantly consumed and, and cleaned, basically. Hell yeah. Have you I seen... If you start to think about it that way and trying to just build biodiversity in your root system, you're going to start to solve all types of problems that you didn't even know you had. I wanted to start a wicking bed and um, stem by using some aquaponic water. Um, have you seen any type of like constant flow wicking beds? Yeah, so we try to do a bunch of different experimentation. And I think now that we have a better handle on the microbes, you can do it. We're going a little bit more heavy on the labs. But um, we always ran into issues right at the very end, the last two weeks of flower is always when we had issues with the wicking beds where the plants would kind of wilt or, you know, as those plants are starting, you know, finally shutting down uh, late into flower, 
um, having issues with the microbes starting to feed on some of the roots uh, and then causing some wilting um, was the issue. We, we tried four runs of it uh, at the aquaponics source and ran into some problems. So uh, we kind of gave up on that solution. Um, but you, you can make it work. I think if you went with an aerated mixture and a lot of microbes and, and lactobacillus dosing regularly, you could pull it off. But I, it's not easy. So you do, you are pro aeration in a, in a wicking bed? Oh yeah, you have to. You have to get the dissolved oxygen above five parts per million. Or you're I've heard people saying not to do it because the plant could get used to that. And if it ever went out. Like, yeah, those people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I've heard some people use heavy mixes in it and it always turns into mud. Yeah, you, you can't use heavy mixes. It has to be very aerated. Uh, absolutely. And you do want to put an air stone in it and like, like at bar minimum. So let's just look at an example, like cannabis, typically you want it above five parts per million, um, dissolved oxygen, but lettuce can go down to say 2.2 parts per million before that. But below that, it's just going to not even, the plant won't live, right? There's not enough oxygen for the plant to like even survive with its roots in the water. It'll start to get fed on by anaerobic microbes. So, so how does the, how does the earth boxes work if they don't have aeration at the bottom? Dry down, dry down cycles. Most, most, yeah, you have dry yeah, down cycles. Yeah, that's what I do with mine. Yep. I have, yeah. I have like wicking beds that I put aquaponic water into. And that's what I do is I let it, it every about four days, it will suck the reservoir completely dry. And that's how I avoid it getting rancid and stinky because Potent's exactly right. If I keep it full all the time, it just gets fucking nasty and starts smelling yeah. like a fucking sewer. Yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. smell super sulfury. You'll, you'll know if it's fucking up because it'll smell like sulfur. Oh, yeah, right? you know. Yeah, you you'll know. know. Or, it'll start, or it'll start getting like that, like funky smell that you get in the garden. You can kind of point, pick it out. I had a plant just start doing it on me. It was staying a little too wet. So I stopped. So, I just yeah. kind of. DK Trades might have some some thoughts on that too because he I'm sure he's looking for those same types of things with his with his Jadam stuff uh, and trying to avoid those as well. He might have some some better insight on the wicking bed stuff uh, to probably a little bit better than I would. Yeah, with with ours we it's more well with the way I've been going about it again mainly outdoors but then with bringing it to indoors I've got say like the four by eight bed. Uh, in which we start with whatever medium you have access to, ideally your own indigenous soils that you can just kind of start mitigating with. Um, myself, I had some premixed soil already um, and we just treat that as so, so very light dilutions, um, but just same, same style with a, like a bed with the living soil liner kind of thing. So we're not getting too much loss on the sides, but then still room on the bottom for it to go out, but um, not really working with uh, a system in that sense. Um, I don't have the blue mat set up right now. I'm just trying a, a different uh, style of instead of just running with you know a fewer plants and and scrubbing them. I'm doing more of like sea green style, which is a little you know contradictive. But some would say with like a living soil bed under LED, but we want to do that for sure. So, anyways, we're not. Uh, I don't have that system set up so much right now, so I don't have a, too much to comment on it. We do use the blue mat sometimes to keep a, you know, an average moisture level, but right now, because it's smaller scale indoors, it's really easy to keep that, uh, you know, even saturation throughout the bed the whole time for the most part anyways. I don't know. Uh, like I've had, I've had trouble trying to do the wicking with a heavy mix. I've just, it just got acidic and it just didn't like it. The, the roots are starting to die on me. 
And like Wes said, I, I find even if I'm top watering, I, I like dry down. I like a little bit of dry down, a little bit, like just a little bit. And then I just, not, not in something crazy, but like I'll let it dry out for a day. And same thing, we always correlate to nature. And when you think about it, like after uh, you know, a good few rains, there's going to be a, a period of higher moisture levels. And then there's going to be a semi dry back. And then it's going to get to a more, you know, overall even levels. So it's not like you have ever too much excessive moisture or ever too much, uh, you know, the opposite. You never want to be have a lack of, in a sense, uh, again, droughts and shit do happen. But if we're looking at more of a, a healthy environment, we've got just the periods over, say, a week or two where things are at a more constant level. Then we get some nice rains. Things are a little bit more hydrated. We've got a bit of dry back. We've got the different things that work better in the specific conditions and it keeps everything working in unison nicely. But yeah, if it goes, you know, too heavy, too wet, too anything, you start to run into issues really quick. I want. I don't want to use blue mat. I wanted to get blue mats, blue mats, whatever they still call them, blue mats. Um, but I like the uh, they're like a cone you just stick around the stem, and it covers the whole pot. They are a bit of uh, uh, trial and error to get set up. Um, I, I I'm sure potents work. Hydro locks is that what they call? Well, the blue mats specifically, they, they do work great, but they, they are something that like, once they're set, they're not to be touched. They're, they, you got it. They got to be done right. They're supposed to be set up properly. Um, you're never to let your, your, your res, uh, get, uh, too, too dry. If they had any air in them, that can, that can mess them up. The slight movements. If you, if you're transplanting and stuff a lot in the beds and you're moving them around, that can now change everything. And, and like a slight, uh, say you you bump into one of your your cords and it pops one of them up a little bit. It's now not going to read right and it could potentially just start flooding. And if you're not watching that like a hawk, you can you can have your be your whole bed get over flooded. But just from like one corner of it will run your whole res through. And there's a lot of things to work around. That said, once it's working nicely and you you have it lined up, it's a, it is really solid, just like any of these more autonomous watering systems. But uh, be careful with all of it and and you know. Uh, implement slowly and and be like a hawk right like as with anything when we're especially with water right because if you oversaturate especially when we're getting into you know bigger beds being uh the the hot thing because of just space and surface area if you oversaturate something like that there's not much you can do other than wait and if you have plants in there especially little babies and you do that you pooch those roots off the hop you might as you you know you're pretty well pulling all those plants and having to replant. And for most people, that's not an option because we're just barely able to, to make something work in a semi-perpetual. Yeah, I had to do it. I shut down because everything went sour on me. Mix yeah. was too heavy. Everything was staying really acidic in the soils. Yeah, yeah that's, just, why I like the, that's why I like the idea of the wicking beds. It takes the guesswork out of it. I like that hydro lock system. Like it looks pretty interesting. It, it kind of like is a cover, like not a cover crop, but like a plastic cover crop, I guess you could say situation. Um, it like kind of covers the whole pot or wherever you kind of put it. It gives it a good little area around it like this big and it, and it sprays that whole area. It's not just like uh, the blue mots kind of leak out. Yeah. The blue mots kind of leak out. And then the drip systems, I have a bunch of drip line and stuff too. I have a bunch of the rainbird stuff. 
but these are fucking interesting to me. And the blue mat do have their their drip line as well. I was like, you little mini UFOs. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Their drip line for blue mat suggested for the larger beds and stuff as well. And I've even seen people running them, you know, slightly underneath the the top of the medium, the soil or soilless. But that is, I'm that confuses me because you're as soon as you have one little issue, you have to what pull your whole thing up. Um, So. I would like to try those ceramic little uh, vases that you put in the soil. You put water in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think those are pretty neat. That's 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 how the blue mats work. Essentially, the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. System. I think it's got line to it. Yeah. If I could get a hose downstairs, I'd just fuck. I'd water with that. <laughs> Put a filter on the end of it. If it's, if it's small enough, there's not much that's easier to just be able to evenly apply like that. And then you can, you know, take it upon yourself to check the areas of the bed and go, oh, I need a little bit more over here. And it's hard to be like, okay, I guess I have to adjust my one blue mat so it waters now. And then I got to try and set it back to the setting it was before. Oh, I fucking messed it up. So now it's a little too dry or a little too wet. And uh, if do- they are cool. Like, that's a cool system if you want to be able to leap, though. Like, I was, I, was I will say that two days. That was incredible. Mike, I usually set up drip systems. If I have to leave for like a week or two or whatever, I'll set up a drip now system. You get carried away. Uh, hey, you get two days. Okay. Hey, I like going places. Maybe man. you do. I, I got way more than that on my system. I'm a not, top... I'm not saying maximum, but I'm saying, come on. After a couple of days, you should check on her. You never know what could happen in a few days. At well, least the wife, cam- the wife checks on them. But that's that, what the that's- cameras are for. Yeah. Well, hey, mm-hmm. and speaking of that, get a Natatmo meter. You, it's good for everything, but CO2 as well, only a couple hundred bucks. And it also has a decibel meter. So if you have any fans or any uh, equipment in your room that starts acting up in a loud or stops working and it gets quieter, you'll be notified as well. And it's just one more parameter to have. But it reads it's CO2, pretty cool. everything, and they're self-calibrating. So you can self-calibrate them just by putting them outdoors once a week, once every couple of weeks. Um, but two hundred. I've been using those. Uh, what is the company? GB Gove or whatever. They have Wi-Fi ones and they have Bluetooth ones and shit like hydrometers. Ingbert has one. They have like a, yeah, my Inkbird is for like, it's my main thing, but these are kind of just backups so I can check like different areas. I have, I hang them in all different areas of the grow, like right in the canopy. Normally I'll keep the Inkbird. Yeah. Yeah. Microclimates. You want to check your microclimate. I try to keep them. Yeah. I I try to hang one like inside every plant. However, if I have three plants in there, I want at least two extra monitor points. To reiterate with the Natatmo for $212 Canadian, you're getting an outdoor meter, which is kind of useless for us. It just stays outdoor, but it's not useless. It lets you, you know it? what your um, you share screen drink. Let's see. I'll yeah, I'll figure that out here in a sec. I'll actually yeah, I know how to do that better. So it's it just CO2, temperature, humidity, decibel. Um, and then it lets you know the the uh, content of the air outdoors if it's safe or not to go out. So I'll pull that up in a second here. I want to see what this one looks like because I was always thinking about getting the pulse, but it's only one. It's only technically one meter you get. You know what I mean? Five hundred dollar. Five hundred dollar. Yeah, and you hang the one meter in the middle of your room, so you're getting the prior like that. What you would have to put it right in the canopy, and you don't know what the 
this corner is doing or that corner is doing, unless you're going to put it, I don't know, well, unless you're going to put it in that corner or this corner, but then you're missing off this whole section. Can't you buy in extra sensors with the pulse? I don't know. I don't think so. Damn. All right, so here we go. We've got uh, my home screen for the natapmometer. So the top the half time. is the outdoor meter. This meter stays outdoors at all times, and it comes with the main unit when you buy it for 200 bucks, so you get two. This one uh, tells me the temperature, the humidity, the M bar, and then obviously what it feels like. And it has like a semi-predictive um, like a weather station based off of other people within a TAPMO in your, in your region, so on and so forth. And if I swipe to the, to the left, it gives me the background. So, so right now we're at seven, which is you know incredible. We are at 360, which is like even people that are extremely healthy shouldn't go outside when we had all of our fires around here. So it's kind of cool that it tells me that. But if I click up on the top left on the three bars here, and then I click on my graphs, pops over. Uh, top right, I'll click where it says humidity and just scroll up so you can see. So I've got oh, the one, the main dude. unit labeled flowering room. For this main unit that comes with the outdoor unit, you can also buy three additional indoor units that work off of it as well. Um, so for example, we've got our, our, our humidity here. I'm going to scroll out as far as possible. So this is when I bought the, the device and when I put it in the room. Right here, we're seeing, uh, because I'm scrolled out so far, it's just giving us a rough uh, gauge of the lowest and highest. Now, this is from a time period from July 22nd to September 22nd. So if I start zooming in, I'm going to zoom it into the middle for shits and giggles. It starts to get more accurate. Now we get the, just the one line, which is to get more accurate. And then the more I zoom in, we can get into actually five minute time increments because that's how often it takes it. You can change that yourself up to like half an hour, but I wanted it to be as accurate as possible. How so much now, is this thing? It was only $200 Canadian ship, $212 for an indoor and outdoor. And that's what I'm saying. It, it, it like this main unit you get with it is temperature, humidity, CO2, noise, and pressure. Um, the CO2 unit itself, the meter, it's a French technology and it's, it's really solid. So it works well. And that's why I said it auto calibrates. So if you're really anal, you should take it out once a week for two to four hours in your outdoor environment and let it, you'll watch, you'll watch it go down to close to three, 400 because 400 is ambient. And then once it gets levels out right around 400, you let it sit for a couple hours, then it's, it's good to go. Then you just bring it inside, give it a light little wash with some ISO. If you're anal, put it back in your grow. And now, you know, it's calibrated because they're, they're the technology they have. It's, it's guaranteed for, I think, 10 days, seven days. Um, so anyways, for the humidity here, you can, if you see on like the far left side, uh, we're, we're in the parameters of roughly uh, 55 to 62 or something along those lines. Um, and you're able to, to, to go back as far as you own it. You don't have to pay for a, uh, a subscription or anything along those lines, which is nice because with lots of these different things, you have to pay for a subscription if you want to be able to go back and actually view everything. So that's kind of a pain. Um, and then same thing once once you have it set, it's cool. You can see your here. I'm I'm at nighttime. Then I yeah, you see funky spikes. I love looking at. I get the chart too. Exactly. And, and then keep in keep in mind these spikes are between this is a uh, 50 56 about 56 to 59 degrees. So this is this is a three percent margin of error in humidity um, throughout this period. And if we scroll in a little more, you can see. So right here, it's saying we're 58 percent up to 50. Okay. So 57, 58, 59. 
Um, so we're within two, three degrees here, which is nice to see. Cause then obviously if you're bouncing between 40 and 60, that's bad news. If you're bouncing between 55 and 60 and you want it at 60, that's not as bad. Um, so again, so I'll, I'll pop out of the humidity cause that's that we can go over to CO2. CO2 is lots of fun because you're able to also see just the, the variables in the room. Um, so again, if I go back just because here I've, I've changed the room. So right now this isn't a constant uh, system. It doesn't have constant temperatures and the plants weren't in it here. So if we go back to something that's more consistent where I had plants in this last round, we get to see a lovely uh, example of our night and day times, but then we also get to, to see the parameters of how much CO2 my plants are eating up. So if I scroll into one of these dips here, oh my goodness, 600 PPM CO2. Now that's a range where when you get to, you want to start going, okay, I might need to implement a little more CO2 because if my plants are eating all my CO2 to 600, they're almost getting to 400 and 400 means they're eating up all the available CO2 and they're now starving for CO2 technically. So you can watch this and use it as a parameter to know when to use that lovely Coots favorite malted barley, your lightest EC. So it's got the least amount of heat treating. So it's the most nutritional value. I used pale ale organic. I took one liter volume, ground it up myself. You want it unground. So you get the most nutritional value. So you can grind it yourself, ground one liter, applied that to my four by eight and my two 32 by 32 beds and was able to see a huge spike in CO2 because of doing so. Now let's see if I'm able to go back in this and see where exactly this happened. Either or without getting too into it, because I've already been showing off this app too much. It's really neat to see. So we can see right then at nighttime, we get up to about 2,100 at this day specifically. So I know, okay, then by the time the day comes, I'm down to this day specifically, it went down to about a thousand. So I used 1,100, 1,200 PPM, my plants ate that day. And it's cool because you can see different days. The plants have different demands as to, as to what they want. Um, I have my, my one unit, which is an additional unit. The additional units only tell temperature, humidity, and CO2 but that works uh, great as well for say your veg or whatever other space. The other thing to keep in mind though, is if you only have one main unit that can hold the three additional units plus the one outdoor, if you set up your notifications, you've got your, your, your standard notifications that you know the parameters that they would generally have that just come and then you have your custom ones. So you can set your custom ones to whatever you would like, and you can set the minimum and maximum for all the parameters, which I've done here. So I want to know if my humidity is over 79 or under 52 and temperature and so on and so forth. The only pain in the butt is, is for my, my, my flowering module and my number one through three, if I had three additional ones, they're all going to be based off of those parameters. So if like for myself running more based off of a VPD system, it works out because my flower room and my veg room are pretty similar. I don't actually change too much because the VPD stays pretty similar. So like, yeah, at the very end of flowering, my humidity comes down a little bit, but it's still within the parameters I have set. So I don't actually have to worry about uh, changing the meter. So if you have multiple, like a, a couple flowering spots and a veg spot, it works great for that. But then for like me, who's also going to have a drying room and a hash room for, for processing hash, I now need technically a second main module so I can have a main module and an additional unit that have different parameters. And then on the app, it just shows in two simple little things. I'll just click on the two main units and one will be set to like, you know, I want it under 30% humidity and under fucking 45 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever. And then the other one will just be my flowering setup. 
but overall it's only $200 uh, Canadian. So like 180, 160 American for the app overall, you get that outdoor unit that comes with it. And then you can buy the additionals. And just for a unit that reads CO2 temperature, humidity, noise, and pressure, which are kind of whatever um, we're not seeing those prices come over to the cannabis industry. So, I mean, I've got a PNL grow minder, I've got a pulse meter, the one before the um, five unit that does the CO2. And just, I mean, I'm having to pay CO2 for- and PPF or par meter. Sorry. Uh, so the, the, the pulse has uh, a, a fucking, it's not a par meter, right? It's a lux meter. That, that, no, is it? I thought it was a par meter. The par. Okay. But, but don't erase what I just said there. Um, whatever it is, it definitely reads light as well, which is nice. So you don't get that otherwise. Um, and I like having the pulse because now I know like I can check in the middle of the day and make sure my lights are on or check at night, make sure the lights are off. Um, so that is, that's, that's pretty cool. It's photosensitive too. Yeah. I like that. I do enjoy that. I just don't, uh, necessarily like the pulse I have. I, I like, if I was going to be testing my lights, I'd be getting like one of the apogee proper par meters that are like fucking $7,000. And that's probably not going to be an extremely accurate meter. That's in a few hundred dollar fucking meter that also <laughs> tests humidity and fucking temperature and all that. Like, it's just, it's hard to get these Jack of all things when you see a specialized meter, that's multiple thousands of dollars. Dude, I just, I just track my humidity and temperature. That's all I care about. You're probably not sealed, right? Uh, no. Yeah. So then it's not as big of a deal. As soon as you get sealed, you really want to know that CO2. But another thing is, is I'm not running anything to boost CO2 aside from uh, my living soil and adding malted barley every now and then, because that's a fungal food. And then the, the fungus produce way more CO2. So when I added, I throw dude, okay. it's a significant amount, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. It's when another added- benefit, honestly. For when I added that barley, my room, I was getting down to like 600 again, like CO2 in the, in the end of the day, which is getting a little bit dicey, still completely fine, but a little dicey. And then I was only getting up to like 1500, 1800 PPM at night. I added that malted barley and it went up to 3,650 and I was like, holy fuck. I had to like open the door and I was letting CO2 come out of the room. Cause I was like, shit, these plants are going to be a little pissed. There's too much. Uh, and then that buffered out right away. And of course it's all just an equation. You figure out your soil mass and where you're at and how much to feed it. And it's, you know, you can not shoot yourself in the foot, but it's really useful nonetheless. Hmm. Dab time. Yeah, Apologies I, for my yam. I put mushrooms in my room too. Like on this bags. show, we say you're welcome. You're welcome for, for yammering. And yeah, that, I mean, that's exactly what this is. It's just not the fruiting bodies, right? It's just all the, the fungi in the, in the, yeah. That and I do the living soil technically if, too, if so I'm benefiting either both. From that. You're buying a CO2 bag. You're pretty much buying fucking. Oh <laughs> no, I don't. I don't buy them. Well, not you, but just I, in general, like I mean, there's it's a pretty prominent product, and you have a living soil. You can just add some malted barley and provide the same thing uh, without a little bag hung up. Yeah, I, just, I make them, so it's pretty cool. If I have an extra bag, and I just throw it in the tent make a little spore and throw it in the tent, let it, let it colonize, do its thing. All right. Well, I got one more dab in me and then I, I'm out of here. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I'm tired, man. I, I was in the sun water. all day. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, we might make a uh, last call. I don't know. Unless folks. I got another and, joint. Uh, shoot the shit with us. Right on. Around with people then. It's bruising buds, man. That's it, dude. How much? Here's a question for everyone in chat and any panel members that are growing some outdoor plants. How much water do your plants require via whatever size the container area they're in every week? 
almost none if they're natural ground and not in the containers. But I, I don't know. I don't really monitor amount of water they take. I haven't watered the outdoor once, and I only—I mean, I only have one plant left, but I haven't watered the outdoor one time, not once. I haven't physically gone out there and put the hose or anything near that thing. It's been so wet. You wouldn't have to this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, dude, I'm trying to save my sunflowers, and they just are like, oh. Probably like it's a so gallon. Sad. A gallon of what is it? Probably about a gallon of water per gallon of soil, roughly twice a week, maybe. Some of that. I don't I don't really think about it that way. I think I used to calculate it that way, but it's been a while since I thought about it that way. So yeah, I don't know. I think my I last said they do like six hundred gallons a week or something for their six hundred gallon pots or hmm. something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And their their pots are technically in the ground. Like come on, let's be real. But on the ground, so they can move it for fucking liability reasons. Yeah, but those Honestly, roots the are ground going is better. Those. Everybody always thinks the pots are better, but the ground is better. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's, right unless off. your ground is messed up or something, but yeah, then that's a if you have like an acidicy ground where they grew blueberries or something, you'd have to work it to get Even it. Worse to... than that, yeah, you could probably just throw some lime on there or something. But I mean, like I don't know, pesticides or something—that's a different story. Yeah, or a big egg yeah. farm or something. Yeah. That would suck. You try to like trying to work that dead soil into something rich and like like something I have in my backyard right now. It's so it's it's totally different, like coming from the agricultural aspect to like a natural aspect. See, that's an example of something that I would say would be more uh, fruitful on some sense, literally, than yeah. um, you know. And I wonder, for example, cannabis. I feel like maybe even knows where I'm going with this. Like instead of spending time, let's say, uh, fermenting. Okay, uh, you might not be on board with this, but instead of spending your time fermenting jadam or jimo and whatever else. Instead of that, maybe making an entire piece of infertile land fertile. So, for example, spending the time to, I don't know, go and get some sawdust yeah. or whatever. Like, and you know what I mean? Instead that's of what natural like, farming is about. Exactly. I got to hop on that note, uh, but I, I do love what everyone's saying. Have a Cover crop. Evening, morning, afternoon, wherever the heck you're tuning in from. But most importantly, have one more awesome rip for me. Catch you later. Have a good one, DK. Have a good night, D. Yeah, I would love to do something like that. Honestly, take some unfertile land and make it fertile again. Man, I'd start with worm castings and worms right away. Yep. <laughs> Cover crop. I am Cover a... crop. I love what I do it. I can't wait. I'm going. Oh, shit. I'm going up to New York to actually look at like I'll be right next to where Koo talks about all the time. Worm power, that big worm oh, farm cool. in New York. So I'm going to check that place out also when I'm up there and uh, probably get a, a bottle from the place. Maybe hopefully that'd be kind of cool. I like this stuff. I don't know. It's just it's a peace of mind. I could, it, even could, it, he says it works. It's okay. So if he says it's okay, I'll, I, I'll work with it. But it's just better to make your own. Oh yeah, I well, I told them, I told Coot how I do it. I cover, like I put worm castings down, and then I water in with worm power, and I get natural. Like I, I go to a place local now for worm castings and stuff. And he's really good at like 
doing the farm stuff now and it's kind of close i was really happy to find them so yeah i water in with the worm power i don't know why but i fuck why not <laughs> well that's the thing when you don't know why you're doing something why bother you know like on some level that's that's really the key like the the whole commercial mentality of all the grocery stores this is what i think uh, coot a lot of times sort of rails against like the whole commercialism of those places they'll sell you stuff that you don't really have a reason why you're buying it. You're basically impulse buying it kind of like you'd buy a belt at a store or something. You know what I mean? Like maybe you went there for a shirt or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's, that fucking belt's nice. Or maybe the salesman like basically tells you like, oh, this new belt would look real nice with that new shirt or you're buying jeans. Like, oh, you need a new fucking belt. Well, by the way, by the way, uh, also new pair of shoes, some socks too, uh, sir, blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, you're spending a thousand dollars on the fucking nutrients or something, even on let's say an organic grow or whatever. Like we were talking about nectar the other day or just a, a couple hours ago. Those people are famous for charging a fortune for their fucking bottles. And somehow the customers that use that will justify it every six ways until Sunday, but they'll shit all over advanced. You know, somehow there's an explicit difference. You'll, you'll ask them, there's an explicit difference. I don't know that there's a huge difference, honestly. And I use that product, you know, and it was a not bad product, but I mean, like, it's very much an actual product to be sold to you, to take money from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to, let's say, something that would enhance your grow. And so, for example, Coot comes along and, you know, he's not the only person that you, you have to listen to. And he's the first person to tell you that was the Cornell mix and everything else. He's not like he's not Jesus. You know what I mean? He's telling you stuff that is known. And so, for example, you come along and you use stuff that is less expensive in many cases, higher quality in almost all, all cases, and you get better results in basically 99.999% of the time. And the only other reason to buy those other products is basically for the kind of commercialist peace of mind that basically like, you know, American, even 20th century capitalism gave us, like you buy something and you make your life better. You know what I mean? This bottle of miracle Grow will solve your problems. It doesn't actually, but yeah. you know what I mean? I do get what you're saying. I will say, like, I didn't. This is one of the like products I didn't get sold by from a grower or anything. The actual person that like got me to look into it was Coop, and I seen a good result. So I was like, well, maybe we'll keep it. And barley, barley, I got from you and Coop. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't using barley. Um, and Ian, thank you, Ian. <laughs> uh, I wasn't using barley, like. Barley's but, better because honestly, just like some random bottle of, I mean, I don't know, to, to each their own. People can listen to this and say what they want. I don't know. Steve maybe has a different perspective on this. I don't think squirting a little bit of brown liquid into the grow helps much. You know, like I used to have all kinds of sample bottles of such and such and so and so and blah, 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 and this and that. And they say, oh, put 25 milligrams of blah, 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 or put, I don't know, 25 milliliters of such and such per gallon or whatever the fuck it was. And wouldn't you know it, your water turns brown. Yay, it's brown. It looks like it's something. I don't think the plants really perceived it as anything. I think as soon as you wash that into the soil, it just vanishes like a fart in the fucking wind. And I think you would have to basically dump that stuff at, you know, like ounces per gallon for it to really make much of a difference. Even when I put like fish hydrolysate or anything else, like it doesn't really create a gigantic difference in the grow, especially a nice, stable, organic grow. Like I don't think much of anything really that you pour in there is going to do much of shit. And so, like, you talk about, like, a bottle that, you know, costs money. I think the stuff that's almost free barely does anything. And you're telling me that the bottle that costs lots of money is going to do something. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people aren't following that logic because they don't. They think, oh, of course, the bottle's going to do lots something. Of money is, though. What's lots of money? I don't know. Like, a bottle of worm fucking casting shit is going to be 25, 30 bucks, you know, for, like, a, 
probably a gallon. It's not going to cost less than fish hydrolysate for sure. Yeah, 20 so bucks. fish hydrolysate is going to be 20 bucks. Okay. But then again, like how much of the stuff that you want from the actual worm castings is there? Like, does it have well, enzymes? Cool. He, knows, maybe? he knows the people. So we'll ask him next time he comes on. He's going to tell you to fucking go. He's just going to tell you to go and make that shit yourself. He's going to tell you to run a worm cast. Oh, he knows I use real worm castings. Fire in, fire out. He knows it. But he know he know he he's the one that told me about worm power. Honestly, he's the one that told me. We always advertise those people. I don't even know. We're always talking about worm power. Let's talk about something else. For some reason, the conversation always switches to these days cannabis hyperemesis, probably, and then worm power. I don't do anything against them, honestly, but it's just, it's one of those, that's the difficult thing, honestly, with a lot of organic growers, it becomes very difficult to do like a sponsored podcast. You know what I mean? Like you never see organic growers doing like big weaponized podcasts that have like sponsors dripping down every urban farmer had this issue. He was like, where's the fucking money? Like this is taking forever to do this, but everyone else is getting sponsors. There's no sponsorships in this stuff. What? Someone's going to sponsor you with dirt or worms or something. No, man. So there's there's very little commercialist about it. You know I mean? worms, but you're going to have really killer fucking weed. You know what I mean? You're going to win in the end because your weed is going to fucking get everyone so lit. And all that weed that came from sample bottles of and I'm not joking. This is this is a real thing. It was potent ponics might disagree. I don't think he will. Actually, I think he'll say the same thing. The people who pick up every single sample bottle at the Indo Expo and spread it on 25 milliliters at a time, their weed will lose to the shit that comes out of the, the freaking barley and freaking, you know, they're, rock they're dust taking, they're taking the dope dealer approach. You give them a little bit, you know, they come back every time. Mm-hmm. Silica. People always ask about the best silica. Dude, I fucking use rice hulls. The cheapest silica. shit you could possibly imagine. <laughs> silica is just like calcium. It depends what the fuck your pH is. Mm-hmm. Well, even then, pH is completely fucking relative. Maybe in an aquaponics situation, it's 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 measurable. But like in the soil, which part of the soil are you going to measure? No, for it's pH? not though. Like aquaponics and and soil are the same pH range. You want low sixes, like it, or mid sixes, right? Like, that doesn't change. That don't True, really but I mean, like where? That anymore. I mean, what I know my measuring? water. Go ahead. I know. Oh, sorry. I know my water comes out at seven, and that's what it goes in at. Fine. Never. It never gives me a problem. Perhaps I'm ahead of my skis on this because I don't know how to chemically describe this, but I don't think that there's any analog between like soil pH and water pH. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I'm not that. <laughs> We'd have to Is it soil pH hard to read? I'm in the mood to talk That's about the thing. Yeah, and every single different like cation exchange site and stuff. It's a little bit different and not. Uh, pH is easy to read in soil or aquatics. Like, uh, that's um, kind of confused. I figure pH like would be saying, maybe pH. we're way ahead of our skis. Maybe we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, asking. There was a question. I figure pH is pH no matter what's what's the variable that it's coming from. It's potential of hydrogen. So it's your your anyways. We could get that takes a little bit more to explain on the, on that stuff, but. Basically, with the pH, you're, you know, it's easy to read whether or not you're talking about soil or aquatics. It's not a, not something that's difficult. We're gonna have a huge amount of, you know, you can have stuff that can cause a quite a, a larger variability in terms of pH up or pH down, but you're not gonna have an inaccurate reading. 
but realistically when false positives i guess when you're using your live systems like with your fish and ship does it it pretty much is naturally balanced am i am i wrong no actually it's the opposite of that in fact most uh, aquaponic or even organic hydroponic systems because of the nitrification process and the process of converting nitrogen from ammonia to nitrite to nitrate and aquatic solution um, which happens naturally anytime you have an, an aqueous solution a nitrogen cycle going on uh, you're going to have that process alone along with other ox um, uh, mineralization processes will lower the ph over time so for example uh, an aquaponic system uh, as one example or any uh, organic uh, hydroponics would apply the same um, will naturally go down in ph over time unless you supplement it back up or otherwise buffer it interesting this is definitely where i'm ahead of my skis uh <laughs> maybe like fucking research this because uh i'm not freaking making this up but i think i also cannot explain this in a proper way that i can uh, uh, have any ammunition here um I'm talking about the difference between, let's say, uh, acidity versus alkalinity, as opposed to, let's say, the uh, potential of hydrogen in yes. water. So let, let's talk about that. So there's a huge confusion between pH and alkalinity. So pH is your potential of hydrogen, which is separate from your alkalinity, but alkalinity affects the, the pH. So it's often misconstrued while people refer to pH as their alkalinity, and that's, that's wrong. Um, that, that's kind of using the term wrong. Um, alkalinity is your dissolved carbon at hardness and how much carbon is dissolved in the water. It's, it's separate from your pH, right? Now, high alkalinity will create a high pH environment, right? Yes. So alkalinity has an impact on pH, but alkalinity is not pH. They are separate things. And you can absolutely have a high alkalinity, or I'm sorry, a really low alkalinity and a high pH. A great way to do that is run electricity through the water. If you have a large amount of active electricity in the water or people running a current through the water, you absolutely can have a situation because of the electrolysis that has a low alkalinity and a high pH. Like I, I've personally seen it with people that have broken equipment where they have a piece of equipment like a heater or a pump or something else that is allowing free electricity into the water, or even an ionizer, uh, a copper ionizer like they use for algae control, that also can cause a crash in alkalinity while maintaining a high pH. So just because you have a high pH does not automatically mean that you have a high alkalinity. It usually means you have a high alkalinity, but not always. And I think that's, yeah. this is why it gets kind of confusing trying to explain the two because they do impact each other very closely, but they are not the same thing. I've always been told it's like, if your pH is at this, your alkalinity is probably at that, but it, it's not the same thing. It's a different chart. You know what I mean? But it, it, it coincides with each other to a point where it, it it's at a point where if your pH is here, this is the range it, probably in exactly so you ideally you want above a 40 parts per million alkalinity in order to maintain proper microbial replication if you get below 40 parts per million um dissolved carbonate hardness 
um, you are, I'm sorry, DKH is measured in a different uh, level, but uh, alkalinity in terms of parts per million, if you get below 40 parts per million, especially below 80 parts per million, it really negatively impacts the bacterial replication because there's not enough free carbon in the water for those microbes to just pull carbon to create new cells, right? So you're kind of limiting how quickly your microbes can replicate, especially if you're doing compost teas or ferments, you're basically like crippling how, how much your microbes can replicate, right? So uh, artificially, that's why things like adding sugars, free carbons helps with that, right? Because you're kind of fixing that problem. Sorry to get like really weird on the explanation, but no, this is kind I think of a that was the explanation. I'm, I'm yeah, still uh, still trying to figure out how to ask something else, and I guess like I'm not, I'm struggling to do it. it um, it's often horribly mistaught, especially in aquaponics. That's why I'm very passionate on this topic. Mm. I, in fact, there was a great video by Brightgrow uh, Agritech that that like basically like makes aquaponic people fear uh, alkalinity and alkalinity is important because without uh, the proper alkalinity levels your microbes are just hamstrung right you're, you're crippling your system if your alkalinity is too low because your microbes can't even replicate fast enough to keep up with the mineralization to break down the fish waste so it, it's kind of this weird thing where like you have a hydroponic dude who has a doctor in front of his name and put out a bunch of bullshit that has like misled a huge percentage of the, of the industry because they were mistaught by a guy who was trying to teach hydroponic education about aquaponics and they're not the same thing. Um, we've often talked about how aquaponics is more akin to living soil because it's heavily on microbial interactions and relying on them for the chemistry, the secondary chemistry, uh, whereas hydroponics is more of a direct chemistry type type thing um uh, again much more akin to living soil it's very frustrating trying to teach people or, or problem shoot people's systems when they they have a certain type of teaching or background that's not necessarily directly applicable to what they're looking at and to their credit i was just uh i think semi-inadvertently criticizing the nectar people i think they mean well and everything they they like good weed and they like good soil and everything else i don't have anything against them I, I would have way less problem with products like that if they basically sold them as more of like a boutique like i don't know like you're going out to eat kind of product you know like a restaurant product you know what i mean like i always think of um i don't know bottled newts and stuff like that as some kind of like restaurant food you know what i mean and i like restaurant food so it's not like a bad thing right whereas for example like the coots mix or something is very much like you know do it yourself cook at home make everything from scratch, you know, like mill your own barley, like Kud always talks about like milling his own grain and shit, you know what I mean? So that's very much like get your hands dirty. Whereas, for example, if you wanted to go to a restaurant, go out to eat, you get your freaking nectar bottles, for example. That's how I thought of it anyway. Um, they have spent a bit of time talking about like uh, alkalinity and stuff in soil. So I guess uh, uh, they have a pretty good channel, honestly. So I, honestly, that's that's one of the first places that I saw somebody talking about it. And they, they I guess we're pushing I don't know why. I don't know what their methodology is. Probably somewhat expensive because they're you know they sell stuff, but they're pushing basically some kind of a way to uh, increase your alkalinity to produce you know higher performance. Anyway, there's and even some uh, some dudes in the aquarium field. Let me see if I can uh, find the gentleman I'm I'm thinking of. Hold on two seconds. I'll find him. I really him. want fish again, man. What's that, Smash? I want some fish again. I've you been thinking about a bird, though. Like a you like mean a to parrot. eat it or to put in your garden? No, to be my friend. Oh, okay. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Wes has his pets. Let's I want a pet. Let's possibilities. <laughs> Fucking pirate. Dude, I think I, I think parrots are so cool and they're smart. So if you want to really like learn a lot more about this type of stuff, this guy is one of the better chemists when it comes to this type of stuff. If you want to learn about it, um, this guy's name is Kevin Novak, PhD. Um, this dude's super good at, in terms of explaining like redox and um, how to utilize like lower nutrient levels of high microbial levels in plants and aquariums and to less extent cannabis and a lot of living soil application is very much applicable to a lot of his teachings. Uh, and definitely someone, if you want to have lo- a lot of more long form um, explanations that are an hour long, 30 minutes long, um, he talks about a lot of the different individual chemistry problems that you run into with especially freshwater chemistry in, in regards to living soil systems that are um, mainly geared around plants and aquariums, but it's very much applicable to a lot of stuff that we're talking about and is a great resource if you're looking for something, someone a little bit outside of the cannabis realm that has a lot of interesting stuff that you'll, you'll really learn a lot about um, by listening to his, his stuff. What's his first name? Uh, Kevin Novak. definitely someone that i follow that has you know his sound science on on his stuff uh, in terms of freshwater uh chemistry research again a lot of the hardcore plants at the aquarium dudes really are the 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 place to look at on a lot of the stuff you know these guys have been doing it for 30 plus years on the on a lot of these topics that we're trying to jump into now and it's like why and reinvent the wheel when these guys know the answer yeah. and you've heavily implied that all of them basically have grow rooms well it's they like do they're just growing plant. living they're growing aquatic plants and while they do have slightly different chemistry uh requirements how they get to those chemistry levels is very much relevant to what we're doing and and you know an area where i think but we, we really need to look back at a lot more of the planted aquarium uh, type stuff in terms of, of chemistry models and, and how to go about handling some of these living aquatic systems and, and treating them again more like living soil systems. Uh, the, the chemical interactions are identical. Uh, I was telling everyone where the gold was buried just now. You're uh, I was just going to say we should. Uh, yes, exactly. You're welcome. Uh, we should honestly get someone who's like an expert in pH and stuff, because honestly, I feel like half of us still don't understand this well enough because I'm still stuck on something that I apparently can't verbalize well enough. Uh, and I'm basically trying to visualize this and then explain it well, but it's not working very well. I'm inv- imagining me pouring water onto my soil and my water is, let's say, pH 9.5 or something. And the soil is pH. I don't even know. 5.1 or something but the end result is not a mixing of the mines literally like basically nothing happens like basically the soil stays the same the water gets neutralized immediately like as soon as it waters in like it, it neutralizes at each little freaking point that it meets i need to I don't, know. I don't i don't think you'd end up with runoff that was the same as the initial soil ph of that much of a difference um but the thing that you have to remember with ph is that about ba- like an equal balance ph is 7.0 and it's logarithmic, right? So a six pH or an eight pH is 10 times the difference uh, between seven and eight and seven and six. 
um, you know, that's 10 times the difference, but it's 10 times the difference between seven, I'm sorry, between eight and nine, right? Mm -hmm. Again, so that, because that's, it's one of these weird numbers, it's one of the only times we regularly interact with stuff that's logarithmic like that, where it multiplies, that it, that also can get kind of additionally confusing for people. Uh, but the biggest thing that people need to understand with pH is that if it's outside of the proper range, the plants cannot utilize nutrients in the proper way. If your pH gets too low, it tends to uptake significantly more heavy metals than it should. And if it gets too high, it starts to lock out things like iron and calcium and screw up your growth. Uh, I guess that's kind of the short and dirty. You were also, talking about too low pH can fuck up your microbial energy. replication as well and hurt your terps. Nobody likes to hurt the terps. That'd be terp abuse. <laughs> They make a good meme. Synthetic growing is terp abuse. It's a shirt. Well, it's, I mean, we've done this in plenty of side-by-sides. If you run a pure hydro against aquaponics, the terpene level will be as much mm. as 300% less. And that was just in the really brutally early testing we did at aquaponics source. I'm not even talking about like layering on KNF and a whole bunch of living soil stuff. I'm sure we could slaughter that number. I'm sure we can make it 500%, you know, without even really trying hard uh, versus a hydroponic one, because please tell me what is activating those secondary metabolites in a hydroponic solution. There, there, there's no microbial interaction on that plant's immune system to actually activate Push any words. of those genes. It's just, it's, it's there's yeah, nothing man. to turn them on. Why, why is the plant going to take extra energy to activate those compounds and produce those secondary compounds if it doesn't detect a need to? It, it, it's not going to. It, it's, it's not going to waste energy on shit it doesn't need to waste energy on. Hey, it, it makes perfect <laughs> you sense. Heard your terps? Well, I've got the bottle for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The terps took my innocence. <laughs> no I wonder they were burning sulfur. Sulfur <laughs> mm. <Solver> burner. <laughs> What's my product? Terp ripper. <laughs> That's it. We ripped the terps out. We ripinator. No. See, that's the thing. Like, Coot can never really like monetize his ideas because it's like, how do you sell more? I guess build a soil. I mean, dude, shout out like the guy sells bags of dust and stuff for fucking fortunes of money. Like, honestly, well done. Like, really he well done. He also gives out the information, too. I like that. No, a lot. Really yeah. well done. I'm serious. Like, yeah. I'm not being, being like sarcastic. Like, honestly, well done. Uh, he makes a fucking hefty fortune for it. But I guess the first like pioneer and that kind of stuff, because I would say he's like one of the first guys to do that, really. Like the. Maybe not the very first, but but like the the one of the first, at least in cannabis, like the first, I don't know, what do you even call that? The freaking, I guess you could make jokes and call him the Colorado such and such, but it doesn't have to be from Colorado. It could be from anywhere. And the business is like international now, like business hippie. He's not really a business hippie. Uh, I don't want to make fun of the guy. I'm not trying to say anything stupid. Um, I guess we're so high that, that we'll pro I probably will only say stupid things, but I don't know. It's like an aspirational brand. It's kind of like Birkenstocks, you know, it's, it's like a, Fuck, the word that I'm trying to think of is kind of the same thing. Like retro, the Birkenstocks are kind of retro cool. You know what I mean? They're not like, uh, they didn't just get designed last week. They're like a hundred year old shoe or something, but somehow they're cool perpetually. That's kind of the, the build a soil thing. 
Yeah, I could never pay for soil. Whew. I never yeah, thought Burger Don't mail order that cool. stuff. Holy cow. What's that, West Engine? I said I never thought Birkenstocks were cool. Uh, for a <laughs> they come and go, man. I, I swear to you, most of my life I thought they were stupid, and now I kind of want a pair. I don't know what's wrong with them. Maybe it's the my... like, comfort or something. I don't know what it is. I swear to you, I was shopping on REI. Man, you, I, I, you, you, you ain't never in catch old West in no Birkenstocks or no fucking what's them other ones that, that them other ones everybody them ones that look like clogs with the them foam ones everybody be wearing. What are those called again? Crocs. Oh shit, Crocs. Uh, Crocs, yeah, Crocs. Oh my ain't fucking god, Crocs. Crocs! They're the ugliest shoe in the a... world, but they're comfortable slippers. Yeah, yeah you're you at home and no one can see you. Crocs, you put a you put a set of Crocs on, you go crash your car. You deserve it. All that shit was supposed to happen. I think like late sixties mental institution. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wear my so, slides everywhere. Like you can't even have your shoes because you'll hit yourself with them shit. I mean, but have stub you your toe ever... one time in a pair of Crocs and and tell me like later that you it's regret not it. that bad. Literally, like no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, like if you like work shoes, like if you have a wood shop, or I don't know if you're just doing like random garbage around the house and you wear a pair. I'm serious, like they're the ugliest shoes in the universe. But Surely. like if you stub your toes in a pair of Crocs, you won't murder Jesus. You know, like you won't swear up and down. Like be fine no you know what right. they call you men who wear crocs exactly you don't know you're alive Wait anymore once you put on those dash shoes oh you never wear them in public though like honestly you can't good good i know steve had a joke go go ahead i right, so you know what they call men who wear crocs women <laughs> hey exactly. i think they're better than the yeezy foam runners Oh, those are terrible. Terrible. I haven't seen those. Oh, oh God. What? Terrible. Google it right now. Yeah. Duck, duck, go it right now. I, I do find it funny, though, how they have like a literally a whole industry around Crocs, around like pins that fit through the holes. To, like, oh, yeah. Accessorize yeah. Right. your. You can jazzercise your. <laughs> He's proud of that shoe, too. It's crazy. I know. Oh, wow. Those are really. Oh, Yeezy Foam Runner. Jesus. H. Yeah. Crack. That guy has, I'm not going to say it. It's not <laughs> Lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times. It's not fun to make fun of the mentally ill. Uh, it's not right. Jesus, H. Mentally, ill, right. mentally ill and rocking a million, million. I mean, I guess, but. Uh, they yeah, are. Just, was, those are just a crock too, man. Like, fuck. Yeah, clearly. Oh, we made like, the why didn't they cracker, sue him? Honestly. They should have, yeah, they should have sued the fuck out of him. So apparently, he's suing Walmart because Walmart has a knockoff brand. It looks just like those. They always <laughs> do. They you you know what? I got Walmart back this one time. <laughs> how, how shitty do you does your life have to be to buy the knockoff Walmart Croc brand? Like that should be a low point in your life where you sit back and go, "Fuck, what the hell Dude, happened?" Potent, on the what other hand, would you spend eighty nine dollars on that thing? I would say anybody that spends looks full like price on that needs to go and get like an evaluation. Yeah, the foam exactly. You can play the foam. Foam is wrinkled shit. and shit. It's got like these are new. They still have the tag sticker on them, but they got wrinkles in them. The fucking foam's wrinkled. Like anybody that spends ninety dollars on that has to have a mental evaluation. It looks like a shark. It's the foam's not even trimmed on the back. Like it looks like a mentally challenged shark. 
<laughs> it does. That's the eye. It's like a shark that doesn't know how to swim. It didn't learn how to swim. It's got like it's got fucking head dents because it bumps into the freaking other sharks. Jesus Christ. So wait, we gotta we gotta do something else too. So I've always heard you can eat your crocs if you're in a survival situation. Oh, I know you can't. <laughs> well, you can basically eat anything. I told you you could stub yeah. your toe in the garden. You I can also tell you eat can rocks. Eat them and survive you can get cow. anything from them. We, we'll the last thing you need to do when you're surviving is eat. Holy crap! Everyone's always like, "Oh my god, I can find food!" Like you got to find water and serve like find the way out. Oh, Don't yeah, fucking but... make food. If I'm boiling them, then I'm, I'm figuring. No, that. stop! Kill a gazelle. <laughs> I, that's just a rumor, yo. Everyone used to say that shit back. Like I think it was when I was. How in long school. have you been trapped that you now have to consider eating a, a pair of Crocs? Is <laughs> <laughs> easy? I don't, with you? <laughs> I don't know. Every flight I'm on, I'm sizing people up. I'm like we go down some fucking desert island or some mountain. I'm like, you look like you could be some good eating. <laughs> that reminds me i was reading on uh, some random shit on reddit and some dude was like it was like a historical like an archaeological post about some old gun and the dude was like some commenter was like oh just about every day i dream about clearing rooms with an old mosin nagant and i'm just like so there's basically people on the but- internet that just dream about cleaning rooms with historical guns all the time like that was Funny my takeaway from it. I was like, this is just some Mas- random. Go ahead. Someone offered me a Mastagant today, actually. Do they? That's the uh, Batter Meinhof complex, I think it's called, where you you hear. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Where you hear a crazy thing and then you hear like, I'm getting that wrong right now. Anyway, ignore all of that just now. We're, we'll press rewind on that. Uh, uh, we'll edit that out in the live. That that's not a real thing, but we'll pretend that it is. <laughs> No, the point is like, well, I don't know. I guess we can leave it at that. The guy was looking, oh, cool, pretty shiny, shiny old gun. And this other dude's like, oh, I could kill people with that. (laughs) It's probably the guy who shouldn't eat a gun. (laughs) A little bit of the point, yeah. I'm like, Uh, I don't know, man. Do not sell this guy a gun. Does not play with others. Does not play well with <laughs> others. Uh, worthy Buzz, you missed out. Worthy Buzz, we had a seed drop of uh, Betty White Titty Fuck earlier. It was great. We sold out completely. It was um, Gelato 41 by Gelato 33. It was amazing. Amazing. It was unique. A lot, a lot of. S1 yeah. on both sides. Uh, yeah. A little bit of an accidental pollination, but just a little bit. A little Hermer, Hermia issues, but her Murfordidic, I think we call it. Her, her, her Now we should make fun of Betty White. I don't understand people get mad when you say uh, Herms and stuff. Like you get people gotta get technical over that. I never understand uh, that. They don't like the word Herm. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be people being fucking dumb. Because uh, the word is hermaphrodite, so a shorter word for that is herm. You know, you're not being like, I guess if the joke would be, oh, you're being transphobic or something, I don't think you are. I mean, the word is literally hermaphrodite. Like, you're, you're describing a medical, like a scientific yeah. term. It's a hermaphroditic freaking 
male and female freaking pollen sacks and shit. Are people seriously offended? But I, you know, leave it to California to be offended by the term harm. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I guess there are people that take a lot of things over the top and too much and everything else. You can never really figure out what some people's kind of trigger points yes, are. We stuff, call them but... deranged in the rest of the country. <laughs> a bit, you know, like I don't really tolerate extremists of any stripe. You know what I mean? Like I don't extre- don't tolerate really like right wing extremists on the show or left wing or anything really. Like we try to kind of, even though I have, you know, fairly strong political beliefs, people were actually surprised a while ago that I was, oh, yeah, actually freaking Fumidor is somewhat political. But I just try to play no bullshit on this show, you know? So if people get like, offended by random words that doesn't really fly here you know like i swear all the time i think swearing is a part of speech you know what i mean like you can be more emphatic when you use swear words i mean i don't use the word fuck every other goddamn word to basically fill my speech you know what i mean but if i mean something i say this fucking sucks i mean it it sucks worse than just sucking it's a exponentially sucks more you know it fucking sucks you know what i mean so how do i say this like I think this channel, if if no other channel on the internet, at least this fucking channel, there's probably way more, but at least this channel, you can say Herm and stuff like that. It's not a big deal. You know, we try not to be fucking racist and dipshits and stuff like that here. You know what I mean? So hopefully that's clear. <laughs> Betty White, you missed again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck. Illuminati. <laughs> Buddy, buddy, wait. That was like George Burns. He was the joke when I was a kid. He was like 103 years old or something. The dude had smoked and drank gigantic cigars every day of his life for like literally like 75 years. He'd been smoking like these just hilarious. That was part of his act. Was these huge fucking Churchill cigars for like. We're gonna have Ozzy, Ozzy, and Betty White are gonna live for like 110 or some shit. Ozzy, I think maybe not. I think he's finally succumbing, isn't he? I think he had like he? a, a no, He got issue. diagnosed with Parkinson's, but fuck, uh, we knew that 10 years ago. Got it. For real. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jared. <laughs> we all knew. We all knew. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Ian, what do you mean you miss saying the F word? <laughs> you gave it up or what? Yeah, what's up with know. that? What the fuck is up with that? That's it. Yeah, especially How the, the weed community. Like, uh, the chicks have have uh, dirtier mouths than the men do. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone's too bashful here. But I don't know. Uh, I I swear. Maybe maybe Ian spends his life living right next door to a nunnery. Maybe he has a wife and he makes her pay a dollar every time he swears. Maybe his wife is the chief receptionist at the nunnery. She's the executive chairwoman, in fact, of the nunnery's uh, outreach program for future nuns. Uh, so they definitely can't swear there because you find the wrong kind of people. And so to um, punish Ian, she puts a little electronic dog shot collar on him and she hits him on at level 10 every time he says that bomb. And he, I don't think she even has to punish him. I think he's just so surrounded by nuns and he doesn't want to jeopardize oh, her career. You know, yeah, like she that. probably off camera on vacation, <laughs> she's a, swears like a drunken sailor. Is it some like literally surrounded by nuns. where they break it into is. song like all the time? It is. It is. In is fact, amazing. Whoopi Goldberg is the chief nun there. Oh, fuck. I, I love yeah, her. You know, she's a huge, huge pro- can- pro- uh, proponent of cannabis. You I know. think so. Yeah. So Ozzy has a mutated version of his ADH4 gene that makes him more capable of doing drugs than most humans. <laughs> and not like for it. And this is like legitimate. I'm a hundred percent not this real? right now. 
Ozzy legitimately <laughs> has a mutation that allows him to do more drugs than the normal human. And they've documented it medically. And I'm, I'm not fucking with really? it. It's 100% That's real. That's a real thing. It, 100% real. Andre the yeah. Giant had something similar. He basically could not get drunk from alcohol. He could drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and, drink and never get drunk. He would finish like 30, 30 packs before like a, a ride. He would go for a ride ring to ring. Andre the Giant, he'd, he'd grab like 30 or like the biggest, like two in both arms and finish them before they got there. How would you test for that, Potent? You have to do a gene study on it. Like you just have to QPCR him and see what genes are activated and what are. But he, you have he to ask him those 20 questions stuff. that make you fall in love. And then on question 19, you'd know. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's funny, but they literally named it after him. The, the, <laughs> that's awesome and funny I, enough see uh, i have felt that way miguel about university drugs. <laughs> we were talking about miguel earlier mm-hmm. up in montreal miguel must be a real party university montreal is is very much a party university I've been oh montreal is a party Did you say <laughs> yes montreal is a beautiful city with many beautiful women oh, i like the word slip Montreal. Uh, dude, Montreal is fucking amazing. It's it's probably the the best city in North America in terms of like culture. That's what they That's want you to believe. I think our but chat gets down. their comments taken down for saying or typing it out. Their botanical gardens is fucking lit too. If anyone ever has a chance to go there in the summertime and check out um, the botanical gardens of Montreal, is one of the nicest in North America after maybe Longwood Gardens. Maybe it's only unblued members or something. I don't know. Because, for example, I see a couple of people saying fuck. Andy Mines says, okay, it's uh, fucking after 3 a.m. Are they in top chat? <laughs> well, maybe we need to do some nighting. That's what it is. Maybe we need to do some nightings. We could just, uh, fucking Marduber wasn't in here. Oh, man. I was going to night Marduber. But uh, let's do a little nighting. Ladies and gentlemen, there's not too there's many people one. in there. To for sure, to for sure. Seni, I think Seni deserves it. Worthy buzz. Uh, Worthy buzz. Here. Let's do it. Worthy buzz was knighted once, and he abused his powers a little bit. So oh, we're gonna give it back did to him, uh, a little oh. bit. Oh, okay. Bit. I didn't realize that. But we can give back to him. He's been nice lately. Let's he see here, Robert. Robert Greenfingers. I think he deserves it. Right on. Yeah. Bowl of Robert, seeds. Sure. Bowl of seeds had to go to 7 Eleven to buy some beer and came back. I think he deserves it as a result. All right. We have our, he'll be surprised when he comes back and sees his, his uh, wrench. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are unfamiliar with the system, you guys uh, kneel. You can kneel virtually. You can kneel not virtually. I'm going to try not to cut your ear off. Uh, this is an African spear, an honest to God African spearhead. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see here. T.O., Worthy Buzz. Uh, who else here? Robert Greenfingers. Uh, who else is in here? There was somebody else. Is any special branch? Neil, my friends, uh, only to arise. Uh, there we go. Let's not cut anyone's ear off. There we go. Uh, only to arise. Knights of the freaking chronic table. Here we go. T.O. Arise. Sir T.O. You have many powers and many responsibilities. Use them wisely. Don't ban noobs. Don't be a dipshit. You know, uh, don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. It pretty much, it, it, like, it applies yeah. doubly when you have a blue 
like uh, on your name like uh how would that i don't even know however that would apply do that don't be a dick don't show your dick so the, this happened today at the today was the first day of the oklahoma state fair someone literally gave birth and this is their solution just fucking hold a towel up i thought that was pretty entertaining and just redneck as fuck i mean it works <laughs> They're still looking over it. They're still peering. Right. Listen, of course. Y'all right? <laughs> Sometimes you can't get to the hospital. Ooh, you know how many kids are born in cabs and shit? Oh, I know. It's just funny. How loose was this woman that she couldn't get to the hospital? <laughs> right, like she's, still, she's still like entertaining for other people. This is the funny part. I know. Dude, some people just wait too long. I've noticed that it's just a bad habit for people, for everything. People just procrastinate. Oh, I'm not, I don't need to go yet. I don't need to go yet. I don't need to go yet. Well, I think it's also leaving it without my four piece with the fries and the gravy. Right? I need my goddamn fucking, I want my funnel cake, goddammit. I ordered the spicy chicken wings. I, I, I want my funnel minutes. cake when I labor. <laughs> Maybe we're making fun of them too much. Maybe they don't even have southern accents. Maybe they have like... No, they live in oh, Oklahoma. Oh, they have a southern accent. My best friend... My best friend went from Massachusetts to Oklahoma and now he comes back with a southern accent. Damn. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's on purpose though. That's like Madonna when she moved to England and like suddenly became like, oh, I made him. Uh, I don't know, man. He, I've tried to get him to like actually like talk like a Boston kid again. He, uh, he won't. Dude, he don't even that's, know. That's he fucking likes man. NASCAR now and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, he wants me to come down there. He's trying to get me down there even before weed was legal, and I was like, hell no. I love NASCAR. I I love sports where you drive 180 miles an hour and only turn left. Love it. Me too. I, I mean, I would love try it. it. Sometimes they turn right. I guess I'm. I'm they I'm lose yo. Minimizing to, it slightly. You'd be very surprised how. Uh, yeah. How much um, work and science is, is in, in the driving. Yeah. And science it is, but like, I know. Still, but I still. But yeah. Look at it. I'm like. Yep. But why only left yep. hand stuff? Like, come on. Yeah, guys. you see what I mean. I'm just like, Jesus. Why only left hand? Well, because it, it, you would have to set up a balanced car. Those cars are not balanced at all. They're like, weighted to one side for going left race. only. At least drag racing, you have to shift. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, I'm sorry. You do, you do, yeah. Even on a two-step. Even on drag racing. Yeah, even if you have a two-step, you have to shift. Automatic trans. <laughs> what do you mean? An automatic trans shifts is faster than anyone can shift. Yeah, yeah, now that those Remember, new that's Dodge not skill. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. The new Dodge Demons come with a, don't even come with a manual transmission anymore because the automatics are so much fucking faster than we can mm. do it, which is really sad. It is really a true shame. I'd rather have the fucking the feel you, of you the... Would, you would have to dial in the shifting timing, right? So you would take a computer for that. A lot like, of drag races, like with lower tech cars, they're not going to do that. I'll put yeah. So I like all right. Driving stick is way more responsive, but honestly, to get within the sevens 
the sixes. It, it's really hard to drive a stick car. They're all two steps. You drive a two step transmissions or drive a drive car. And yeah. it does it itself. You put it in drive to do a burnout in first gear and you hit the gas and you drive. Your job is to drive and the transmission does everything itself. But you're like that's like more no prep racing and shit. Like you'll see a lot of those transmissions because you really do have to end up driving sometimes. I would like to see the progression with electric cars and drag racing. I think mm-hmm. that'd be dope. The plaid is running cars, nine seconds. Electric it's, cars destroy the fuck out of combustion engines and all Oh yeah, the plaid. Oh yeah, no, no. It, the the torque is instantaneous. The RPM is like almost limitless. Like you, yeah, you know what's so much- super cool. I don't know if you guys have seen it, the e-bikes. I've, I, I saw yeah. e-bikes for the first time this year. This year, last year. Crazy. I have seen it say that they were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like it looked like sped up. Oh, I've yeah. seen it's a one wheel today. One of those like ones you stand on. He was like doing tricks. It was, I was those like, it's so fuck fucking dangerous. They look like so much fun <laughs> until you break your face. <laughs> until you have no teeth. Yeah. Not the one yeah, wheel. Like, it wasn't no, like, no. Hey, baby. It was, <laughs> I guess it was the unicycle one wheel because it wasn't like the board one wheel. It was like you stand on the wheel. Oh my God. That's got to be worse, even. Holy shit. How the hell? Yeah. It was like the Segway one or whatever. It was weird, man. Dude, they're so expensive, too. Holy crap. I mean, that's everyone that the, has them raves about them, but Jesus. That's the problem. It's pricey. It's almost buying. You could buy a fucking car for that. Fix it up. I, mean, I don't know about the car anymore. Well, I don't know. They're like a thousand bucks. It's kind of a cheap car, but I mean, you could buy like a moped or something probably. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think they started a thousand bucks. I don't know how long. A good one? Oh, one, yeah. But still. Hey, I paid twelve hundred bucks for the last Audi I had. Go to an audit. Or no, what do you? Out auction. Auction. There you go. Auctions are the way to go, man. Yeah. And then if you know how to what? fix cars, you're golden. My dad. I don't. I don't really talk about this on the show ever, but I grew up in a garage. My father actually has a six car garage with a lift. And, and a glass beater and a fucking full like parts shop and everything like that. He's got a mill. He can, you know, fabricate a lot of his own stuff. And that, that's what I grew up in. Um, and and I, it's something I fucking love doing, man. I used to drag race with my dad. He's got a 66 and a 99 Corvette and does a bunch of old muscle, muscle car rest, restoration. And uh, man, that's, that's some fun shit. That's fun. I'm trying to. That's what I want to do. I, I literally told everyone I want a car that's a thousand horsepower at least. It's my goal right now. Something like it's just holding a thousand to the tire. What you looking at? Yeah, yeah. I don't know yet. I don't. I kind of want to do foreign. I kind of want to be the person to do something like a DSM or an Audi. Those parts, though, man. Get an Eastern you know, European car. Hard to find a good DSM now. Huh? Hard to find a good DSM now. It is. I, I actually was looking at Talons today and Eclipses. They're getting pricey. Everyone knows what they're worth. Same thing with Miatas. Miatas are going up right now. Everything is fucking drifting's fucking going huge. Drifting's such a big event now. You go to these drift events and there's so many people waiting in line that you're getting two laps and before you could go to a drift event and drift all day. Like you would go through tire, like, but yeah, a lot of skill in it, man. 
So ignore these a lot of concepts because that's just fucking nonsense. Uh, Focus more on these delightful shit wagons. I think you would get a billion clicks from putting a thousand horsepowers in a Vice 2103. Yeah. I seen someone with a Volvo wagon today. That that was running six seconds. And uh, it, it really, like, I like Volvo wagons. I think it had. I don't. I think it was no Volvo wagon is not even a sleeper anymore. People know about those. What about a Lada? <laughs> Actually, that one kind of looks. Dope. <laughs> They're so cheap. If it breaks, you buy a new one. Wait, go up, <laughs> go down a little bit. Where the fuck was that cool? There was one somewhere. The put... yellow one. No, I mean, cool. say what you want. That's a pretty sweet looking car. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. I just seen it too a minute ago. Where was it up here? The beaters. I like the. I used to like the having the beater cars. Where the fuck did it go? I don't know why they keep showing us these like new concept cars. Yeah, you know, show like historical Ladas or something. I don't know. The old Lada. Have you ever seen a U? There we go. Uh, I don't even know how that's spelled, but it's it's an Australian car. There oh yeah, I think it's just like UTE, isn't it? I think I've seen them. Something like that. Those things are fucking horse-like. I think they come on an LS in them. Look at that. Look how swag. Look how sw- how much swagger would that have there, with the white freaking shoes on there, smashed, and like a freaking thousand horsepower under the hood. Yeah, but you okay. you'd be cutting it up anyways. You'd have to have like uh, you'd have to have like, like gotta, two engines. You'd have to. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna have, have to have some it. mechanism to have like a sound coming out, like oh, but 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 but. And when you get the, oh, the engine on the real side, no. it would have to be swapped engines, but I would have to tub it too. You'd have to cut out the this whole rear. Is normally, what happens? Oh, the little Gremlin right there. I've seen one of those today too. Those are cool. I've seen the Lambo today. Did you? A couple of BMWs, like some nice, mm-hmm. nicer BMWs, not like cheap ones. <laughs> not so, like the shitty BMWs your grandma drives. Whose corpse do you think they're gonna find first? That chick who disappeared or her boyfriend? Uh who are you talking? Talking about that couple, the YouTuber couple, and the chick went missing and now the dude's missing. Who do you think they're gonna find dead first? Oh shit, I'm out of loop on this. I'm out of loop on this one as well. Uh, okay, I'm gonna take no, a wild guess. It's like a nationwide manhunt yes. for this couple right now. That's why I was asking. Uh, you're talking to stoners that are kind of out of touch, apparently, and watching. I have no idea podcast. what's going on. Yeah, exactly, we're just like, what oh, are you fucking talking about? Like, like, I was at a show like a, today. It was a big YouTube manhunt thing. Uh, anyway, never. I'm gonna click on. Dude, a few CNN. people hit me up to hear anything about YouTube shit. Uh, Gabby, shit. something earlier. A few people hit me up, and I was, I didn't even answer my phone because it was just we. I was just talking to people the whole day, like and people were mad respectful. They didn't come too like I don't know. I don't like people getting too close to me. Like you gotta like I'm worried about pickpockets and Boston Common and stuff. I'm still gonna worry about stuff like that. And I had a backpack full of like weed, like where it was to the point, like my I couldn't feel like the back zipper of anyone went in it. <laughs> Because it was so tight on my back and stuff. So, by the way, I think this is what uh, you're talking about. Is this uh, Gabby Petito? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, and search like, for Gabby Petito's fiance Brian Laundry focuses on Florida Nature Reserve. Uh, search for now missing fiance of 22 year old Gabby Petito's focused on a Florida Nature Reserve where 50 officers from five local agencies and FBI agents uh, scoured the area Saturday, according to blah blah blah. Uh, during the news conference, Tori said Laundrie had enormous amount of pressure on him to provide answers following Petito's own disappearance. Brian Laundrie's family told police uh, Friday night they've not seen the 23-year-old since Tuesday. Police said at the time Laundrie was not wanted for crime that the authorities are working multiple missing persons investigations. Uh, investigators are searching for like uh, they were the vast Carlton Reserve basically is where it is near Venice, Florida. Yeah, it's weird because there was like a, there was a lesbian couple that was murdered right around where they she went and, dis, and disappeared too. So there's thoughts on maybe he killed all three of them. Oh, wow. My wife anyway, was talking yeah. about this case. Yeah, it's real yeah. weird. It's it weird. That, I'm thinking the guy's scared. The uh, the yeah. boyfriend. Well, someone. He's, there was an interesting reporter who was like, "What if she just like killed herself?" And he yeah. found her and was like, shit, I'm going to get blamed for this shit. Like, like, yeah. like, I'm not defending this guy at all. Like, he, he probably right. didn't. Right. Let's just be honest. Right. But, uh, you know, what if he didn't do it and, you know, he found her dead or she just fucked off and did something crazy or maybe some other asshole killed her and, and then he's getting pinned with it. Like, man, he really has no good option, really, like, regardless of how the situation Same time, out. how foolish that exactly. is, you know, like, it's, it's uh, I mean, I don't know. You never know in the, some kind of a traumatic event. Like, when, when people are dead, there's blood everywhere and they shit themselves. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking gross. So I don't know. Like, uh, you never know how somebody would respond. But uh, if you, um, I don't know, like, if you were to see that and they're, I, I can't imagine you would mistake that and you go to the cops and say, like, oh, she killed herself. And they said, no, no, you fucking murdered her. Like, the cops are not fucking idiots. I mean, like, I, don't I mean, know, I well, they shoot black out. people all the time. So yeah, I, I guess we probably should fucking them. stop our talking. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> la, 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 la. I don't know. Whatever. I sent something in our chat. I was going to read this right here. Uh, well, actually, this is not super important, but uh, campsite reviews appear since we're talking about it anyway. Campsite reviews appear to show this couple this summer before they vanished. Petito and Laundry appear to have left reviews of an online on an online camp community app called The Dirt. A photo of the couple was post, posted on The Dirt two months ago and tags their social media accounts. Account linked to the couple lists campgrounds in Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Washington, Wyoming, and Utah as well as uh, left reviews of campsites where Petito was last seen. Camping spots at the Grand Teton National Park were saved on the profile. Uh, what else in here? I guess that's about it. I don't know. It's a thing in the news this week. That's all. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I suppose uh, people have freaked out. Like, oh. I, I guess I've heard of that before. Somebody encounters a dead body and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to get fucking blamed for this. And I, I don't know. Dude, the press is like... Uh... And a bunch of people are just standing outside this dude's house. It's like basically protesting Ooh. in his front yard to have him come outside and talk to him. That's pretty. They nice. always do that. The dude, the press is always out front of people's houses, no matter what the case is. But not Listen. just press this time. It's it's people. Like it's damn near a protest. There's hmm. all right. So since like 2008, there's been a fuck man. These people say 40 people that they've kind of connected together to be 
the pretty much the same incident accident happening over and over again. And I only know this because one of my really good friends growing up died, fell into Boston Harbor um, the night of his birthday outside of a bar. And I looked into it and I knew it was kind of weird because I knew the kid and he's not the type of person to drunk stumble into a ocean. You know what I mean? Um, he was a, he was he was pretty bright. And I looked into it and there's like allegedly a smiley like there's people thinking that someone is targeting people and killing them and throwing them like making them go into the ocean. So there's a bunch of cases going on that could like connect. Rolling Stones did a like magazine article on it. It was crazy. I used to read Rolling Stone all the time. I don't remember the last time I read Rolling Stone. I posted it. I'll, I can show. Like, I just don't like reading because I am tired. Man. What's wrong with reading? Oh, you mean now? Yeah. I said like reading in general. I was like, no, I like reading. I'm just tired as hell. You read, motherfucker. What? Uh, to make me by the way, St. Bernard's is saying that uh, fuck when this when there's smoke, there's fire. A big story over nothing. Some guy killed his girlfriend. Next, I'm saying. <laughs> um, by the way, our poll ended smashed. Uh, did you know that the best munchies have potato in them? According to 34 percent of our chat, followed uh, right hot on the uh, tail by borscht burritos at thirty one percent. Uh, then the best munchies have bread in them at a measly 28%. And then, of course, only 5% didn't know what munchies are. So back to you, Smash. <laughs> so, so did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I realized we didn't include much for the glue tarts. Well, the potatoes would count, right? And I also like the, borscht, the borscht uh, burritos. I suppose it depends on how you made the, <laughs> the borscht burritos. <laughs> <laughs> I really like sugar. Like I was, dude. I was trying to get a cannoli, but the lines were crazy in the north end tonight. Did you know that? I love that fucking line from The Godfather. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. That shit was improvised. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I like donuts. I like it. Wait, I like cannoli. Nobody wants shawarma yet. Maybe they don't know what it is. You guys not know what shawarma is? Perhaps they don't know what the exotic is. Oh my god, we're scared of the words. Uh, Shawarma is basically delicious, succulent meat uh, on a stick, juicy meat. No, actually, that's uh, shashlik. Shawarma is meat in bread, basically. So like, it comes off a big old meat thing. They shave it off. Yeah, it's you know grilled to perfection and shit. It's not probably perfection, but whatever. You know, it's three o'clock in the morning. It's good enough. and they basically pour it into a bunch of bread, put some, Yo, what sauce there, you some like? vegetables, spicy, <laughs> like yogurt sauce. <laughs> yeah. Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> Alfredo shawarma wouldn't be that bad, actually. That's that's not a terrible idea. Be weird, but <clears throat> I think I have baked macaroni and cheese. Sounds homemade. Good. Yeah. Uh, homemade, not bought. Fire. And I think I have chicken. Yeah, I made chicken earlier. I still have some. Still nobody wants shawarma. I'm not a shawarma person. The fuck is wrong with you people? You guys don't know the other... Especially after... Oh, you guys, you haven't been drinking, Smash. That's why. That's why. Uh, If you've been drinking, one of the perfect, like, 
I'll give it to the the freaking vegetarians. Falafel is the vegetarian version of that, and honestly, a good falafel is kind of fucking fire. But uh, I just have to be honest; I prefer shawarma. If I'm smashed like like crazy drunk, I want like a double quarter pounder for McDonald's. White Castle. Let me tell you, oh, if for you McDonald's, had a shawarma, no, you lost me. You lost me there. You're gonna you throw up all thing all is, over the place. Everything's closed by the time I'm going to get food. So, you don't even understand the freaking. You don't even. Yeah, you can have things. food. You, you're not talking about food. You're talking about McDonald's. You're talking yeah, about something to put in my fill your belly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. I know a place that I can get. Like right now, I could get. Like I'm not going to because I'm obviously have been drinking some of that anyway. <laughs> but on a different night, I'm actually not joking. Like don't fucking drink and drive. But on a different night that I haven't been drinking, I might go at like one o'clock in the morning because there's this fucking place uh iraqi place that's open basically until like four o'clock in the morning and you can get shawarma yeah see i would have to go but i would have to go back into boston to find the 24-hour bakery that's like waffle houses being packed you know at night because all the bars i go to waffle house well although you're gonna spend like 15 dollars. that's why denny's denny's around here denny's is popping all the time that's how I was in California. Man, we used to have more Denny's. I miss those. We haven't had those a lot of those anymore. They used to be really good, but like, remember when they used to have smoking sections? Oh, honestly, that was so gross. My dad was a smoker, so we'd always sit in the smoking section with my dad. Here's your <laughs> waffles with cigarette smoke and yes. ashtray. And the smoking yeah, section is not, right yeah, the magical the smoking the section. Smoking and the non-smoking. Exactly. And it's just, I'm like, ah. Did you go Dude, the smoking stuff door? would go everywhere. Yeah, you'd walk to the other side yeah. of the non-smoking section. It still smelled like fucking smoke. I mean, come on. Yeah. I went to a filters. couple. I've been to a couple airports that actually had rooms with the ventilation systems. <laughs> aquariums. <laughs> Look at this. St. Bernard's is telling the freaking truth right here. McDonald's patties are roughly 30% soy and 20% filler these days. Maybe half the patty is actual beef. So you're talking about an eighth of a quarter pound, like an an eighth of a pound. (laughs) Soy is good for you. (laughs) I'd rather have the beef. (laughs) I could have tofu that's better for me than fucking soy. I hate tofu. I'll I'll, I'll choose what I think. I don't need it fucking hidden in a filler. (laughs) I only do it. Listen, like you say, you're lucky because there's really nothing open other than they don't even open anymore. They close at 11 now. Is your kitchen Dude, closed in Boston? or something? Your house? You, like, you, you, you guys well, know I like too. cooking. I cook a lot, but sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want to cook. I don't get, get sick of it. There's always got to be a better choice than McDonald's, bro. What? Cumbies or 7-Eleven or something? No, no, no. Although the 7-Eleven <laughs> hot dog is an institution, I have to be honest. They're pretty good. It is. I, Uh, they could withstand a, a fucking nuclear holocaust. I am a wawa, I am a wawa hoagie. After the bomb drops, you can just like walk into 7-Eleven and those hot dogs will still be there. And the, no. funny enough, the, the, the Indian clerk will not have changed his appearance in any way. <laughs> Hello, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I know if you grew up in India, Mumbai, or Come in. you're already immune to all that. <laughs> so Ian, so funny. What was the big clash? <laughs> <laughs> so right. I've seen the best fights in Bright out. 
When drunk people get together at Denny's, like they're fighting over seats, get the best fights. I've seen the windows oh. smashed at Denny's. No, the best ones are at Waffle House. Come on. Yes. Well, yes they're the are. same institution, pretty much. No, 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 no. But Denny's <laughs> is just the drunks. At Waffle House, you have the meth head fucking waiters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cooking stuff. Do I just like do I just miss out on all this stuff? And by miss out, I mean like fortunately avoid like so now is there a higher <laughs> class of clientele at IHOP? I mean, I understand like the th- hundred flavors of fucking pancakes, is that enough to, yeah, like, when to you sway go all in the, the meth heads or something? No, seriously, like I've never seen fights at I would IHOP. Have I would have thought they'd been there for the sugar on all of the pancakes. I've seen right? windows get broken at our Denny's, man. I think our Denny's, I think I could Google it right I've now. I've seen Denny's with broken windows, but I don't think I've ever seen an IHOP with a broken window. <laughs> yeah, IHOP's, I think, is a little reserved. A little bit reserved. A class of pancakes. Yeah, well, yeah. well I, IHOP just doesn't open for those golden, those golden. But they're 24 hours. Okay, they're not all 24 hours, but I know a lot no. of IHOPs that have been 24 hours. There's one the in IHOP's LA that's open Canada 24 hours. It's definitely open now. not 24. Mm-hmm. I think Denny's is just more like prevalent around the country too that stays open 20 and they're always 24 hours i don't think i've ever seen a denny's closed you know what i mean other than when they have work getting done and then you get pissed off because they're closed <laughs> look at awesome stories like this on today man cooked his own meal at waffle house at christophe <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't happen at Dennis. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I'd mix my own paint at Walmart because nobody would fucking come. I'd put that shit on a computer and everything. Shit's crazy. All right. I present to you not like my strain between Scylla and Charybdis, but between like I don't even know. How do I say this without being vulgar? Uh between chocolate and vanilla or some shit. I don't even know. You got In-N-Out Burger on your left over here, and you got a 24-hour IHOP on your right. Like, pick your fucking poison. You got your daytime burger. You got your nighttime pancake. What do you want? What do you want? In-N-Out. That's the right answer. But then let's say later at night, 3 o'clock in the morning. In-N-Out. Well, In-N-Out closes at... See, that's the problem. But if it was open, you need it. It's going to be the winner. But let's say you want... What's the one the... uh, Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't... You're really fishing for an IHOP here. A little bit. I mean, at least one. At least, I don't know, 24-hour pancake place. Come on, man. But no, this is the In-N-Out, dude. Come on. One day you go to Google. I just Googled, like, broken windows like at Denny's fights and the funniest like results came back and there were multiple in Philly, Jersey. Yeah, of course. Uh, at least they offer the guy at the Waffle House a job. <laughs> they offered it's him a job. Intrepid enough to make his own food, man. Shit. <laughs> the question uh, is, so did he take Philly, it? Philly, they have this place called Steak and Hoagie Factory. And you can get like, a, they're open 24 hours a day, and you get a cheesesteak or a hoagie, and they make a breakfast cheesesteak. Imagine a cheesesteak if the whole thing was glued together with bacon and eggs. It is, first off, it's the most filling sandwich you can possibly eat. But aside from that, it is just, it's amazing. If you have like yeah, a whole day of like hiking, you're, going, you're pre-gaming for a football game or something, you eat one of those, 
You don't need to eat the whole rest of the day. I have to be honest. I wager that, honestly, we were just talking about shawarmas. Like, uh, the Turkish word for shawarma basically is dinner kebab. I would ar- argue that that is a more filling meal than a Philly cheesesteak. Um, I know that shot's fired and stuff, but. The only other meal, I think, that even compares would be like a Bastila. If you know what a Bastila is. Atlas Bastila. Dude, look at this stuff right here. Okay, so I just Googled. Uh, I'll take kebab. beef stew. And uh, we're looking at the 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 the, the, the like the, the pre kebab. Basically, it's like a bunch of like mostly lamb and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but uh, uh, stacked yeah. up. It's basically the same thing as pastor. Why you gotta show much. this? Comes from the same. Goddamn! I know what. The, mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Just look away. Look away, uh, man. But then you basically like shave a bunch of it off. You crisp it up basically on the the freaking thing. They're just again, just like pastor. It's from the freaking Arab influence, right? So uh, actually, good. it's from the Turkish influence. Then it gave to the Arabs, and then it basically came to the Spani- Spaniards, uh, and now they call it freaking pastor. The Turks call it dinner kebab. Anyway. Uh, it's delicious, and you put in some fucking bread and throw some vegetables on there, and oh my fucking god, some yogurt on there. Look at this shit. Just look at it. it doesn't have any cheese though, so I get, I'll give you that. Like the cheese steak, maybe it's a little more filling just because of the freaking calories from that fat. But then they put that yogurt on. Oh, there. Sir, I was gonna say, look up a Bastila. B a s t i l l a Atlas Bastila, a Moroccan Bastila. Uh, Hirosh, Hiroshan Bastila. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty good. That would be like the only thing I can think of that's even like on that same level of like completely filling on every level. Oh, you guys don't even know. Holy shit. No, I know this food food that's like, at it. If, if, if you people haven't been exposed like to that cocaine. kind of cooking, man, that is like orgasmic. Uh, you don't even think until you like try some of this stuff. But you get like some Bosnian or Albanian budek. Fuck me. You cannot put it down. It's like it's it's this shit's hardwired into our fucking brain sacks. Like uh, sometimes it'll have like as you look at it, it's like basically filo dough filled with it's like soft filo dough that's kind of crispy and whatever uh, oh, so filled good. with like cheese and spinach and freaking meat. And sometimes it's just like this yogurty cheese and it's salty. Like almost all of it is like basically like almost a little bit too salty. So it's basically like a deer walking up to a brick of salt. It just it can never fucking leave. Like these things are so delicious. Yeah, that's that's really similar to the Bastila. That's that's super fucking good. It's a little yeah, more simple. Turkish influence. Yeah, it's super fucking good. So so just to describe this to people that haven't had it, both of these types of meals are kind of like a pastry crust. That has a whole bunch of different vegetables and meats and cheeses kind of pre-cooked to some degree uh, beforehand and then combined on the inside and then cooked once more as like a final, almost like a meat pie or like a shepherd's pie kind of thing, but way more complex. Damn. Fucking delicious too. Dude, food is but good, it, it takes like eight to 16 hours to make everything we just showed. Uh, yeah, anything with food is kind of terrible. The baklava and shit takes a long time. Baklava, in it's fact, the, probably the single most complex thing I know how to make is baklava and gluten free baklava. No kidding. What, I, I don't think there's anything that, that's harder to make than those two things. Like, uh, what do you use for the, the, the freaking dough, like semolina or something, or what? 
I have this killer recipe I got for the gluten-free one that's mostly um, uh, tapioca flour. Oh, wow. Uh, for that one. Did I tell you about how my like step aunt convinced me that tapioca was this rare thing that grew in like Amazonian trees and like mm-hmm. only Native American, like Central Americans could like harvest it once a year or some shit? She tapioca and me. cassava flour is like hella popular anywhere in the equatorial regions. No, I know. But when we were like when I was a kid, like we didn't have it in the grocery store. So she's like, no, no, this is this thing. She totally tried yeah, it basically. So good. That's if you why haven't had one, you need to try it. Tree. Yeah, it's super fucking good. They make, they make uh, if you're ever in the Caribbean, they make bami and festival, which is like a tapioca bread or like a hash brown. Yeah, I think so that's why you, I like this that. chick was like, go ahead. Go ahead. Naive. I was just going to say, like, this chick basically was one of those people who traveled the world and she'd be like, she was one of the first people who saw those like terracotta soldiers in China. So, like, if anybody was actually somebody who's like, oh, I'm a world traveler who has seen that, so, that would be her perfect fucking troll because i mean you know like the chick went to the fucking pyramids you know what are you gonna doubt her and then she's telling you like tobacco or tapioca grows on trees and shit it was a, it was a great troll like I, I laugh about it to this day honestly man when i was living in san diego man all kinds of fucking mexican food i could just every fucking day something new and good Mexican food, too. That's another one of the best the things best. about the West Coast. You know, people make uh, fun of Californian man. stuff. Dude, you can get anything. Vietnamese food, Cambodian food, Mexican food, Armenian food, freaking uh, Thai food. What else? Uh, what did I just say? Arab food, Turkish food, uh, Egyptian food. Uh, it's a little bit different than Arab food. You'd be surprised. Lebanese food, Moroccan food. All those things are fucking different. French food. All of it's available. You know what I mean? Chinese food, Cantonese, Szechuan, everything. Fucking everything. It's fucking great. Yeah, just, just for the, cities like that. For the people that don't know what baklava is, there's a couple of questions in chat. Baklava is like a really thin, flaky pastry that is like layered with like sweet, usually like nuts and honey and sweet fruit and like just kind of like a sweet oh, uh, and salty overall uh, feeling to it. Uh, very paper thin layers. Crunchy, though. yeah. Crunchy I've paper. Had pastry yeah. like that. Very fluff pastry. Yeah, yeah. There's different kinds of it too, though. Uh, there's uh, Turkish baklava that's a little bit softer and uh, uh, a lot more honey and stuff like that. Then there's Arab baklava. They're all, by the way, fucking absolutely goddamn delicious. By the way, the hilarious thing about uh, uh, like Turkish baklava <coughs> is that you don't eat like here in America, you buy it like one piece at a time. Uh, actually in turkey you order like a fucking plate of it basically at a time it's like this whole thing like you just or you order a mm. fucking heap of it like a big old hunk of chocolate cake kind of the same thing like nobody ever eats like a tiny piece of chocolate cake they order a hunk of chocolate cake very much the same they order a hunk of baklava anyway yeah. uh let me look up I have there. some from jordan before right the country jordan yeah. one of my favorites is actually persian Here, let me look at that mm. I'm sad that I couldn't get a fucking cannoli tonight, man. Or even any pastries. All of them are like filled up with lines. I was not standing in the rain for a pastry. I'm sorry. It's probably the single hardest thing to make gluten-free just of all the equivalent fucking foods. I imagine. Yeah, like sushi, pretty easy. 
I don't like yeah, sushi. If you meet a man or woman who's like you don't like sushi, all right, you're off the shelf. That's it. You need to keep. You know that right. I don't like anything not cooked. It's just a thing. Uh, then you, you like eat sushi, Yankee Junior. <laughs> I, I only like salad plain. You just need to have some really good sushi. That's all. Yeah, that's what I think. I was I was just like you, Smash. I thought the same thing. Until it's I had always been so gross when I tried it. It's always chewy and yucky and duck. Oh, you probably just had shit. Yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to be uh, chewy. Yeah. That's yeah, but like really good sushi is just oh, it's so just good. Melts in your mouth, yeah. That like you guys are making me want to like because it's been so bad. <laughs> like it's like so chewy. Like <laughs> over. I'm, I'm the only chewy sushi is like calamari. Yeah, that's yeah, not. that's the thing. It's not usually that chewy. Yeah, it usually just cut right through it with your teeth and it's that's it. No, so yeah, I feel like chewy is probably age. old and shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. And I tried it at a couple different places. Nowhere does it good, I guess. I don't like it, but I wouldn't know what good is like for sushi because I've never had anything. Like mm. I try people say this is good, and I'm like, that's not that good. <laughs> I won't even eat that. <laughs> well, I mean, if some if someone that knew what they were talking about said, hey, this is good here and, and, and you tried it and didn't like it, then maybe you just don't like it or something, you know. But if like some of the how do I put this? They could be wrong. You know what I mean? But if your friend is not an idiot and they're like, no, no, man, I have sushi all the time. And you try it. And it's what am I trying to say? I'm they, literally saying the same thing that I just said. Never mind. They say it's good from that place, but I don't know, man. I didn't like it. Well, if I'm traveling and just to touch on this, maybe we can t- change topics to like foods that we like to try when we're traveling. But I love always trying wild mushrooms whenever I'm traveling because the flavor changes so much region to region. You have a very rare circumstance where you can do stuff like that. Not everyone could like we would kill it. We would say, I said it tonight, actually. I'd kill myself if I tried doing that. You'd kill yourself if you tried doing that. Oh, I'd try different mushrooms. Talk- yeah. Oh no, no, he's not talking about mushrooms like off the forest floor. Although he does go foraging, but I think he's talking more about like restaurants and stuff, right? I'm talking about like buying mushrooms from a little old lady on the side of the road and then cooking mm. them for dinner. Yeah, like, like in Africa, like in Zimbabwe, like I was convincing some of the guys I was working with to try some of the mushrooms, and I was like, "Look, I bought plenty of fruits and vegetables from this little old lady on the side of the road for the last two months." I don't think she's going to steer me wrong on these mushrooms. Like she clearly knows her shit. She knows how to garden, right? Like I purchased, you know, how many, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of groceries from her. Clearly she knows what the fuck she's talking about. So I would love to try the wild mushrooms that she, her and her children or her village have tried. Same thing when I was in the Caribbean, right? Like I love trying the local foods, the locally sourced stuff that like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what that vegetable is. I don't know what that mushroom is. I don't know what that Mm. fruit is. But it's in season right now, so let's try it, right? Like that—that that type of stuff to me is where I kind of have these types of once-in-a-lifetime experiences that are going to be, you know, really unique. And it's something that I think I encourage people to do, even if you're just in where you've lived your whole life. You know what? Go to the local farm farm club or farms. Um, what do you call them? Farmers market and and buy some of the stuff that the foragers are buying. And, mm-hmm. and learn even what's local to your own area. Because a lot of people have never even tried the stuff that might grow in the forest behind their house. You're right. Don't do that if you're from Chernobyl, though. If you're from, like, the exclusion zone. Apparently, people oh, still pick those mushrooms, though, because they're just fucking balls to the wall. But, yeah. 
One thing that did blow my mind over in California, man, they're so lucky, dude. Fucking oranges and lemons off the tree all year round. Right. Get out of here. Dude, that's the best. You drive down to like California in uh, 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 January and it's so surprising because you're like, wait a second, oranges? Even if intellectually you know that like freaking citruses come in the, the freaking winter, it still blows your mind. You're like, wait a second, it's like January. You, you got fresh oranges and they literally have like fresh oranges. You can go and you can pick them or they have them like right on the side of the road. They're like the peak of juiciness. It's freaking incredible. Sport. Yeah, definitely like the spoil. I, I, for lack of a better term, spoiledness of being in tropical countries on a, mm-hmm. a little more regular basis is the fact that like mangoes pretty much are universally in season because there's so many different types of mangoes now. Like, there's always one of them that's in season, you know, and, and a couple of others that have, you know, if once you get to countries that have a ton of product, Jamaica would be a great example where it's almost impossible to go there when their mangoes aren't, you know, one of the varieties of mangoes isn't in season. Um, it does happen, but it's not not common, right? So it's like a very short part part of the year. Whereas you know uh, other parts of the world, like we have up in more northern Antigua, ours like only come in June. We have seasons where things are are not in season, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Breadfruit, I think, is the thing I miss the most from the from the tropics. You don't have, so have breadfruit at all. In the and and in, in Europe and Canada, they don't have breadfruit at all. In Canada, they never have breadfruit up here. Breadfruit trees in the whole country. I don't think I've ever eaten breadfruit. I think I, I it's I really good. Yeah, uh, West Engine, why don't you explain to everybody what breadfruit is and how you prepare it? It's like a giant basketball that grows in the tree, and they just like cut it down, and you you cut it, you you just slice it into like basically like look like little pieces of bread, and you know, they fry it up, and you're know, just delicious. It's great. There's a couple of ways. To, there's probably like a fucking hundred ways to prepare yeah. it. Yeah. But... And there you go. Yeah, Usually what it. you do is you roast the fruit on like an open fire. So you put it on like a, on a. Yeah. Roast it is good too. You're right. Yeah. Usually they roast it and then they'll deep fry it or you, you can cut it down, cut it apart and deep fry it. But usually they roast it and then deep fry it. At least in the people that I cooked it with. Our housekeeper had a different way of making it. It was like, yeah, it looked like that kind of down on the plate there with the eyes golden green with the red, yellow, there green. Yeah, yeah, usually you char the outside like that and then you peel it and the good parts on the inside. That, 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 partic- that and cassava are probably like 50% of the food for the planet. It's amazing how much things change after potatoes. Yeah, that's super poisonous. Is it? What were we just looking up a little bit ago? Uh, I can't remember. Do they have uh, aki fruit in? Uh, no, we do, uh, we don't. We don't. They don't grow it there. They don't grow. They don't grow aki there. Um, we just import it from Jamaica. Uh, okay, I was gonna say because like that's another one that's like ultra poisonous unless it's particularly ripe i wasn't aware of that actually yeah so like the um, housekeepers often will like it's like a a long-running joke in jamaica that the housekeepers kill asshole uh, bosses or asshole people to work for by killing them with aki fruit because if you pick the fruit before they open it's super poisonous because it doesn't release the gas or whatever yet there's some kind of buildup of something that oh, yeah. gases with oxidation 
And as soon as the fruit opens naturally, it off gases the poison and it's, it's safe to eat. But if you pick it early, uh, you won't know the difference taste wise. And you can, you know, anyways, That's there's a lot crazy. of abused women that have killed their asshole husbands that way in the Caribbean. Sounds about right. I, it's not like it's a rare problem there. <laughs> it's yes. boiled penis. Boiled penis? No. No, peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boiled peanuts are actually pretty good. Yeah, the first time you try it, you're like, the fuck is this shit? Because uh, what is it, like an East Coast thing? I can't remember. And I was like, no, I'm not going to try boiled peanuts. down peanut. south thing. And I tried yeah, it. It was like, like, oh, is it south? Fuck, it was good, yeah. Thing in chat too, elderberries are super poisonous unless you cook them as well. A lot of mushrooms are poisonous unless you cook them that are traditionally taught as edible. I was just going to show this. Uh, I so- always cook my mushrooms. I don't eat them. I, I've never eaten mushrooms like well, other than like trippy mushrooms. Raw. Yeah, many mushrooms you can't eat raw. They're they're somewhat difficult for us to digest. Actually, uh, yes, so actually yes. To, so you actually yeah. don't. Uh, there's a you can't get the vitamins out of a raw mushroom as, as easily. Um, I think if you're eating raw mushrooms that weren't that weren't cooked, you don't get the nutritional value out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they're just uh, too hard for our bodies to break down. Fucking hardcore, man. Because it's a Over fucking aliens and shit. So anyway, yeah, dude, they are. Uh, so I was just going to say, like, for anyone who doesn't know, like my freaking trolling step aunt who told me like tapioca pearls were like these freaking rare <laughs> beads that you find in trees and the vines and the forest or some shit. Tapioca is a starch extracted from the storage roots of the cassava plant, uh, also known as manioc, a species native to the north and northeast regions of Brazil, but whose use now is spread throughout South America. Plant was brought to the Portuguese, a bride the Portuguese to much of the West Indies, Africa, and Asia. It's a perennial shrub adapted to the hot conditions of tropical lowlands, and uh, it copes better with poor soils than many other food plants. Tapioca, here was an interesting part. Tapioca is a staple food for millions of people in tropical countries. It provides only carbohydrate food value and is low in protein, vitamins, and minerals. Uh, In other countries, it's used as a thickening agent. And I was just uh, intrigued by that because... um, there was a book that it turns out to be kind of nonsense, the guns, germs and steel, but it was at least at first it got me thinking about like, you know, why are the different places in the world different? And it just it gets you thinking, for example, like things like potatoes, when they finally did the Colombian exchange, and you got potatoes and shit in the Europe. Like now everyone in all of Europe and all of Africa and all of like even India, they fucking all they eat is potatoes. I mean, not all of it. They still eat a lot of other stuff, too. But like potatoes are one of their the, biggest the amount of life that the, like Ireland couldn't barely sustain the life. Uh, what It went up like three quarters of the population mm-hmm. went went up like 300 times, like mm-hmm. with just when the potato arrived. Yeah. Right. And then they invested all in one potato, the lumper that ended up getting sick. And then they had their huge potato famines as a result of mm-hmm. of not diversifying crops. Isn't that happening with what bananas? Yeah, but commercialism. Yes and no. Bananas having worked on this particular problem a couple of times now with fusarium, um, you actually can reverse and control a lot of the what was originally thought to have been exterminating the bananas um, can easily be treated with lactobacillus and, and liquid IMO application. Um, a little bit of KNF actually solves all of those viral issues and the other secondary infections of the bananas they're running into. 
Um, there is a separate virus that's different. I can't remember the name of it that affects uh, bananas. They haven't found a solution to that, but a lot of the stuff, the fusarium in particular, uh, and the curly top virus, those those two in particular were really looking like they were going to wipe out bananas pretty hardcore. Um, but with a little bit of lactobacillus and a little bit of liquid IMO, you could actually mitigate both of those issues completely. And I've personally done that at scale in Jamaica and in Zimbabwe. Well, there's hope for the banana after all ladies and gentlemen i think we're winding down for the evening i think we might uh, we're trying we're desperately trying to get this next 420 it's rough the mind is willing actually it's say 420 the, uh, is it is my clock slow well here oh it's 305 you know it's fucked up i didn't even know until this week there's actually places that do 15 minute and 30 minute yeah, and 45 minute, minute yeah. time zones yeah, uh, I didn't even realize Canada is one of the countries that actually. Really? Yeah, Newfoundland has one. Zone. Newfoundland yeah. is uh, is like three and a half hours. It's fucking yeah, weird. fucking blew me away that there's yeah. places that are like that ass backwards still in the modern era where we still have places that are not bound to the single. <laughs> and then hour like schedule. the like the province right next to us here, like, and we're so far north that like. Uh, observing uh, uh, daylight savings makes a huge difference for us, right? And they're like, nah, fuck it. That's just crazy. Why would we do that? And it's like, well, because you save billions of dollars in electricity and like all kinds of stuff. That's why we do it. Like, and they're just like, nah, fuck it. We don't think it's, it's absolutely bizarre that we wake up on a farmer's schedule. A farmer can wake up on a farmer's schedule. The farmer's not expected to wake up on anyone else's schedule. And I mean, like, why is everyone waking up before light? You know, like when when daylight savings is not active, people usually like at school. I remember this at school. I was like, why the fuck am I waking up before daytime? Like there's and then you're going to bed like after uh, I guess in the wintertime, it's different. But I I, I just feel like we should always be on daylight savings time. Frankly, I'm the opposite. I think we should always have the freaking summer switch. Oh, I agree. It saves it's what it is. It saves the it saves North America so much money. That's why they'll never get rid of it. The banks want to get rid of it because it fucks with all their with all their shit and the computers and shit, arranging all these time zones and all that shit. So they actually want to get rid of it. But they want to get they, rid of daylight savings. I want to get daylight savings. It forever. will literally, yeah, it will it literally save so so much in electricity. Right, That's why it's what if we just it. what if we just kept it to where it was saying the whole year that's what i want to do i want to keep daylight savings all year round because i don't see why we have to like switch back and be dark earlier we can just continue being light later yeah like honestly the it, farmers it they matter. still wake it up it doesn't matter to you guys like down that south as much as it does up here because then we would experience much longer periods of darkness at certain times of the year where we'd only get maybe like yeah so it, it fucks with us a little bit more daily savings i mean I, I don't know i'm not trying to be mean to farmers because the farmers they still wake up before not daylight the farmers, and everything. just me for my sanity i'd be sleeping through a little bit of the daylight or lose you lose a little daylight in the morning in the waves uh i gotcha I got you. So for you, it's actually better in the wintertime. I get it. It, It's better both times of the year because then it like gives me more than the more of the usable time in the summer. Right. As well. Yeah. 
You forget up, about up, this. Up here, where you get the more of the fluctuation of the sea of the of the sun of us bobbing around the sun. No, so, you, you're so we just need to make it a rule. If you're if you're close, if you're far enough north to have to worry about a polar bear, or far enough south, or far enough south, because like <laughs> don't, don't forget, the people in Chile experience the same thing. <laughs> No, you forget about this because you don't even have to be that far away. Like you call a friend. Let's say we were just talking about In-N-Out Burger or IHOP or something in and out Let's say your friend is at IHOP right now having pancakes. I guess now it's probably different because it's one o'clock in the morning. But let's say we're a little bit earlier in the evening. Uh, if it's seven or eight o'clock or whatever your sunset is or whatever your, your twilight is, you'll call down there and it'll be a different time. And different times of the year, it'll switch. So it'll be like it would be uh, light later. It'll be light earlier. It's freaking bizarre. It's, it's I don't know. I guess it's predictable if you think about the world as well, a globe, but yeah, it always you surprises you. In the OK, if I call you in the summer, right? And uh, say your sun's setting at 10, 10 p.m. down there. It'll be setting up here at uh, like say eleven, eleven fifteen or eleven, eleven thirty, right? Like, or you might even be a little further. Like, you're further south, so you might even be like, uh, your sun sets at eight o'clock. My sun's gonna set at ten, ten thirty. Hmm. Like, it's gonna be yeah. But that you know, that has to do kind with of the last sunset down here is somewhere around like ten o'clock. Yeah. That's like the peak. of Yeah. Okay. Well, mine is the peak of mine would be like midnight, some maybe 12, 15. You guys be blessed. You guys get to sleep, man. I barely get to sleep. When I, when I used to live really far north, fuck, that's what, that's when it fucks with your, your, your sleep cycles. I swear. Once you live up there, you're never right after it. I just fucking have insomnia and it sucks. There, it, it would be good to 1 a.m. and it would still be light when I was living up north. And they say once you deal with like sunlight all the time or dark all the time, it kind of fucks with you. If once you get over a couple of days, it starts messing with you mentally. You don't know when to sleep. You don't know when to wake up. It, it just starts. It just it ruins you. I think some of y'all need to work in IT for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I used to go like Green, a week without seeing the sun. Greenfinger said he wakes up at what four in the morning. I wake up at four in the afternoon sometimes. Saint Bernard's saying his uh, sleep schedule is bonkers. His wife hates it. <laughs> and also, by the way, he's saying that Russia is so big it has eleven time zones. I think it might even have more than that. Also, honestly. Wow. Since we're on the topic of time, um, if you're ever planning a cannabis event and you try to do, and this there's a few exceptions, maybe if you're doing a West Coast event or something, but otherwise, don't ever plan anything before 10 a.m. because stoners simply will not show up unless it's online <laughs> and they can just go out of bed and log in. Like I've watched, I've I've spoken at like just probably more conferences than I can count. And anytime anyone does something before 10 a.m. as like an in-person speaking conference, just no one's there yet. <laughs> they're there. They're not really there. You know what I mean? They just basically had some fucking breakfast. They just they went to IHOP and got pancakes. They smoked a couple of joints with their buddies. Like they might even be there in spirit, but they're not. They're not really there. They just woke up from between the aisles or dabbed out from the day before. <laughs> they started the Freedom Rally at 12 today noon and i think we didn't get there till like five <laughs> case in point <laughs> case <closed. laughs> 
That's how it always works. I would. I mean, I would. If I, I people get busy, man. Stuff happens. I want to go. We were talking on the way back, Steve. We were talking about. We were like, I want to go to BizCon, just to just to experience. Yeah, it's a blast. I was looking at the tickets for that. I was half thinking about it, and I looked at the price. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, if it's I had like gotten the early right? bird, yeah, uh, if I gotten the early that. bird, it was like three hundred. But now it's like, yeah, hundred already. Go there if you're gonna make money, it's not like a go show to go fuck around. Hmm. But it is worth. I mean, it's worth it for the connections. If you're looking to do multi-state or like bigger scale stuff, like the type of stuff I'm working with regularly, yeah, it's fucking worth every dime. But it's, I don't know. You, it's kind of neat. You I'm get to see those going to party. Like a lot of, well, yeah, it's not even not about partying. Way. It's yeah. about like seeing the equipment that's going to come out next year. It's kind of like the, the Detroit Auto Show or CES of cannabis, right? Like it's, I get a chance to kind of see the stuff that's going to be in in the hydro stores or new pest control products or new Bavaria Bassiana strains or like, you know, whatever that that kind of shit. That's why it's useful to me. Yeah. Well, that's party. actually a good point we should discuss that one of these days whether or not it's worth like going to different shows for different people like coot you know poo poos all those things but you know on some level some of those things can be super useful the indo expos and the freaking even the high times cups the freaking the, the emerald cup and the network they all have their place honestly all of those have their place for example if you need networking if you need to uh uh, find new equipment maybe you're getting into the extraction scene you don't know what's available or you don't want to reinvent the wheel or on and on and on boom that's the place you go or you want to get ideas or you know they had a squish off today i was gonna enter it but they wanted a lot of money and it wasn't i wasn't it was like eight grams of weed i wasn't cared about that but it was way more money i thought about it. i was like that's pretty cool that they can do that outdoors you know what i mean a squish off you, you do you do your There's flower an example they probably won't have a squish off at the mj bizcon you know what i mean but they might have uh symposiums on freaking uh they're probably not going to have business ethics. <laughs> They're freaking Billy Madison. Business ethics for one thousand. <laughs> well, no, but like if you if you if you already have an operation and you know that you have like a particular weak spot and you need to replace a piece of equipment or you want to invest in a certain direction with your company, that's that's really what Biz, BizCon is for. It's for that type of thing where you already are kind of up and running, mm. or you're looking to get up and running and you need certain things. And you already know what you do and don't need. It's fucking great for that. But it literally takes like over three days to go through that whole con. Like you can legit like walk pretty briskly through that whole place. And it's going to take you three days to go through the whole convention. Like it's huge. It's fucking massive. Um, But, you know, usually what we do is when I go there, I usually have a couple. I'm looking for certain things or I'm looking to network with certain groups. And I'll, I'll meet up with some other people that are looking to do different things so that I'll be like, hey, I saw this guy that's, you know, doing this thing over in aisle whatever and in aisle whatever, you know, on this other thing. And, hey, you know, you're looking for lighting stuff. I'm looking for aquaponic stuff. He's looking for fucking trim machines. He needs an extraction machine so we can kind of all like support each other that way. That That's really the only way to even like do it, an event that's at that size without, you know, just losing your mind. And then you know, going to all the after events as much as you can and then staying out till 2 to 4 a.m. and then getting up by 10 or 11 the next day to hit the floor again. And then ending it at the uh, Double Down Saloon because, you know, 
It's the exact opposite of the overcurated bullshit, which we've talked about before uh, on the show and how awesome Double Down Saloon is. Right. I'll be up in New York at a festival. So for example, Smash, the, the what was it, the Freedom Rally today and MJ BizCon are two completely different events. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know that. I just want to – you can still – listen, if I pay for that ticket, I can talk my way into anything and any situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to party with everyone there because I know if they not, all you smoke. can squirrel suit in. That's it. That's yeah. all you got to do. You got to fly right in. I'm just going to – People will be so blown away. They'll be like, what the fuck? You just came out of nowhere. Whoa. Jeez. I just want to go to their. I just want to go to someone's suite. That's all I care about when I go there. <laughs> and party. I, know, I, I smoked weed with some of the security from Mandalay Bay, and they were like, "Dude, there was two shooters. There was some crazy shit that goes down in Vegas, man. No shit. I don't even know. Jesus. They covered up that whole fucking event that happened with that dude that fucking lost his shit." They covered up the whole thing to There's like still protect no motor or anything. Yeah, There's still very little, very little going on with that. They guy. still don't. They still don't have a legitimate reason as to why that guy did that shit. They still don't have a reason. Yeah, there may not be one. Vegas is a different world, man. It, it is, is and it isn't. Like, it's very different, yeah. When you go there, it's very hard to describe it to people. I mean, it's not necessarily that hard because there's there's plenty of places like it in the world, you know, Monaco and stuff. There's plenty of places that are similar. Or anytime you walk up to a casino, it's kind of similar, you know. Like, I hate to say it because I'm not trying to shit on Vegas, but it is a little bit of a casino. Just, I mean, it's not probably oh, super yeah. surri- surprising, but the whole city kind of is not the whole city, but like the what people know about it is very much a casino atmosphere. You know, it's very much buy and sell. You know, money oriented first. Fun stand-up scene, though. Great fucking stand-up mm. scene, uh, especially if you, like, get off the main strip and go to, like, some of the more minor places there, the dudes that are trying to, like, get onto the strip. Some of the funniest fucking stand-up I've ever heard in my whole life. Uh, by the way, I don't know. I, I'm not catching exactly everything in the chat, but there was something interesting that came up uh, lately. Oh, I don't think I saved it or something. Honestly, I don't even know if I read the whole article, but I guess there's some new research, apparently, speaking of white papers and stuff, about uh, obese people and how they struggle to uh, lose weight. Maybe I did save it. I'll have to look at it later. Anyway, there's apparently some uh, uh, new research as to uh, obese people actually struggling to uh, lose weight despite, um, I'm forgetting all the freaking, uh, 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 the meat of the article. Fuck, I better search it up. But yeah, there is more to it than just like, uh, oh, I just fucking eat less or some shit, you know? So. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta search that article. It was in there somewhere. Oh, man. Gentlemen, ladies, it's almost that time where I'm fucking hey, rambling about. One minute to go, boys. One minute. one minute. Some shit. Dude, it's been a long show. We made it. Did I save that freaking You're story? welcome. You're welcome. Uh, there's a, uh, I mean, there's there's also the obesity link with a lot of the hospitalizations and some of the oh, latest. Cheers. Oh yeah, for too. sure. Cheers, folks. Happy four twenty. Oh, cheers, everyone. Um, I could have still eat. I don't think I searched it, dude. Uh, when do you guys think the world's first unsolicited nude was sent? D- uh, recorded. It was like a month after like, the first photograph. 
<laughs> Probably in the 70s when they had the very first video phone. It was 1970, 71. Mm-hmm. It was an IBM. I almost want to say that that's not weed phone. related at all, but I think that that might be a good trivia question. We'll figure that one out. I don't think I saved the, um, the story about whatever, but apparently the chances of alien life in our galaxy are much more likely than first thought, according to. And I, do we all, all right, if you ever thought about the space, you knew something was like, dude, that's too big. We're too big. Yeah. It's too big. 19, 1971, the first year that uh, the video phone, I'm going to go with that. Someone had to have shown their dog on that. I mean, we, we, if we have learned nothing from uh, what was that? What was that website where you used to be able to chatterbait? Chat roulette, chat roulette, chat roulette. Chat roulette. Chat roulette. Sorry, chat roulette. roulette. Uh, yeah. If we have learned nothing from chat roulette, is that the moment that technology is invented, it's the first thing humans will do with it. Like, like I almost it's Not like the first, law, but it's right? pretty like, goddamn close after. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> normal law, people the find it. That discussion goes on. The higher the chance that someone will mention Hitler or Nazis. Right. And after a thousand posts, it's almost a hundred percent. Doesn't matter what the topic like is. How Microsoft stuff. Cortana turned racist in like 24 hours. Yo, that is some of the funniest shit that has ever <laughs> happened. Like they have never before created an AI that so much replicated a teenager, uh, a human teenager. As something that literally <laughs> that. tends to be like, it literally was being offensive for the sake of attention and being offensive. They, they replicated a human perfectly. Like, like they, they achieved their goal. It just wasn't what they wanted. <laughs> Wait, not that. We have those already. All right, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, apparently also, nobody like, wants shawarma. If anyone's ever read the racist rants that Tay, the Microsoft invented a, a, an AI called Tay, T-A-Y. And mm-hmm. some of the racist shit that it said was some of the funniest shit where it's trying to like <laughs> contemplate what racism is with no actual background about like what's <laughs> or not. So it's like occasionally like off and not actually offensive, but trying to be. It's funniest. It's like the weirdest, strangest. And, and that was something that was funny to me. I had this, this thought the other day since we're on this like really bizarre topic. Like, why is it that like when humans see something that's like a robot that looks like it's trying to be a human, it's freaky when it's walking and moving towards us or like in person. But if it's an AI trying to make logical sense out of written language, it's the funniest shit in the world. Like, like, for example, they had no reference. I don't know if you guys are ever familiar with yourself uh, with this, but there's a Reddit called like Reddit House Hunters. Um, uh, And it's like a a house hunter couples, I think it's called house Hmm. Reddit house hunter couple. Anyways, it's like an AI trying to make like shitty house hunter couples for this uh, HGTV show. And like it, like trying to like create them from the weird fucking inputs of some of the people that have been on the show, and it's some of the funniest shit that AI has written like to date in the planet, because it's like like 
uh, he is like a fucking like porn collection fucking curator, and she like paints bricks on Saturday afternoons. Her budget is like one million dollars, right? It's like stuff that like doesn't make any fucking sense. It's hysterical, right? Like, right. So I specialize it's, it's, in nineteen fifty-seven like, to nineteen fifty-nine Playboys. Thank you. Right, but like, why is it mentally like? What is the glitch in human brains where it's fucking hysterical when it's talking about language or trying to make sense of the world but it's terrifying if it's like this humanoid object right like but both of them are like computerized things trying to make I, I think it's the just world, a very simple thing like a, hysterical I think, I think it's super simple like we've evolved to be afraid of things that move and potentially could kill us and then we have to run away from and whereas like something that's virtual we have no real reference for and so we just find the stupid things funny like the mistakes are just hilarious I don't know, but if whenever I'm like really depressed, that House Hunter couples uh, Reddit is like, like I literally will will read that until I can't breathe. Like, like, like I will laugh oh, so. Yeah. My girlfriend will test Yeah, check it out. I will laugh so fucking hard that I literally have to put my phone down because I can't even breathe. <laughs> House Hunter like, couples. It's like my Winnebago man, you know. Uh, Marduber was talking about Reddit has an extensive there it is Rouse house hunter couples um, Reddit has a fairly extensive uh, weed community I mean it's small but it's still extensively small like uh, a bunch of people came from there Marduber was on there years ago Frigroli was on there years and years ago on, on. I'm kind of off and on there this is the sub but it's like Jackson is a freelance dream organizer Rex Light teaches embalming at a mortuary art classes for third grades or for third graders. <laughs> I need a 2600 square foot craftsman bungalow downtown Rome near a beach. Budget is 800k. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's hysterical. <laughs> like, like, it's stupid as fuck, but it's the funniest shit ever. For the first one that came up for me is. Jim Pickens is a stay-at-home cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is a real like estate it's... novelist. <laughs> right. Anyways, I just it's the funny shit. This is excellent. Paul is a country mouse looking for a quiet ranch on at least ten acres. Ron is a city mouse who feels more at home in a downtown flat. They can't seem to find any middle ground, and there are also both mice. Their budget is ten million dollars. <laughs> right, it's like it's an AI trying to make human sense. Ken is an 88-year-old retired cat food mogul who loves the smell of fish. <laughs> That's the best. Spicy. <laughs> a place with a good fishing rig. Our bunch of Iowa, no ambulance service as far as medical. <laughs> this is excellent. This is a good discovery. Yeah, but if you haven't read uh, it, on House Hunter Couples. It's Reddit slash House Hunter Couples. And it's literally like 
um, an AI trying to create couples that would be on the show House Hunters is the funniest <laughs> fucking shit you've ever read in your whole life. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that's a pretty good discovery. Yeah. This one is the least funny, unfortunately. With Morgana, they have Alfred is a memorial stonemason and hobby taxidermist. Morgana is a retired music teacher. They're looking for a quaint, quiet little cottage in a peaceful village with a yard for Alfred's stoneworking tools, a shed for hanging rancid skins, and a room for brass instrument lessons. Budget nine hundred k. It got better. <laughs> the rancid skins was great. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Where can I hide uh, uh, rancid skins? Hanging rancid skins for no reason. No reason at all. All right, I'm crying. I, I mean, they, they have some really good ones. Victoria is a schizophrenic jogger who thinks she works for the CIA. Her wife is also Victoria. <laughs> Her wife is also Victoria, who only appears in the mirror. They want anything spacier than a cardboard box. They're leasing currently. Their budget is eleven point two million. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just fucking hysterical. Like it's Hard to it's find. like close but not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's hard to top. Uh, we're going to, uh, oh, I think we're going to leave for the evening. Uh, who wants to be the first victim? Uh, Kenny, we, we managed not to kill you. Oh, Smash wants to abscond. You want to go bake some macaroni? Uh, Smash, how can people find you before and during and between macaroni baking sessions? Um, <clears throat> Smash Cannabis. <clears throat> Sorry, I smoked a lot today. Smash Cannabis 2.0. Um, Instagram. I hope I got the video. I, I recorded a lot of video, like a couple of hours. Um, I'm hoping to cut the footage together. So I'm going to work on that. I'm hoping it's saved. I was having issues all day with the phone for the first time ever. It wouldn't like save to the card. I don't hmm. know. It was weird. So I, maybe a yeah, card? I don't know. I don't think so. Cause it, what happens every once in a while? If you, if nothing else, uh, it's worth trying. If you haven't done it for a while, empty the card, like download whatever the fuck you have on there if you can, and try to format the card. Like every once in a while, those cards, you just instead of erasing stuff, you got to format it just to make sure to get all the good ones out there. Format it. All right. Yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Then I'll try it. Mary builds tree houses for fish. Her husband is a part-time <laughs> peeping tom. They want a gorgeous view of their neighbors' open windows. <laughs> Budget is one point seven million. <laughs> Part time. There's <laughs> good money in people talk. <laughs> Reddit's funny. Like I've never really got stuck on that Reddit hole. Like I never really uh, went down. Saint Bernard's is saying Reddit is a dangerous place. It is one of the world's biggest places, and it is completely unpoliced. So their uh, biggest employee base basically is unpaid moderators and as you can imagine there is a cesspool of moderator trouble as a result so there's both user trouble moderator trouble there's trouble from literally unironically like uh, foreign governments trying to spam freaking propaganda on reddit it's because it's a huge website so it's a difficult place to web to visit but if you've been on there for a while you start to basically unsubscribe from some of the biggest you know 
uh, subreddits because there's just nothing really valuable there. And you do start to find some cool stuff like the little weed growing communities, and the little, I don't know, the hobby communities and stuff like that. And those places are fucking epic. Like the people are super cool and the commentary is really cool. Like there's one subreddit called Ask Historians. All it is is people ask weird questions to historians and nobody can comment except for historians. They'll delete anything that isn't from like a certified historian. So you get these. Sometimes the answer comes back three weeks later, but you'll get these like somebody's like, did they use tampons in ancient Rome or some shit? And some guy will come back. Well, so and so and so and it'll be like three pages of freaking information. That was probably a terrible example. But you know what I mean? Like there's just super cool shit available on Reddit. But also because it's Reddit, there's a lot of garbage. So you have to be careful. Sounds like everything, though. Dude, there's weed grow communities. If you're into anything, woodworking or DIY or computer shit or anything. The photography stuff is a little, I have to be honest, a little photography communities online. I have to be honest with you. Just I'll warn you ahead of time are just legendarily poisonous. So it's, it's a, kind of a downside Reddit, of photography, just legendarily poisonous. The Reddit photography class actually is really good, though. Is it? Reddit they photography have a whole class. Sub, look it's up. like photography school or photography class. It's fucking balling. I was trying to get into Discord and stuff, but then I just get turned away. For like, I've I seen people do it, use it for shitty reasons already, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this. I found a good one. Dylan is a part-time hemophiliac. Hannah has been dead for three years. They're looking for a two-story bungalow with a deep freezer. Budget is $22.50. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, hit me up. Um, Peace. Guys, have a good night. Be safe. Oh, can't wait to eat and go to sleep. He's a part-time dog dude. walker. She draws pictures of retarded squirrels and sells them on Etsy. <laughs> Their budget is six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! All right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. Right you on, find man. me on IG. Good show, Cheers guys. You. Shit's hilarious. Cheers, Have Cheers. a good one, Kenny. We managed not to kill you. Oh my god, we did Thank not you, kill Kenny. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Uh, thanks for coming along. Uh, let's see here. I guess that leaves, uh, I don't know, West Engine. You want to be a freaking victim? Uh, did you learn anything today? Did you have you grown as a man and a, I, and a father? I, and an I like to think I, I like to think I grow a little bit every day. Nice, That's kind of the goal. Nice. Be a little bit better than the nice. day before. That's all. A little bit. unspecific. So I guess we can't take any credit for that. We can't be like, oh man, mm. smarter on this show. Not really. A, l- a little bit. A you little probably bit. kill brain cells. Does that, count? That I, count? I probably did drink enough to kill a few brain cells, yeah, perhaps. That, does, that so. does not count. It really doesn't. Good count. show, though. I had fun. Maybe we'll make up for it on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have a good guest. Did you hear about that? You've heard about that, surely. Yeah. West Engine, do you remember who the guest is? It's going to be it's Jordan, Jordan from the Growcast. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, man. That's Dude, be awesome. Excellent. It's going to be the first time that we have interviewed a podcaster themselves. It's like I'm not sure what I'm going to ask him yet, but I'll show. I'm not either. Be sure to I'll be sure to bring some questions. I mean, honestly, I also like to keep a. I've I've found that like one of the best things I can do is keep a pad in front of me. That way, when they're mm. talking, I can write down the questions and I don't forget look at you my with questions. the strategy. Look at you with the you got, strategy. Man, no wonder. No, I'm just it's look. Stone's got to help stoners, bro. That's what we do. Dude, I no, just no, no write wonder. No wonder you're the two-time reigning champion of ganja chronic table trivia like unambiguous winner man 
but yeah. it's, it's the new this is strategy you're like a freaking uh, you're like a trivia grandmaster man it's it's now it's now well if i repeat i mean that make me jordan i guess we're gonna have to see that's gonna be a couple <laughs> weeks from now this coming wednesday wednesday this coming oh. wednesday is, the, is the there a special video. assignment uh shall we have a special assignment what could it be i don't know well, well maybe we'll have to discuss on tuesday after i guess uh if you can think of one now you can go for it if you want oh i don't know no all right let's talk about it on tuesday ladies and gentlemen yeah. keep your ears peered peeled 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 whatever you know what i'm talking about for <laughs> the special assignment for weed and whiskey wednesday it's gonna be great we're gonna get freaking crunked on wednesday it's gonna be awesome tuesday though my friends we're gonna be super serious our uh very intelligent caps are gonna be on uh, we're going to be very bright and we're going to be super intelligent. We're going to talk to Jordan from Growcast. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Fred is a freelance sandwich artist and Lindsay is a part-time mail carrier with two kids and 23 on the way in a week. <laughs> the two want a 15K square foot beachfront mansion, comma, mansion with quick access to the downtown nightlife. To have a maximum budget of $43 and an Amazon gift card with $3.28 left on it. <laughs> <laughs> see what i mean about them just being like randomly just really stupid but just fucking great oh that's so good. Artist. Yeah. uh what was one there there was a uh, he's a professional grave digger <laughs> uh anyway ladies and gentlemen uh potent ponics uh perhaps people would like to find you at many aquaponic conferences and uh I don't know, a variety of different places. Where can people find you? Sure, you can find me on the Growing the Fishes podcast. Uh, I'll also be at the Aquapon Association Conference next month, actually almost a month from now. Uh, and then the Virtual Aquaponic Cannabis Conference about two months from now, um, second weekend of November. And um, you can also find me at apmjclass.com. Marty and I have put a whole bunch of new content up there, so definitely check that out. You can use keyword FUMI. To get a discount on the class if you want to save some money and support both of our shows uh and uh, yeah definitely check that out let me just post the coupon link in the chat here there it is boom uh and uh folks i guess i will uh oh i guess i don't have my page open here i guess i'll leave you with a quick infomercial for my website uh I will type it properly first. I guess I'm apparently a little bit drunk. Uh, once again, as I always say, one of the freaking parallel reasons for me to run this show is the fact that I can smoke weed for freaking five or eight hours. We used to do like eight hour shows. And honestly, I'm not going to, and I would not recommend it to anybody on this face of this earth, but I could probably get into a race car and drive a fucking race car around a track. However, I couldn't drive my car across the street. I'm a little bit less crunk than I am, let's say, on a Wednesday. But uh, my friends, there's literally no way that I could drive this car or a car. See what I mean? This car. What car? Am I sitting in a car? No, I'm not sitting in a fucking car. You see. Uh, anyway, folks, do not drink and drive. On that note, uh, on a positive note, I guess that was a terrible introduction to my own website. But hey, you see, I'm drunk enough that that's how you freaking you see what I mean. You crash into freaking your own website. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at my website. Don't crash into it, if you would please, because I just freaking built the thing. Uh, go take a look at I See a Witch, Morgana and her two friends. That's basically, if it's not clear there, it's basically a three-pack. I should, you know what? I need to redesign this. Now that I'm looking at it, you know what I mean? Like, you look at stuff a couple times, you look at it the first time, you're like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. That looks fantastic. And then you realize, no, that's actually stupid. Like, that's not clear. How many packs of seeds is that? That's not clear. 
So to be clear, that's actually three packs of seats. So I'm going to have to go back and redesign that stuff. Well, better late than never. Ladies and gentlemen, here it does say three packs. You see, I was smart enough, actually. Well, okay. Not a complete idiot. What does it say here? Does it say on the West Engine special? All right. On the West Engine special, at least, it says three packs of any combo, probably because West Engine told me about it. West Engine is a bright guy. So West Engine came up with the West Engine swindle. You can blame him for any problem. You can't because actually he's a super cool guy. And this is a super cool deal. Uh, three packs are 75 bucks a piece. Ends up being 225 bucks. You end up getting a bunch of Cielago the Bats with you. Uh, let's see here. At the moment, that's the only freebies. In the future, I hope there to be uh, more freebies, but I guess I can't promise anything right now. 10 packs also include some freebies of uh come on load website would you please uh there we go uh also and don't that. forget coupons coupon code laser snake laser snake all one word one word laser snake for 12 percent off i was gonna can't damn it i was gonna do another coupon code tonight and i forgot all right it takes like five minutes to set up so i'm not gonna do it tonight ladies and gentlemen laser snake for 12 percent off remind me next time of funny stupid shit that happens on our show because I very much would like to do coupon codes for funny stupid shit that happens on the show every time a show hey, happens. Today should have been Birkenstock or Croc. Uh, I can do that. Right after the show, I'm going to add the coupon code Birkenstock for West Engine. How much is the discount code? I don't know. 14%. Just for okay, sounds this. great. Uh, I wonder if I can I just like put a, I just put a code that you should totally do as a hidden code in chat. And private uh, chat. Okay, I'm like sharing this page. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go look at this website. It's awesome. Go look at Black Prince Ruby. I am very fond of this strain right now. You're going to hear a lot more from her in the future. This is Ruby Jack in Cross. If you guys heard me talk about Ruby Jack, you know that I'm a very big fan of it. So I'm definitely going to be working with these. Hint, hint, hint. Definitely going to be working with these uh, Black Prince Rubies for a while now. If you want some nice strawberry candy and a beautiful, beautiful high and a fuck ton of colors. Like three quarters of them so far have been like purpley and nice. It's, it's, I don't know, some of them green, but honestly, a lot of purples. Really, really, actually, I'm, I'm not trying to. Uh, how do I put this? I'm not. I'm not trying to bullshit you. Whatever. I'll show pictures. I'll show more pictures. Anyway, uh, that's a good one. Potent Ponics is saying the Kutang Clan. We're gonna save the Kutang Clan until Tuesday. I don't know. Because like different coupon codes, and I don't even know. That was supposed to be a hidden code. You just ruined it. Fuck. <laughs> I just ruined it. God damn it. All right. Well, now you know there might be a, a, a hidden code. By the way, there is actually a hidden code. There is a super it. hidden code. Yeah. 50%, 50% off. Uh, it's a you baller code. One word. That was the, the hint that I gave. It's one word. That's the one, the one hint you get, basically. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you guess it, 50% off uh, one of these days. Maybe we'll have a coupon code for like 75% off, you know, like black Friday. I feel like that's a good idea. Like a, a, some kind of a coupon code that you have to somehow earn. Maybe it won't be something you have to guess. Cause that's pretty hard. Like the fuck could it be? It could be anything. Um, skill testing question. Yeah. Like a super duper skill testing question. Like the trivia question that busted everybody. Well, no, cause they, oh. they just Googled that. We'll have to figure it out. That'd be kind of fun. And like you get like literally like 85% off or something or 90% off. Yeah, man. We'll have to think about it. That'd be kind of fun. Or we'll 100% off. Out. Somebody said 100% off. No, that's, but that's not fun. And that's just a giveaway. It'd be like 99% off. Mm, How fun yes. would that be? You'd be like, dude, I One, got a 99% coupon code. 
please send your one dollar. It's gonna send the cost more than that to post it back. So it's not my problem. You got the coupon code. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this and many other uh, sillinesses uh, on the future shows of this show. Let's see here. We're going to be here on Tuesday. We're not going to be here the next couple of days. Go enjoy your lives. Go do things. Go to the park. It's going to be raining here, but uh, I don't know where you are. Where you are, perhaps it's going to be sunny. I don't know. Maybe there are dogs to pet. Or I don't know. Maybe you have a dog. Maybe pet your dog. Don't pet wild dogs. That's a bad idea. Uh, unless they're friendly, you know what I mean? If they're wagging their tail or something. Uh, other than that, go check us out on Tuesday. We're going to be uh, ha- having a conversation with Jordan from Growcast. This coming Wednesday, we're going to be doing Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. And the following Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing the same thing we're doing right now, Brews and Butts. It's going to be freaking fabulous. In the meantime, there's going to be some fabulous shows. Uh, Potent Ponics is almost certainly going to have some wonderful recorded shows, as well as on Thursday. Yes. I think so. Actually, yeah. Uh... Actually, I have a show. We're going to do either this Monday or next Monday with Willie Smokes Too Much. Um, he actually has, uh, for those of you who don't know Willie, Willie is a, a wheelchair-bound um, medical cannabis patient who's a huge activist in the California scene. He'll be coming on to talk to us. And then um, next week, we actually have, on Thursday, we have um, Matthew Gates talking to us about um, viruses and viroids. Uh, and a whole bunch of awesome research that he's been doing on viruses and cannabis and trying to dispel a lot of the myths around viroids and viruses. Cause there's a lot of them. Uh, don't you have, uh, I guess I'm not going to say that. I think you have a couple other ones scheduled uh, uh, coming up soon. That yeah. We have uh, Wendy Kornenberg, who's going to be on both Fumi's show and my show. She's going to be talking about the awesome conference that she's going to be putting on in February. We have, um, uh, uh, Brendan Rust coming on the show soon. We have uh, Luna from uh, Skunk Magazine. She's super badass. Uh, she'll be coming on the show. Um, I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Season from uh, Three Sisters Grow or Five Sisters, Three Sisters. Uh, I apologize for not having that all in front of me at the moment. Um, but she'll be on the no, show. Please. She's another one of those legacy humble growers. So we have a, a ton of awesome people lined up for the next month or two. Right on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, that goes for anybody that has good ideas for this or Potent's show, frankly. I mean, he has obviously, as you can see, great ideas, but I often struggle sometimes to find people to, to come on the show. Uh, if I don't ask Potent or something, you know, sometimes I wonder, oh, who's going to get back to me on time and da da da? Because, you know, of course, life is uh, gets in the way. I don't have producers or promoters or anything else. So if you guys have ideas for somebody that would be great on the show, I don't know, somebody you know, like, I, I try honestly, just candidly, because this show's not really sponsored or anything. It's not, there's no real, it's not sponsored. So basically, like, uh, how do I put this? You know, I don't have a lot of incentive to, to go and kind of shill a product. I'm, I'm cool talking to somebody that has a cool product and everything else. That's, that's not a problem for me at all. But I'm not really that interested in just a, a two hour infomercial. You know what I mean? Because the audience is not interested in hearing a two hour infomercial either. So, uh, other than that, if you know somebody that's just super chill, super cool, knows a lot about, some subject like i said we talked to brendan for two three hours it was fine it was great i mean the, the, like the, he didn't he barely even mentioned the word spectrum king honestly he could have mentioned it more frankly but it was really interesting because he just talked about lighting so that was a perfect like zeus level it was zeus was an asshole but you know it was like a, an olympian a greek example of of uh, a perfect guest basically for the show so if you guys know somebody that'd be awesome for the show don't hesitate to let me know you can email me at a couple places they all basically go to the same place you can email me at fumador at chronic table.com uh, that's the main address uh, you can also email me at trivia at chronic table.com trivia by the way is the place that you should send 
potential questions, preferably questions and answers. So I don't have to Google them, but uh, you know, questions for trivia, the stuff that I've put in has been just weird and out of touch and out of step. Somehow every single time I'm like, Oh, this will be a fun question. And like, it's just not a fun question. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have fun, interesting questions, uh, we can uh, mix them up a little bit and uh, have a little bit more fun uh, with the trivia. We're hoping to do trivia every couple of weeks. So honestly, bring the questions, throw them down. It'll be fun. Uh, you know, grow questions, pop culture questions, uh, cannabis and culture, cannabis and food, uh, preferably stuff that everybody knows, because that's that's been one of the complications. Like apparently not everybody knows a lot of the different stuff. I'll be Googling or searching or whatever else. So stuff that preferably a lot of folks know. But then again, I'm being picky. So, you know, send whatever you got uh, questions, comments, concerns, send them fumidor at chronic table.com. It'll be awesome. Uh, folks, if you go take a look at my website, I'd be really uh, happy. I'd be uh, uh, put a smile on my face. There's a guarantee on that website that I will put a smile on your face if you become a customer. So hopefully we can do some kind of a, uh, that sounds weird. I always get myself in like rhetorical. Yeah, exactly. I get my rhetorical holes. Like that sounds weird. Oh, by the way, I was supposed to add the code. I almost forgot. I'm supposed to add coupon code Birkenstock. I nearly forgot. All right. Let's just, I got to write this down. I'm going to fucking forget for real. I'm going to, I'm literally going to go to the Birkenstock website. And that way it'll remind me after the show. I'll be like, why am I looking at the Birkenstock? Oh, right. Okay. There we go uh stoners will understand non-stoners will be like oh, what the fuck perhaps smoke more weed my friends it'll 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 do you good ladies and gentlemen go to my website fumador.com uh don't forget the fume the photo contest fumi's photo contest it's wonderful and fantastic i will be posting a flyer finally uh, uh hopefully it's finally sunday i'll have time holy shit i'll be posting a flyer you have 10 days plus 11 days i can't remember exactly following wednesday i think you have about a week and a half basically to add posts one post per day, my friends. Uh, you can uh, add as many as you want, as long as it's only one post per day. New posts, tag me at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Use the hashtag Fumi's Photo Contest. It'll be fucking super fantastic and be awesome. You're going to win cool shit and uh, win the honor of your friends. Christophe54, La Puissance, my friend. Uh, quel honor! Uh, let's see here. Robert in the house, freshly minted as a night. Cheers, my friend. Uh, St. Bernard's, I think, is uh, taken off for the evening. Uh, have a good one, bud. Atomic Spoon, the legend from down under, Midwest Outlaw, hanging out. Uh, cheers, my friend. We didn't say hello to you earlier. Cheers, everybody. Uh, Red Pill, let's see here. Who else is in here? Uh, Stu's in the house. What's up? Uh, not to mention Potent and West Engine. Ian's still hanging out. Cheers, Ian. Ian is suffering currently from an idiotic postal issue that is just too idiotic for words. We're not even going to get into it because it's that idiotic. May O Flower. Uh, hopefully not dealing with uh, idiotic postal issues. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you all the best if I haven't said your name. Hopefully you know that I'm uh, uh, wishing you the best anyway. Wes Engine, thanks for hanging, my friend. You're high as freaking uh, giraffe titties. Giraffe something like that. Yeah. I think they said, I probably shouldn't have said that. I should have said like seagull armpits. That would have been Betty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, high as high. seagull armpits. Super high. Uh, yeah. Potent Ponics, not quite as, as high as seagull armpits, but... Uh, grizzly bear navels maybe i don't know grizzly bear cheekbones something like that uh he's not he's not nodding he's not he's not that high ladies and gentlemen some of you might be that high if you're not perhaps you will be next time be kind be decent be gentle thanks for stopping by i appreciate it i really do I appreciate you stopping by and hanging i appreciate the panel hanging in here and just you know goofing off and, and, and talking about you know fun stuff uh we managed to have interesting conversations despite look at that freaking hash right there look at that. wow what kind of exotic terpene is that by the way or is that just hash? 
this is some THC bomb. It's from Carmel. It's pretty lemony, mm. actually. Still pretty, pretty good. Uh, look good. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you guys pop something wonderful. If you don't, hopefully you will soon. Uh, if you can't, hopefully you will advocate amongst your friends for, you know, grow, you know, and, and, and hobby grow and home grow and all that kind of stuff. It's important, man. It's important. In the meantime, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks, man. Don't be fucking pricks. Holy shit. I saw a prick today. I was like, that guy's a prick. Just honestly, it's like a prick. Just like, uh, like from a distance, you're like, oh, that guy's a prick. Yeah. Don't fuck guy, pricks. Man. It's called pegging. That's yeah, that's that's uh, I don't know. Is that how you get like, is that the perpetual energy machines where you like just like pricks, fuck pricks yes. or something forever? That's the key to unlimited energy. I don't know. Maybe but do your research somewhere else, perhaps, because it's very dangerous, very laboratory conditions only. But I would very strongly advertise. Do not be a prick, ladies and gentlemen, even if it does promise the everlasting power. To, to, no, it's probably not. Gonna, that's 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 a fool's errand. That's that's they're definitely lying to you. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, cats and dogs, bats and frogs, space aliens and simulcast. Have a good one. Adios. Thanks for hanging. Look, wave. Tapped in. Lately, my life had a fast man, but it's ass plan. Fight for my life with the brass hands, and I still ball with a bad hand. Got an aerial point of view, but they'll never see the big picture through zoom lens. From the quicksand, make it push start. Type of band's cool, but the tent plan. I'm back on my bender rolls for the kicks. They quit to give them two cents. Put my circle tight like we glued hands. Like I don't believe in new friends. Trail light, I know the ice thin. I drop the song, get a few wins. I crave the comfort in my own skin. Really, I just want to feel the world spin. Hope I check, watch me double that. I get it lit, I watch it bubble up. Remember opening for shows, no a show, but I pulled down muscle down. Now the label one, fuck with us. I spin the paper, let them know what's up I figured I'd be really on to something Cause these jealous niggas give a subtle love Crazy, they hella shaky on that really But that's fake, shit see through the shade Shit, they so unstable, done waiting I'ma wind the lust, I'm really going all the way to places Never thought I'd take it all off the phrase But I can't get no sleep, blending in the weeks Life is bittersweet, I can't really explain it But it's everything I need, at least for now I think That everything might be alright, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I can't get no sleep, blending in the weeks Sweet. I can't really explain it, but it's everything I need At least for now I think that everything might be Alright, okay, okay, okay These days I get replays, blue faces How I decorated the loose page Remember how I used to serve the plate Clean the food tray, working 8 to 4 from Tuesday Through the weekdays, hustle evenings at the stool Off Highway 92 in Haywood Always running just a few legs Tucking a new game, back to the crib and I color in new ways Building a new blade, but the budget tied me down like shoestrings Connected the loose change, those were the days that made me She on my line like a beacon, she could've sworn that I was cheating Be honest, I was barely breathing Chasing the life how I wanted it, knowing it you was all that I need Puzzle that all of the pieces that fit like a glove, you sit it right in front of me How I don't see it, hit up the pro to fit, like thought that's I take it easy Am I young or something, no, am I reaching to be validated instead I get told From the parking space, why do it feel like I can have a vote for the ominous faces The art I won't save us, I thought the ground was for the breaking Look like it's all overrated, yeah, like it's all overrated Like it's all overrated to me Like it's all overrated to me I can't get no sleep, blending in the weeks Life is bittersweet, I can't really explain it But it's everything I need, at least for now I think That everything I